to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp and Mix Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday night, August 21st, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We're going to have fun tonight, all right? We're going to have fun. Everybody have fun. All right, 702-586-7857. Please give us a call. Let's talk some Bud's Creek. Let's talk Enduro Cross. Let's talk whatever's on your mind, Motocross the Nations. Anything you need uh, to talk about in terms of Motocross or maybe some other things, uh, we will uh, we will talk to you about it. Thanks for listening again, people. Great show lined up tonight. Bud's Creek winner Adam Cincerillo of the Monster Energy Pro Circuit team will be on. First ever 250 motocross uh, moto win. And overall, AC, friend of the show, will join us. Uh, Jake Weimer, jumping Jake in studio here maybe a month ago, month and a bit. Uh, He's got a ride with MCR, Moto Concepts Honda, uh, just announced last week. Uh, He's a friend of the show, and he will be on as well. To talk about that and much more, uh, Enduro Cross Vegas uh, kick Vegas opener kicked off, uh, and uh, we had Alex Ray there, and we talked to him last week about his expectations, his thoughts about going Enduro, Enduro Cross, and he will be on the night to talk about how it went, how it, what happened, everything else, and we're looking forward to getting a Ray, friend of the show, also by the way, also friend of the show. It's a friend of the show night. Kenny Watson will be on. Kenneth Watson, uh, the marketing guru of uh, RCH Suzuki, will be on to touch on uh, a possible career change for him coming up in the future, as well as uh, what he's going to do uh, next year and maybe Justin Bogle's win. Justin Bogle of the RCH team won his first ever 450 motocross overall this weekend. He won a moto in Lakewood earlier this year, and now he's got an overall terrific job by him, terrific job by the team, and uh, he will be, Kenny Watson will be on later to talk about that. And Eric Pernard will be on. Eric's also been in a few times, the creator of the U.S. Open, uh, the man who brought Endurocross to America years ago, mini moto as well. Uh, he's in charge of the X Games uh, uh, motorcycle package that goes on this guy's got a lot of hands in a lot of things and everything he's done has been uh, really cool and really unique he will be in studio he's flying into vegas lands about now and he'll be over and to hang out in studio for all show looking forward to talking to eric a uh, great guy uh, don't forget the pop app get the show on the app you can get all the archives on the app you can get all the steve mathis show on your ar- archives you can get the uh fly racing moto 60 show on the app the nfab fantasy mx show on the app race tech privateer island show on the app uh thanks for listening uh on that as well and tune in as well tune in app uh you can listen live patreon people uh we got something cool doing we're doing for the patreon people and uh if you go there and sign up for just a, whatever you whatever you feel like giving uh, it'll help us out with uh, getting people in the studio paying uh some co-hosts some fees paying travis marks uh rising raising rates and much more. Uh, also, too, uh, Chris Kiefer, we talked about Nona, the, the woman he met at the Loretta Lynn's ranch, older woman who had been to Loretta's a bunch of times uh, with her late husband. Uh, she showed up this year. She's uh, back at the ranch uh, this year. She didn't make it. She was an alternate. She didn't get in, though. And uh, Chris, Chris Kiefer just loved her story, loved talking to her and everything else. So we are doing a Pulpamex raffle 
for Nona, 100% of the proceeds go to Nona uh, and to help her get back to the ranch because she's got like an older Honda uh, four-stroke, and we thought that we would um, try to help her get a better bike or help some expenses or or anything else. And so um, that website has been changed from the other one. It's raffle, raffle dot pulpmx.com all right raffle.pulpmx.com people go there it's 20 bucks a ticket you can enter as many times as you want and uh, everything goes into a square account uh, for credit cards so minus the percent the square takes it's all going right to nona and then we will draw a lucky winner to get chris Kiefer's after dark 60 helmet people so help nona get to the uh get to the ranch in 2018 thanks to Kiefer for doing that and uh thanks to uh all of you people for doing it we got uh 1400 bucks already so 1400 bucks is uh, not so bad and uh hopefully we'll see uh we got another 10 days or so to go in the uh, in the auction and um yeah you may get to be the winner of a uh chris key for flying colors 60 helmet so thanks uh thanks to you people for doing that it's awesome and amazon as well uh, i'll touch more talk more about that as we go on uh our guys our sponsors btosports.com fly racing and fab jeep and truck parts uh, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, people. Love EK Chains. Uh, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, Grandstone Boots, all on board with us tonight. And uh, we have the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment, X Brand Goggle Tearoffs, Race Tech Emails, the Gear Alloy Cold Call. And we have someone in mind that we are going to call tonight. A real, a real man that uh, is going to uh, going to get some help. Um, we'll get to that later. Also, the uh, NFAB JGR check-in. Uh, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on what JGR is going to do for next year uh, as far as that goes. And uh, we are happy to have you people on board with us. Like I said, uh, Adam Cincerillo, Jake Weimer, Alex Ray, Kenny Watson, Eric Pennard, all uh, on the show tonight as well as my co-host tonight. He is uh, co-piloting this ship with me all the way down to uh, 1030 at night tonight or, or ish and uh, Toxamoto. He's worked for Michelin motorcycle tires for a long time. Uh, and he's besides that, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time and uh, great guy. He's in, in, been in the industry and uh, he's in Vegas and we're happy to have him in the show once again for, I think his third show now, Randy Richardson. What's up, Ra- Randy? Oh, just happy to be here, man. I'm uh third time. Yeah. Third, third time. time's a charm. Yeah. Here I am. The, uh, Ugly man with a weird beard, <laughs> and I'm live and in studio. And uh, how how is uh, uh, Bibino? What, what Bobindum are doing? How's Bobindum doing? Bobindum. Bobindum. Uh, also known as the Michelin Man, he's doing quite well. He's doing well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. Life's uh, good. Michelin Starcross Five, of course, on board with us. How is that going? We get a ton of feedback on social uh, for people who have been buying them and enjoying them and, and everything else. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, we continue to have great sales with the Starcross Five product, um, as with you know, all the different segment tires. I know your listeners key off-road guys, but yeah. yeah, we're having a very successful 2017, and specifically uh, Starcross 5, I, I have to say thank you to this show and its reach, and uh, I know you're not one to hear, you don't like hearing good words about yourself, I but, don't, but no. thank you, Steve, you do a great job. Thank you. Um, and if you have a tire question tonight about Schmanshops, or Schmanshops, mm-hmm. or Ferrellis, mm-hmm. or Michelins, Schmendas, or Schmendas, anything, Schmaxis, Schmaxis. 
If you have a tire question about fitment sizes, you ca- uh, call one of their Schmep representatives, <laughs> and I'll be glad to help you with anything. No, on no, this no, show. no. Randy no, no. can help no. you out because uh, I think a couple shows ago we had a bunch of tire questions and a bunch of people called in. It was really helpful and yeah. useful. And this is all you know. Well, not all you know, but a lot of what you know. Tires, <laughs> tires. It's, yeah. Um, and even street stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. been all part of your deal. And uh, besides that, uh, but you're a fan of racing, yeah. and we'll talk a little bit later about the cool Michelin uh, motorcycle contest with Travis Pastrana. Exactly. Well. Yeah. So that'll be really exciting to talk about. And uh, and Eric Pinard will be in. And that guy. Uh, I mean, that great, guy. Great guy. Uh, very successful guy. And to what you said. Don't bro me. Don't bro me. He, uh, yeah, has uh, so many innovative ideas. Yeah. And that'll be great to see him. Typically, he and I see one another passing in airports. Yeah. So it'll be great to see someone <laughs> right. not wearing at a connecting gate. So um, Lots to talk about when it comes to uh, Bud's Creek and, mm-hmm. uh, and everything else. Uh, in the corner over there, this man... I went online to a janky uh, raffle site to raffle Kiefer's helmet off for Nona, mm-hmm. and it wasn't working, and it wasn't w- doing right, and it, I, I emailed the tech of the website and said, hey, mm-hmm. it's not working. And and that's so unlike you to do something janky. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, and, and they got – so this man in the corner, despite going through a rocky time in his marriage, he mm-hmm. said, hey, I can build you a raffle site. And I'm like, What? What? He said, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do this or not? I, I looked. I can do this. And, and in 12 hours, he whipped up the raffle site, taking credit cards, uh, emailing, photos, the whole site. And, and it's all marks. And he did it for Nona. And, and I didn't have to. And, you know, those sites that I was signing up for, they yeah. took a nice cut yes. of your money. That's how they make money. Yeah. Well, now we only have to pay Square, the credit card company. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So Mark's also saved Nona, he, made Mona, Nona some money. Awesome. He's, he's probably... Hacked in and gotten some of your money from you for yeah, doing that, but right. you just don't know it yet. Yeah, wait, I'll yep. find out. Uh, the producer of the show, Travis Marks. What's up, Marks, dog? Yo, I'm really just counting on him not like keeping track of his uh, deposits. You know, when you have that much money, as Mathis probably has with this Pulp Nation empire. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This falls um, out. Falls have you ever seen the movie Hackers? Let's talk about <laughs> Courtney. I'm going to take that as a maybe. Let's talk about Courtney. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? I follow her on Instagram. Yes, you do. And she said it was a single girl's trip uh-huh. to Spain yes. last week. Correct. There's a dude <laughs> in her Instagram stories. There's a man. Who's, what is going on? I don't know. She won't tell me. Is she regarding him? Regarding me. <laughs> is she regarding him? I did. I, I just want to let everyone know I did turn that movie on yesterday. I was <laughs> should not so many, have watched it. I was getting so you many should tweets not have it. watched it. It's still pretty funny, though. Uh, no, that's a friend of her friend's. So. Oh, convenient that she never let us. She never said that. I know. I know. That's what, we're gonna have a talk tomorrow when she gets home. Don't worry. Oh, it's she's coming home tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh boy. She'll be nice and tired, and and we're gonna have a chat. Did you follow Gringo's advice for that night before she went? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so maybe there's some hope. And I did. I I took his advice during the week while she was gone as well. <laughs> Gringo, uh, our own sort of uh, uh, therapist in life. And what would Gringo want him to do? What would Gringo want? What? <laughs> Forget it. He dropped the drop. That's he okay. Did. I he got did. something else going on. I can't turn the sound on right now. Sorry. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, uh, fantastic to have you. Mark, thank you for whipping up that site. So raffle. My pleasure. Raffle.pulpamex.com. 20 bucks. You know, we thought about putting it on eBay and just mm-hmm. doing the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that eliminates a lot of people that don't have the income for that. So True, yeah. A little better deal. So uh, 1400 bucks or so raised for Nona. So cool. Thanks. And make sure all of you, make sure all of you 
on social media, keep telling Kiefer what a great move it is that he's doing. Just keep doing that. Even though, even though Kiefer's like, hey, man, I'm going to bring that helmet up. You can put it in the studio. The, his 60 After Dark helmet. Yeah. And I said, why don't we raffle it off for Nona? And he said, you, you want to? I said, yeah. And that's how it all started. But make sure people that you keep telling them what a great guy he is for this idea. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for doing that. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, lots to talk about. Randy, um, more surprising for you. Uh, Eli Tomac's uh, mistake off the start and a seventh place. Fi- seventh? What do you get? Seventh? Seven one. Yeah. Eight one. Yeah. Seven one. Eli Tomac seventh place <laughs> in the first moto, and then absolutely crushing it in this in moto two, or Justin Bogle's win. Well, I would say Justin Bogle's win because Eli's been, uh, in my opinion, showing a little bit of some hints towards that type of riding, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Bogle Bogle had the one moto win in uh, Colorado, right? Yep. So, but again, I think. Uh, Tomac's been kind of trending towards those kind of unpredictable things. So that's more expected, I think. Um, Bogle, completely unexpected. That's um, awesome. That was, he rode great, man. Mm-hmm. The way he got the second moto start and went after the lead right away, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he didn't hold it, but yeah. he said, hey, I, I belong up here. I'm yeah. going for it. And Randy, uh, you've been to Bud's many, many times. It mm-hmm. was one of those hot and humid days. Yes. Yeah. Very air, humid. Air does not move down in there <laughs> no, for sure. No. And uh, yeah, and that and that just goes to what, what, uh, what you talked about with these little delicate flowers yes uh that 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 confidence in himself after that first moto to go after it that second moto i think it's uh impressive i like to see that and uh adam cincerillo gets a moto win his first ever moto win and his first over overall mm-hmm. and you know unadilla he leads moto one tips over yeah he's in third and he gets caught and passed on the last two laps by two by uh plessinger mm-hmm. and uh Ferrandez or somebody mm-hmm. and washugo he lost yeah. the overall by fading backwards lost a Complete podium finish. Complete right? podium yep. finish. So in a heat and humidity of buds, he kills yeah. it. Yeah. Go figure. Well, we can't learn from our mistakes till we make them. He re-upped with Pro Circuit, too. He'll talk <laughs> to him good. tonight. Yeah, two-year deal for him. Uh, so interesting to uh, talk to. And Zach Osborne on the track that Pingree coined him Snack Pack. Yeah. As he go- went from leading to 18th mm-hmm. in 2004 or whatever, 2003, mm-hmm. to... Winning his first ever overall at Bud's Creek to now completing the sweep mm-hmm. of a Supercross and Motocross title uh, at 30 years old, uh, a new reborn Zach Osborne, uh, and what a guy! What a story! Really cool to see. Yeah, amazing, amazing young man. Uh, I like his his attitude. I like his uh, his the way he goes about things. I like his faith. I think he's a a good dude, and his never say quit attitude is is awesome. You know, we were talking earlier. Imagine that parallel between he and Brownie. You know, yeah. started here, went to Europe, came back, had great success. Yep. It's yep. interesting. So yeah, it's uh, happy for Zach. How much do you, Randy, uh, just as an outside observer these days, how much do you credit the Alden Baker program and everything else? And how much do you credit Zach? I mean, obviously, you've got to credit Zach for he's, he's on the bike. He's making the thing. But if, if there's no Alden Baker, I don't think he comes into his own this year. If he doesn't practice with Anderson and Dungy and Marv every day and get his doors blown off, yeah, and, he's I, on a 250F. Yeah, and I and I truly believe there are a lot of pieces to that Alden Baker uh, puzzle, you know, and a lot of it is his training uh, regimen, their diet restrictions. But to your point, practicing and riding with the 
arguably some of the most elite riders, you know, day in and day out, and chasing them around the track, that's uh, all of those pieces of that puzzle work together for his success. So um, it's good. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's fantastic. And, uh, I mean, you would have got a lot of money in Vegas if you had said Zach Osborne's going to win 250 Supercross and Motocross this year. Yep. And he was the best guy all year. Yep. Indoors and out. He could work through a bad start. He could work through the field. Uh, he he yeah. deserves it. Like, and yeah, definitely rode with and and obviously his his age. He's a little bit mm-hmm. older guy, but rode yep. with a lot of uh, what I call racers maturity. You know, yeah. regardless of age, he rode rode calm when he needed to, uh, methodical when he mm-hmm. needed to, and definitely wasn't afraid to to lay it on the line when he needed to as well. So last round this weekend, Eli Tomac, uh, Marks, maybe you can figure. What does Tomac need to do this weekend? I, I should have done this math. What does Tomac need to do for an overall if Marv wins or Baggett wins or whatever? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. Give me like two minutes. And if you had done the math, Steve, he'd probably have to redo it. Guy builds if, one website and he, now he's a hero. If he wins the first moto, it's over though. Tomac. What's he got for elite? 23, right? I don't know. I think it's 23. So if he wins the first moto, it doesn't matter. It's all over. But. All right. Uh. Seth, what's up? Seth, you got a uh, comment about Michelin? Yeah, hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Hey, so I, was, I think I tweeted you like a week or two ago, said I was always a Dunlop guy, this, that, and I got myself some Starcross 5s, uh, threw them on, went riding. You said they were going to stick to the track like glue, so I had to follow up with you on that one. Okay, and? Strong, strong prediction. Uh-huh. Uh, Do you like them? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, really impressed. Uh, went down, rode a sand track in Alabama, and okay. uh, more than happy with uh, the performance of them. And hopefully, they hold up a little longer than Doug last week because those things chunked off real quick. But uh, gee, I just wanted to say I'm happy. And then I had one other question about Michelin. Yeah, one thing, uh, Randy. Maybe you can type. Ch- uh, Kiefer just did a test of the softs mm-hmm. on Popamex this this week, uh, Seth. And one thing with that tire that he recommended was keep a pressure higher than you would think. Thirteen pounds, fourteen pounds, Randy, mm-hmm. on that tire on the on, on the soft. That's a typical sweet spot okay. that we recommend yeah. with Starcross Five, the full range. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Starcross Five. That's thirteen to fourteen psi. So a little higher psi, Seth, than maybe say a Dunlop, uh, mm-hmm. who I've heard I've heard people say eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep that yeah, in mind, yeah, Seth. That's, yeah, that's that's what I had in there. I ran thirteen all weekend, and it was it was good. Okay, uh, what's your question? And then. Uh, is, are they looking to like expand and push to get on any teams here soon? I don't know of any that are running them. Um, is that something they're looking for? Or are they just aiming more towards the average weekend warrior kind of guy? What's what's the game plan? We've actually here? got this question a few times, so it'll yeah. be good right at the top. We'll just and, and, cover it. And I always give the, uh, the 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 political answer. So we currently have zero involvement in like top level Supercross motocross, and uh, we we plan to maintain that for 2018. So. <laughs> now we we to your to your question, Zach. We're, we're we're taking a different Seth, different Seth. Uh, Seth sorry Seth uh, different approach in that you know focus on grassroots and focus on you know weekend riders local riders and regular uh, riders like that uh, definitely great respect for all the top level racers and all of the parts and components they use but uh, from a business position it's uh, just we're not going in uh, in that direction so and uh, but to be fair the WPS uh, who's the who's the rep that races. Um, Oh, Kyle Gills. Kyle yeah, Gills yeah. has been running Starcross yeah, Five. Yeah, he's their yeah, director of their brand managers. So Kyle's. Uh, he is your you know, top Starcross Five rider. Exactly right. He is. He is. So um, that's good. Good. What does a program cost on a team? Like, if if, if Factory Kawasaki calls you tomorrow, 
It's like Randy. We want to start off. We want to do Michelin's. I, like, I would give the same answer I just gave Seth. I know, but let's <laughs> but, say let's say what? what I don't, give me a ballpark. I, like what do you? What does that cost? I, I don't know. I don't know what it would be nowadays. I, I know what it it used to be. What I know what those numbers used to be. Um, uh, ish. They were high. Ish. Seventy five ish. Okay. You know, and then pretty, the, the product. Yeah, product. Product is, product. is, is yeah. Uh, a yeah. lot. Yeah, you'll spend you'll spend a lot of money. You'll spend money. We would spend more money in diesel fuel than we would sponsoring a team. Yeah, you know. So yeah. and and that's the thing. So for us, it's uh, yeah. we choose not to. And sales uh, of the Starcross Five has been good. They've been they've been what you expected or it, better. Or? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, obviously coming with a new yep. range of tires. Uh, it's fresh. It's new. It's hit the market. But but the sales of them continue to grow. And I think it's more uh, a lot of. Uh, Expectation of the product, word of mouth, uh, the advertising, the pulp nation—you know—spreading the word. So I think it's great. Awesome. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, Marks, what does Tomac need to do? Got twenty-eight points like, right now, right? If if Baggett goes one-one, what does he need to do? Both motos, you know. That's what I asked, and you didn't give it to me. You gave me some other gibberish here. You think it's gibberish? It could be code talk. It could be. It could, could be, be code. code talk. He gave you code. So what does he need? Like, the worst case scenario for him. You know what I mean? All right, all right. I'll uh, make it easy for you. Give me one second. Uh, Brandon, what's up, Brandon? You want to talk about tires with Randy Richardson from Michelin? Uh, yeah, I think maybe you might have touched on it while I was talking with Travis because when I came back, it sounded like you were okay. getting to that. But um, I was just wondering, because uh, I know that Michelin is the official supplier for, like, MotoGP. Um, and they seems like it said something like they'll send like 1200 tires to each race and over 20, like technicians and engineers, how much does something like that cost? And how do they, how does that like fiscally like, or financially make sense? It just seems like probably doesn't, (laughs) probably doesn't. Well, obviously it does. Um, our return to MotoGP was was one of the key factors in in that decision. Was uh, with MotoGP, they were going from sixteen and a half inch to seventeen inch wheels. All of your uh, predominantly all of your sport bikes and sport touring bikes are seventeen inch wheels front and rear. So MotoGP had been sixteen and a half. So now you're trying to develop technology and then add that into a seventeen inch different wheel size. So. With MotoGP coming back to uh, making the change to go to 17-inch wheels, it was a much more interesting for us as an R&D. Uh, so, so that's one of the, the things that we gain. And, and Michelin has a rich history in that we were the first slick tire in, in Grand Prix back in 74. Uh, in 84, we had the first radial uh, motorcycle tire in GP500 uh, developed our dual compound technology. So what we call 2CT, that's developed through MotoGP. Um, so a lot of technologies that we developed through MotoGP, and it is an expensive laboratory, you know, to participate in. But uh, we we bring that to the market, uh, to the commercial marketplace for sport touring and sport bike riders, which is significantly larger than just the off-road motorcycle tire segment. So I don't know if that makes sense. Now, as far as the overall cost. Uh, of our involvement, that's way above my pay grade, and I, I really couldn't, uh, I really don't have access to the number on what that would be. Thanks for the yeah, no, I mean, thanks for the call, yeah. man. Appreciate okay, it. Thanks, cool, thanks. appreciate it. Um, so, if Baggett goes one-one, Mark says Tonak needs to go ten-ten. Mm-hmm. But you get eleven points. Eleven points to get twenty-two points, right? Yep. So he'll be twenty-two points down if, yep. if Baggett mm-hmm. goes. 
one one. So ten ten uh, or twenty down. If so, let's if just say Marv ten ten goes. to clinch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Marv goes one one, he'll he'll need twenty points. So right. Eleven eleven eleven. Yeah. Uh, so ten. Yeah, he's got this. I think he's got that in him. I think he's got it in him. Man, what an up and down season for him though. From the break line of Glen Helen. Yeah. Literally. From the break line of Glen Helen with some crashes this weekend. He goes seven one. Super you know? Yeah. He was so fast in that second moto, man. Just dropping times. Yep. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all in the start. It's all. And we're going to talk to JT a little bit more about that when he comes on. Also, um, getting the start and being able to, like, ride your pace. And maybe the traffic kind of freaks Eli out. You know, when you're stuck back there, you can't get in your pace. You he, can't get in lines you want. He doesn't ride much traffic uh, in training, I don't think, right? I don't think any of these guys really do, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, but what you're saying about Zach, he rides in traffic. Yeah. You know, when they're yeah. training, they're, they're, race, they're racing yep. when yep. they're training. So No, absolutely. Uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin, uh, StarCross 5, offering excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. They expanded offering a 21 sizes. Uh, uh, sure fitments for all off-road motocross and vintage bikes. MichelinMotorcycle.com or can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. The StarCross 5, our own Chris Kiefer, uh, did a little bit of hand in mm-hmm. setting these up. Hard, medium, soft, and sand versions. And as Randy said... Keep the tire pressure up on these more so than you would maybe on another brand, and uh, you'll be uh, much happier with them. And uh, and we thank uh, Michelin for allowing Randy to come in and sit in all studio or all show, and as well as for coming on the show. It's uh, it's been good. Um, silly season time right now, Randy. Mm-hmm. JGR Suzuki as uh, is going to be expanding. They're looking for a 450 rider. Mm-hmm. I gotta think Bogle slides right in there. I mean, he's got to be with this win. I know J-Bone, the, the manager, told me that uh, uh, Bogle's agent was texting him as Bogle was pulling away <laughs> no in way. the lead. Yes. Wow. I got to think Bogle slides right in there, I, and I, I think they're working on it. But it's a, it's a great fit. Suzuki's and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I don't want to say a new Justin Bogle, but uh, a revived Justin Bogle and a new 18 Suzuki, I think it would be really good for, uh, for that program, for sure, to and have him on board. He went down to RCs. He's training with Jeannie, mm-hmm. you know, running that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he told me after the race that the Denver thing, when he won Denver Moto, we all went, oh, wow, okay, he's down at Ricky's. This is really working. Yeah. And then if you remember and look back at his results, he kind of went right back into a slump. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, it takes a while to recover from this new workload. And yeah. he was feeling it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, you, what, what JT said about when he used to go there years ago and Ferry would go there, they'd kind of, uh, Ricky would rotate some people in and out. And I think that though Ricky has retired, I don't think Jeannie and his work ethic has changed any. I think it still exists the same. That's what's expected if you, if you go to the goat farm. Yeah, they really, that, that's it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so I, I think Bogle will be jumping into JGR. We're going to do the NFAB JGR check-in a little bit on uh, some of what they're doing in 18 and 19, some stuff we found out about that, and uh, and much more coming up on the show. And uh, we may give away some stuff too, maybe a set of Michelin Starcross 5s, mm-hmm. and maybe a Fly Racing Works uh, stand as well. Um, and we're going to cold call, the Gear Outlet cold call. Yeah, we are. This is something you've... You've got, like, this has been on your brain for a while. Well, just to, to go with uh, Pulp MX terminology, I've got some beef I'd like to bury. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and we are going to bury it oh, deep. Bury it with Pingree tonight. Uh, yep, yep. Looking forward so, to that. As long um, as he's, uh, if we can catch him when he's not uh, getting the cat out of a tree. Uh, I, I mean, even if he's at the firehouse, he should be able to pick up because mm-hmm. they they're not doing nothing. Yeah, making subs. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, so Derek's got a question for you, Randy. Okay, well, cool. Derek, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I just got a question. So I ride a lot of, like, hard enduro-type stuff, 
Um, and I've been thinking about getting uh, bibs. Yep. So I was just curious, um, like, well, what the lifespan on them is and, like, what PSI do they replicate? So for our Michelin bib mousse, uh, they replicate or represent equivalent 13 PSI when installed into the corresponding Michelin size tire. So, for example, if you've got a you know 110, uh, 118 rear, you put in the corresponding bib mousse and it equates to 13 psi. Um, that you'll find when you purchase them on the box, it'll have a to be installed by date on the mm-hmm. box. And once you install them, they they can last up to six months from that date of install. So what what can deteriorate them is uh, is is obviously how rough the terrain is more rocky more rooty stuff kind of can break them down a little bit more and then also uh temperature they're impacted by temperature so one theoretically one would not last you quite as long in the summer as it might in the winter but uh yeah but up up to six months and uh you know and the way i i I used to tell people about it my opinion on it is yeah they're 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 they have a price tag associated with them. They're about 300 bucks for a set. Are they really? But, yeah, yeah. Okay. about 300 bucks yep. for a set. But if you've got a $10,000, $11,000 motorcycle and you've got $1,500 in head-to-toe and gear, right, and you're paying to go to the races and everything to get there, you you don't want to risk all that to a $20, $24 tube, you know, getting a flat. So it's yeah. a good investment to your racing involvement. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, Thanks, man. man. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, before we get to uh, Jake Weimer, let's get to Travis. Travis, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. Um, I met you Saturday after uh, all the motos, and uh, I ended up with Filthy Phil's jersey. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, how's it yeah, going? Yeah. Pretty good. Um, man, I just wanted to call in, and I felt terrible for the guy. Um, <laughs> I saw him on press day, and he's wearing the gear. And then I see him Saturday morning, and my wife and I went over and talked to him and met him. And we asked him before um, practice, we're like, hey, you know, we listened to Paul. And, of course, the first thing I said was, does Steve come over here? And he's like, no, and I hope he doesn't. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, do you think you could hook my wife up with your jersey after the moto? Uh Uh-huh. Or after practice, I'm sorry. He's like, man, he's like, this is the only gear I have all weekend. I'm like, what? And he's like... I wore this on press day, and I'm wearing it all day today. If mm-hmm. you want it at the end of the day after all this, you can have it. So, so we ended up with it super stoked, and that's I awesome. felt bad for the guy, man. Um, yeah, so there's only one rider in the pits whose gear company would mess up and send him <laughs> one jersey, like four <laughs> pairs of pants, one yeah. jersey for press day, Prac two practices and two motos, and that would be Phil. He had one oh. jersey all weekend, and he's like, "This would only happen to me. I'm the only guy this would happen to. No one else would ever have." <laughs> he had one jersey, so they had to pressure wash it every time, dry it every time. It was yeah. it was red, and some of his other gear didn't match. It was great. Yeah, it, that's where it was hanging up on a fan. That's how when he walked up to pull it off the fan. That's how we started talking to him. One jersey. One jersey. Yep. I wonder with with the with the dark cloud that's over Phil, <laughs> and him being close to the path of total uh, totality, what have you? Day with the eclipse. Wonder how dark it was in Phil's world today. You know what I mean? He's already got the black cloud completely hovering over him. Yeah. And then the eclipse. I love it. There's only and there is only one guy that would happen to. That's yep. the best. Yep. That's the best part. Uh, that's awesome, Travis. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Talk you. To you appreciate later. it. Uh, Travis, what's going on? Or Nick, how are you, Nick? What's going on? Uncle Steve, what's going on, buddy? What's happening? 
I ju- I'm a week behind. I just listened to last week's. I just finished up with Kiefer After Dark. You're doing God's work. I laughed my balls off. The one poor bastard, I was thinking, there's no way. I have no idea what, what to do. Kiefer knew before the guy was done talking, mm-hmm. he knew what to do. Yeah. Love it. Keep, no, keep it up. Thank Love you. It. I really appreciate it. Some of our sponsors aren't so pumped on that segment, and I get it. I understand. You know, kids listen and. We cuss sometimes, and some people don't like it, but it's really funny. And Kiefer takes it really seriously, and he loves dispensing his advice. And so we're going to keep doing it. But I know some of our guys aren't pumped on it, but it's funny stuff. Oh, it really is. So, crotchal region. Let it happen. Oh, it's so Th- great. Thanks, Love buddy. It, Appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. See you. Uh, okay. Okay. Pivot works. Uh, premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels. Forks. I can't take that guy seriously. <laughs> Linkage, swing arm, shocks, steering stems. 40, 50% off what the OEMs charge, Randy. Yeah, pivot works. Wow. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. Pivot works. Email James at uh, pivotworks.com to give you a hell of a deal. Uh, grab a pivot works kit. Do it right the first time and save some money. I've used the pivot works in all my uh, project bikes and I love this stuff. Works mm-hmm. great. Uh, with that, let's welcome our first guest. This man, uh, for the first time in two years now, he has a ride locked in very early, ready to go for Supercross 18. He's our sometimes co-host. He's a friend of the show. Jake Weimer, what's up, Jake? How are you? I am fantastic. How are you guys doing? This is what happens when you get a ride early. You, get, you become fantastic. Yeah, that's actually very true. <laughs> um, yeah, congratulations on the MCR Honda ride. I uh, saw the press release come out. Uh, I kind of heard some rumblings about it. I don't think we, we talked about it when you were here, but... I sort of knew you were one of the teams that you were talking to, but honestly, Jake, the last two years, you've been an injury fill-in. Uh, you've jumped in you know, at the last possible minute without a lot of testing, and you've spoken about that on our show. So this should help a ton. You're on a Honda. You can start riding. You have months to prepare. Uh, this should help you a lot. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the so 2014, I was at Cowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last year at Cowie, and I came into that season really prepared. You know, mm-hmm. felt strong, felt good, no injuries. Everything was good. I was riding well. And first lap of the first heat, first heat race uh, crashed and hurt my shoulder. Uh-huh. And then it, it went on from there. Um, the next year, I, I did the Team Tedder deal. Um, for two years after that. And so I knew a little bit ahead of time, a little more than this year, but it was, it was a lot of work um, and talking to people and the tedders. And it just took a lot of time mm-hmm. to, to, to get it ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this year was tough because I knew Wednesday before Anaheim. Um, <laughs> right. so, um, and I had been riding – but even a little bit, but even maybe, the te- maybe like if I was yeah. going to go race a, a hot summer nights at Paris, like I was maybe on you'd, that level, you'd be ready for riding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So no, it's definitely a completely different situation. Um, and it's the first time I've been in a situation like this where, you know, where I know what this time since 2014 um, well, thir- yeah. 13 well, well, going into 14. And don't forget, on the Tedder thing, you jumped to these RCA Suzuki, so you had no time, you know, for, what, round five or something, round six, whatever it was? Um, uh, that Yeah, that was the second year in, yeah. in uh, uh, fi- 
16. Yeah. 16. That was the second year in 16. So I had a little more time. I was a little bit more prepared because mm-hmm. um, I'd already signed up for the for the tether thing. And then the RCH thing came about, um, and the tethers were, were cool. And I was able to do that and, you know, did okay, ended up uh, top 10 in the series. So that was a little bit better. But this year was tough because I had, you know, it didn't – things didn't really plan out the way that I was thinking in my head that it was going to. And then at that point, you know, the month of November, December, I was kind of a lost cause. And, you know, I got a call Wednesday night before Anaheim won, um, sitting on my couch watching TV with a glass of wine in my hand. (laughs) And it was Jeremy Albrecht. And I had some, I'd heard some rumors of Barca being hurt. And I I saw my phone and I'm like, oh man. (laughs) But, you know, initially, initially it was, it was, you know, only a few rounds. And I know they had talked to some other people. And so I was like, ah, well, yeah, I'll do it. And then it turned into the whole thing, which, you know, that's a little bit of bummer. You know, they were a great group of guys, and I wish I could have done better for them. But, you know, that was a tough situation for me. And, you know, I wasn't ready. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't been riding. Um, I had a little bit, but not like I was showing up to race Anaheim. So <clears throat> it was, that was a little tough. But, you know, I had a good time with those guys, and I wish I could have given them more. But mm-hmm. uh, that was definitely a, a tough time for me. Um Absolutely. Uh, 702-586-7857. You want to talk to MCR Honda's Jake Weimer? Uh, brought to you by Pivotworks. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. Um, so how did this deal come together? Uh, Mike Genova, team owner. Tony Alessi, team manager. They got Brayton on lockdown. They're going to keep freeze. When do they come to you? When do you? What other things do you have going on? What what made you, what what uh, appealed to you with this package? So I don't know exact dates, but I'm, it's a about two months ago, Tony called me uh-huh. and I talked to him the year before. And at the time I kind of thought I already had my stuff figured Listen out. To me. So, you know, I, I talked to him and I was cool, you know, just told him that, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I think I'm good. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. I didn't end up being good, but <laughs> regardless, um, he called me. I, I hadn't even really been thinking about it because this year was just really a struggle and, you know, again, not that's not on the JGR guys. It, it was on me because I was yeah. – regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he calls me, so then I'm like, man, hmm. hmm. So then I called Genova. I talked to Genova. Mm-hmm. Then I called Brayton. I talked to Brayton. Mm-hmm. And then so it got my wheels spinning. I'm like, man, I don't know. You know, this could be something different. I could have some time to get ready, blah, blah, blah. I asked Tony, I said, hey, can I go ride the bike? Tony's like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it was the weekend of Millville. I rode the bike that day. So I don't think really anybody knew about it. Yeah, I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was literally the day of the race because in between sessions when we were riding, we were watching the race on phones and what have you. So nobody really knew about it. And. So I rode the bike, and then from that point, I mean, I had talked to both of them multiple times. Yeah, they tried to get they tried to get you a couple of years ago, right? Oh, uh, they've tried before. Yeah, yeah. Last year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I rode the bike, and I mean, 
almost every day, maybe five out of the seven days for the next week after I rode the bike. I mean, I call them both or text them and, and talk to them, you know, almost every day that week. And, and I was, I was like, I'm a, I, I want to do this. The, the bike was good. Mm-hmm. I liked the bike. Um, I really liked the bike. And it was, it was a deal that I was like, man, you know, there's a few guys available. Somebody's going to sign this and I want this deal. <laughs> yeah, they are. So, right. I mean, I was definitely, I did step a little bit out of my comfort zone because that's not really me. But mm-hmm. at that point I had talked to him enough. I'd ridden the bike and I, I mean, I was, I did everything I felt I could do to try and do it because it was, it was something that I, you know, it was a different situation that I've been in in a few years. Um, I had time to, I'll have time to prepare and I can make a plan and I can, you know, train and ride and, and yeah. the whole thing. So I was, you know, again, I was pretty aggressive and I called them and I texted them and I, I did whatever I felt I could do to get the job done and, and, and get it done so we could go to work. And, you know, I'm I'm super thankful that that it that it worked out that way. So today was my first official day um, riding with the team. I did I did that one test ride, mm-hmm. you know, a month, th- three yeah. weeks, a month ago, whatever it was. But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely happy about it. I was going to ask you Monster Cup, but it sounds like that's a go if you're already doing yep, it. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll be the first race I rode for the first time today officially. Yep. Um, I'll ride a few weeks outdoors and then early September, um, I'll get on the supercross track and yeah, we'll, we'll be ready for monster cup. Uh, hi, Jake. It's Randy with Michelin here. You mentioned that, uh, you know, you talked to, to, to Mike and, and Tony, but also talking to Brayton, how much did that weigh into your decision? I would think a fellow rider who's come from factory level, he probably had a lot of insight on it. How much uh, weight did you put into that? Well, yeah, I mean, it definitely played a part in it for sure. And that's why I called him because, yep. you know, Brayton's, you know, like myself has ridden for factory teams mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of that goes into this. And, you know, I've kind of been all over the map and Brayton has been a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it definitely played into it. And, you know, we all, kind of watching this moto concepts team grow you know when they came out years ago yep with you know everything watching the whole thing go down i think everybody kind of you know whether it be a janky radio show or it be (laughs) a magazine Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be you know they had a a bit of a stigma for a while but over the last year going on with those guys you're you're watching it Mm-hmm. And it's getting to a more, you know, mm-hmm. official point. So I talked to Brayton and I've paid attention and I watch. And it definitely, you know, it's changed over the years. And, and I yeah. think that definitely talking to both of them, it's, you know, they, they want to be a team that's, that's legitimate not that they weren't legitimate before, but mm-hmm. if you start up a team, you're going to go through some, some growing pains and figuring some stuff out. Um, but I think at this point, um, you know, I've ridden for several different teams and, you know, they want to be taken seriously. And I mm-hmm. think at this point, you know, the last couple of years, 
you know, it, it's a legitimate team. And I mean, you, you find me another guy in the paddock that has more knowledge than Tony. I don't know who else you could talk to that could tell you what guy lined up in what gate in Millville 2012, you know, I mean, <laughs> they definitely have, some, I, you, you get what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. they definitely have some knowledge and they make a big push and a big effort. Um, you know, they, no. they want to be an established team and, and, and respected and, and, uh, you know, my, yeah. I mean, it, I, this is this is brand new for me, so I'm still getting going. But you know, I have respect, and and I'm thankful for the opportunity. And they're definitely, you know, going out of their way to to really um, be a a respected team in the pits. And I and I think they're heading that direction. Yeah, I mean, looks and uh, yeah, the Janky Radio Show, Tony and the Janky Radio Show host have had issues, and 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 you know, there's been things with that team over the years. Uh, but I, I've talked to Brayton, I've talked to Chisholm, talked to Vince, uh, talked to a lot of people that have worked with Tony. Um, he said he's he's came on this show and said he's. I'm about fifty percent less crazy. He says he's fifty percent less crazy now, and and everybody to a man that I've spoken to says that Tony has been great team manager. He will run through a wall for you to get you stuff, uh, for you know to make you happy to do things for you. Uh, he's a straight laced guy. If, if they can't do it, he tells you no. If they can do it, he tells you yes. As far as Tony's managing managing skills away from Mike, and back in the day. I've heard nothing but good things from every rider that's been underneath there. Underneath there, and that's really the truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the first step to success is um, you got to care. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that anybody. I'm sure there is a guy, you know, some some other teams out there that they do. But I, I mean, Tony cares, and he he wants to help his riders, and he, you know, they want to do the best that they can. So, um, you know, I grew up racing with with Mike and Tony, and um, you know, when there's that much passion involved, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. some stuff can get crazy. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would agree. I've, I've, I've been around them for a long time. Mike and Tony is who I'm specifically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've talked to Tony even, even before we were talking about a, a ride. I mean, I've, I think everybody could agree. I mean, Tony's, you know, it, it's, he's, I guess you'd call it more professional. Um, and definitely <laughs> looking at happened? looking after the team. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 cool. Do you you gonna have works show us stuff? What's what's gonna go on with the suspension? Do you know yet? I have some ideas, but I'm not sure if I can touch on that. Oh wow! Oh, all of a sudden Weimer gets a well, little a little corporate I on I us. No, I don't know. I mean, I think the guy gets a ride and he changes. He used to be you know cool Jake, and now he's. <laughs> but if, but if you, we'll Jake, have good we'll have good suspension. If I you share that. anything with Steve Jake, he'll he'll keep he'll keep it quiet for you. For sure. <laughs> if you want something to get out, you the, tell Mathis. Except for all except for all two hundred people listening right now. Um, well, that's good, man. No, I'm happy for you. That's awesome. I think it's gonna be good. And just the preparation and knowing what you're going. And now you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I can train and now I can practice. Now I can ride. Um, yeah. What do you like about the Honda? Okay, again, you rode it once, Millville. The race of the when we were at Millville, you rode it once and you rode it yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you like about it? Off the right off the top of your head, right off the top of my head, um, I don't. I like that it feels not like I'm uh, riding an Oldsmobile. Okay. <laughs> I like that it doesn't feel like a massive bike. It's light, yep. it's nimble. Mm-hmm. It goes where you want it to go, and and for me. 
I'm not, I'm, you know, a huge guy and I, you know, muscle things around. Like I want, you know, I want to be able to move it around and put it where I want it. So it's super nimble. It's light and it doesn't feel um, like a three seater jet ski. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really it. I mean, it, it, I guess when I ride it, it feels a little more like a 250F chassis. Yeah. Um, you riding the seventeen, or you riding the seventeen or the eighteen? Uh, I have a seventeen right now. Okay, there's not much difference. Um, they changed some engine hangers, and that's about it for eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's what I've heard. But I, uh, which all that stuff's, you know, changeable yeah. anyway, so it's fine. But um, yeah, today I got to ride the bike, um, the bike they built for me, and had electric start on it, and I'm not complaining about that. So, <laughs> no, it's. Everything, you know, everything's been awesome. And I mean, honestly, you know, the last couple of years have been kind of rough and didn't really know. And I mean, I haven't been this excited about going racing in, in a while, you know, know knowing early and mm-hmm. be able yeah. to get a plan together. And, um, you know, immediately I, I like the bike and, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's definitely, they're doing a good job. They they put in work and um whatever you need yeah. so far. I mean, I, like I said it's still I'm just getting going, but the vibe I get and the the work ethic and all of that, the it's it's been awesome. So I'm I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited that I know that I'm going. And I'm excited uh to go racing with uh, Moto Concepts. Um, hey, you, uh, you had an offer to do some GPs with a Yamaha team. You passed on it. Um, yep. I don't know if we talked about that on the show or if it was off the show or if I'm supposed to bring this up, but, uh, you didn't go. Um, it was a good team. It was a good Yamaha team. You're going to do three GPs. You passed on it. How come? Um, because they called me and I hadn't really been doing anything to be completely honest with you. <laughs> training, hey, me neither. <laughs> me neither. So basically, basically I had a month uh-huh. and I was like, I didn't know what I was doing as far as racing or whatever it may be. Um, and within a 10 days, I got three calls, <laughs> one to go to Europe. That was first. And then Tony called me for Moto Concepts, and then I got a call to go to Australia for the Supercross series. So then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, you know, <laughs> I need, well, you know, it kind of kind of yeah. caught me off guard a little bit because I wasn't really anyway. The European thing, I had a month to get ready. So by the time they called me, I said, all right, you got to give me a couple weeks to figure out <laughs> if I can, if this is even realistic. Right. So I started riding, training and doing all that. And then by the time Tony had called me, I, I just felt like I, I ended up telling them I can't, before I'd signed this uh-huh. deal, like, yeah. Hey, you're like, I, I can't do it. I just, I don't want to go there and make myself look bad. And I don't want to do that to you guys. I can show up and take your money and I can come home with it. And that's fine. I would have done that. I just, I, there's a, I know. And a lot of people would, but, yep. and maybe that's a downfall for me, but I just, there's a certain, you know, ego involved that you just, I, I couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, if I'm going to go, I want to be able to do the job. So, you know, had they, had, had I had a little more preparation, 
it probably would have happened, but mm-hmm. it just with the time that I had, I just I couldn't do it. I I don't want to go there and get 18th. Like that's that doesn't. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. They're probably not pumped. <laughs> right. I just I don't you know I don't I couldn't do it. So okay. I. I gave it an honest effort for like three weeks, and I actually made a lot of improvement. But I just, just I couldn't I couldn't do it. It's been too much too much time down at the beach just to overcome the beach all the beach time you had. Just, yeah, that's it. That's it. it. Uh, we got a phone call for you from Nash. Nash, what's up, gentlemen? Gentlemen, gentlemen, what's up? All's good. Richardson, always glad to have you in the studio. A great guy to the studio. How's everybody doing? We're good, man. Thanks. Good. good. Um, Jake, I got a serious question. So you touched on a little bit. Yep. Give perspective for all of us that are totally unaware and living our standard career lives. How long does it take for you to get back into what you feel is, you know, realistic riding shape to where you're confident and you could do a 30 plus two if you're riding nationals or better yet, super cross shape. Like what, the timeline that that takes to do and how you slowly increase the program and what the program basically looks like. Well, it's different from when I was 18. I'll tell you that, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, everybody's different and I can, I mean, I feel like I can make pretty quick progress, but you know, professional racing is no joke as we all know. And, and, I would say I need, if it's one race or I would say, cause the European thing was three races. Mm-hmm. I need minimum six, seven, eight weeks, eight weeks. I can do it. Six weeks is tight. Like Got that's, it. that's tough. But you know, when you're younger, as we all know, it's, it's, it's definitely easier but it, you know, every year it seems like it gets to get in. Once you're in shape, you're fine, and I can maintain that. But from starting point to all right, I'm ready to go. That grows a little bit each Would, year. And I don't know. And is it common for all of you guys that are like, say, not doing nationals? Do you keep a baseline? I would assume that you would keep a baseline fitness. I mean, it's not like you're eating a five-pound bag of Doritos and laying on the couch. I would assume, you know. But yeah, yeah. no, I, my eating, no, I, I'm sure in every guy you talk to will be a little bit different, but for me, um, you, I mean, yes, I've trained on and off through the summer just cause I can't sit still for a lengthy amount of time. So you're like, man, I need to ride my road biker. I would go ride, you know, a local track just cause I wanted to do something, but Mm-hmm. Um, the eating part has never really been an issue. Um, I I actually preferred healthier, nicer, cleaner mm. food. Me too. It, re- regardless, if, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, Steve. Um, whether I'm racing or not, but whatever, whatever, Tony. But then you know, obviously, if I'm racing and training and and in the Supercross mode or Motocross mode, you know, there's no two, three glasses of wine at dinner and, you know, stuff like that. Just, you know, and it, it, as you get older, it's just, you know, you got to be a little bit tighter and, and, you know, it takes a little bit longer. So, um, Body breaks down and builds up shorter in length in your times. Uh, awesome. Well, and I appreciate yeah. you. 
extending on that. Last thing mm-hmm. is elaborate on this ghost situation that you've touched on before. I read something. I was down the beach for two weeks. I was reading an old Racer X, and I read an excerpt or quote that you said that sometimes you find yourself standing with a shotgun in your room, <laughs> not because you're <laughs> what. Weimer, tell him. What are you talking? About? I don't know if we have enough time for this story. We, it's, Weimer, we do. Yes, we do. I'm not. I mean, I. I mean, I. I guess I kind of. I don't think that it doesn't exist, but I'm not super paranoid about that stuff. But my <laughs> chick is just like her. Her senses are sharp. So then really? she almost scares me, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll end up with a shotgun standing on top of my dresser looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's only ha- that that's happened one time. But when I was like a young, young, younger teen, me and my buddy, man, we he lived in where my dad went to an elementary school, and we saw some weird stuff. And yeah, we mm-hmm. grabbed some guns. I mean, yeah, it's a long story. But oh, yeah, I, I mean, hear- I've had a couple couple scenarios where I was like, uh, this is weird, man. Really? I mean, For real, you're huh? going to shoot a ghost with a shotgun. I don't know what that's going to do, but yeah. Um, that's funny. Well, I got, yeah, we got to, we got to figure this. I want to hear this story. So. It's a long story. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get so, one next time he comes on. Steve, yeah, and I, yeah. You run the show, not me. You're but, damn right. This is like, a, this is like a co-host story. Yeah. Um, yes. All right, Nash. Thanks buddy. All right. Cheers. Go get him guys. Thanks. thanks. I could be ready for a GP in three to six years. Probably, um, uh, maybe, hey, well, maybe six. So you can do your own gear deal. Yep, yep. What are you gonna do? Do you know? Don't know. Today, because it came out on Friday. Yep. And they asked me, hey, you know, let's keep it under wraps until uh, the press release comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, standard Moto protocol, it always takes a little bit longer than what we all expect. Mm-hmm. So I mean, man, I I had to work to keep keep my lips tight, but um, I did it. So today was the first day that um, you know I've made some calls and and I've called people like, dude, are you serious? You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. I'm like, no, I didn't tell you. I'm right. I, I'm not doing it. So yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I I don't know for sure. Um, you know, I've had okay. some couple year relationships with a few different brands and uh i don't know we'll see uh, so perhaps fly gear best out there bro well we maybe uh maybe we get you in the x-brand goggles the choice of champions everywhere i mean you texted me today i did i did we're gonna we'll see we're gonna work on it we're gonna work you on tried, it this is what is this the third run this that you will, shot? i think this will be fourth or fifth to be honest <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um and then we got to renegotiate our pulp mx sticker deal Yep, yep. I mean, did you You're pri- have to pay this time, man. Did your price go up? I think it did. I mean, I got we're in August right now. I got time to be ready. <laughs> yeah, I can't really take advantage I'll, of I can't take advantage of this of this desperation <laughs> by you. <laughs> I'll be fair, I'll be fair, but hey, it's right. got to be even on both sides. I mean, you've got to look at the publicity that you get from that sticker though. That's that's almost like you can't put a dollar figure on that. Unfortunately, the publicity doesn't pay my cell phone bill, but I, I will. I'll give. It I mean, to you, you got to take all that into consideration, right, Randy? I mean, the people come up and they cheer for you. They like you. They ask you about the, the problem, like you know. Yeah, but when they come up and cheer for him and ask him, do they also give him money? No, no, no. 
So that's where right, you, oh, that's right, where right, you right. come in, Steve. There's a fair price in here somewhere. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But let's remember all the things we've done for Jake Weimer over the years, everybody. Remember all that. Or what Jake Weimer has done for Colton Max. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to flip that on us. I get it. Um, well, I'm just saying. Right. Hmm. Um, Brayton and Weimer and Freeze over there. So I wonder if the 800s, I mean, he needs surgery or something. So he, I guess he's not doing soupy. It's going to be weird not to see him out there. You know? Yeah, I think Yeah, I think he needs to get a knee fix. Yeah. Um, Can't believe he it. He may... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think, from what I'm hearing, I think he'll probably you'll see him next summer. Um, I, I, from what I'm hearing, yeah, from something. Um, hey, I know from the past guys that Moto Concepts has a unique contract uh, situation. You don't need to spell it out or anything on here, but they sort of yep. there's a lot of incentives along the way, and they kind of pay you for different places, they pay you for showing up, they pay you for different places, they pay you for different awards and achievements. It's a little different from a lot of teams' contract deals. Is that kind of what your deal is structured on? Yep. Yeah, no, I same, think they're, same all, they're, all, they're all similar, yeah. I like it, though. It's a neat, it's a neat way of doing it. You know, I mean, I mean if, I'm, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm a team owner, yeah. um, I mean, you can't – the OEMs are different. But if I'm a team owner, um, I mean, yeah, it makes complete sense. And then I'll give you the flip side as a rider. Mm-hmm. It also makes a little bit of sense because you're like, you got that carrot dangling in front of you. Yeah. And yep. you think, hey, you know, I've got a little bit of purpose here. You know, let's, let's, yeah. You know, let's go after this thing. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely different. Yeah. And um, when I initially saw it, I'm like, wow, you know, it, it's different than anything I've seen. Yeah. But oh, I agree. It, you know, it, it it makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, hey, thank you for your time. Pivot Works bringing you Jake yeah. Weimer and his new MCR Honda deal. It's fantastic to uh, to see this. The only bad thing about it is you're going to be busy, so you can't come up here and co-host anymore because you're going to have stuff to do now. But uh, that's the bad thing. I can. It's a Monday. I can come up anytime. Would Would Tony let you come up or? or? What the fuck are you doing? Is that absolutely. What he's, is that what he's going to start saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Tony will let me come up. Um, yeah. Well, you got to find out where we stand with them. You know, as far as like, I'll I'll find out. But I I, I think you're good. I think we are too. I think we are I too. Think you're good. But I mean, you know, hey, we're we're yeah. turning we're turning over a new leaf here. Let's, <laughs> we can't have any bad vibes here. I'm, you know, I do the 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 pulp and max. I'll co-host. Like, right. We're we're turning a leaf here. We're we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get this thing right. Absolutely, I, I like that. I like that thinking. That's 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 good. Uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. Congrats on the Absolutely. ride. Absolutely, and uh, we yeah. will, we will talk soon. X brand goggles and Papa Mech show sticker deals. I feel are very confident to get that done and wrapped up. So you want to do a monster cup deal? We should do one a, race. We should do a one race monster cup deal, and then when you kill it, because the vision is so clear, you will come back begging. To wear You're, you've already went on to the next deal. Let's focus on one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's talk. We we can do this. Uh, uh, do you have any interest in doing any enduro cross? Oh, man, I got some super short legs, and I saw pictures of Alex Ray, and oh man, it looks rough. Okay, all right, because we, we were trying to send some pulp and guys. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen it in in person, and. I, I mean, I would love to go out there and crush it. I just don't know if confidently I can tell you I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not a bad idea. Uh, thanks, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. See you.
Uh, Jake Weimer, MCR Honda. What do you think, Randy? I think it's exciting. I think it's good. And I think it's a very good place for him to land. And I think to land early mm-hmm. is a good strategy for it him. Sounds like he was and, most excited about that, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it did. Well, but security and purpose and focus mm-hmm. and, and to be a part of a program that obviously has improved uh, over the years. And that's why I wanted to ask him about uh, him asking Brayton. Brayton's been around. Yeah. And yep. he's seen some good situations, some bad situations. So that void of void. Vote of vote. confidence. Yep. Yeah, vote. It's easy to say. Vote of confidence from Brayton. And, uh, I, I was being honest about the, the Tony stuff. I've talked to Brayton off the record. I've talked yeah. to these guys. Yeah. Chisholm. I've talked yeah. to them. And I'm like, How, how's it going? Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, Tony gets it done. He yeah. works his balls off. Yeah, I think Whatever I think, you need. I think uh, secondary only to his love of his kids mm-hmm. is Tony's love of motorcycle racing and everything in it A to Z. So yeah, I, yeah his yeah. there's probably sometimes he should have been committed, but uh, <laughs> but but he's always Instead been of committed. Just being yeah. committed. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And with that, let's take our first commercial break of the night on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Randy Richardson from Michelin, everybody on uh, RacerX Facebook Live. Hi, how are you? Thanks for watching. And uh, we're going to come back with the 250 uh, MX winner from Bud's Creek, Adam Cincerillo. And uh, much more. Travis Marks as well will be here. And uh, we'll talk some Enduro Cross. Eric Pinard will be in. Alex Ray. Uh, AC. Kenny Watson. More tire questions for you. Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back after this commercial break. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet, it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. 
The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, 
and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands... Please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services 
are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch, through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented pro-launch start device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit,
get. Pivot Works has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivot Works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years in business, Pivot Works is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And Pivot Works is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to pivotworks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride Pivot Works. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. Presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you with Randy Richardson from Michelin Tires, otherwise known as uh, FOT, friend of Travis. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to Jake Weimer also. Uh, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas, Neck Brace, W Wheels. Love John Anderson, W Wheels. You ever deal with John? In, I haven't, no. Oh, no, he's haven't. a fantastic guy. A lot of teams in the pits use W for their wheel needs. The Rockstar Husky team, the KTM team, uh, Troy Lee as well. Uh, Talon, Kite, Hubs. They can build you a, a wheel set for any kind of price, for any kind of budget. 
vintage as well. They've got it. Guts Racing Pro Circuit uh, seat foam. Uh, they use the seat foam. They use the seat bases. Uh, RCH as well. Uh, lots of teams rely on Guts Racing for all their seat needs out there. Get Data, Ride Engineering, Grandstone Boots. Randy. Yes. Grandstone. It's a new take on a classic leather shoe and boot that provide an all-day-long comfort. Whether the business casual shoes or work boots, the outsoles can be replaced to prolong the lifespan. They offer real value. I need to look into some of those. You know, working in the corporate world like I do, yeah. it'd probably be comfort, yet uh, stylish around the office. Oh, fantastic. Check out that. Grandstone on Instagram, Facebook, or grandstoneboot.com to see the full collection. Grandstone is behind a privateer award that we do each and every week. Uh, give us privateer a small bit of cash. Normally, we give a privateer who's had some uh, rough luck the cash, but this week, because I'm hugely biased uh, towards Canadians, <laughs> no, I gave it to... <laughs> not I, you. I know. Not Shocker. I gave it to uh, Dylan Wright for 13-13 performance. Uh, I thought it was great. I love to see the Canadians you know, going outside their comfort zone. Dylan's a contracted Honda rider up in Canada. You know, He doesn't mm-hmm. need to, to head down south and get waxed um, uh, by the Americans, but he did, and uh, so we gave him the Grandstone Privateer Award. Dylan awesome. Wright, everybody. Uh, also, too, the Roost MX people, they've been on board with us for a long time. Uh, Roost MX, interesting. Heath Harrison left the team uh, to get a K- privateer KTM 450, but he, it was it was fine, people. The Cycle Trader Roost team, uh, no no animosity there. He wasn't working with the Yamaha, so he got a KTM. Roost still does his graphics. Roost MX, uh, save, uh, RoostMX.net, Pulp Nation has saved 20%. Pitch shirts, uh, custom wraps, uh, stickers, uh, pulp stickers, pulp T-shirts, T-shirts on your own, Cobra stuff, the official uh, graphic supplier for all the Cobra minis. Uh, so RoostMX.net and the pulp, pulp Nation saves you 20% with those guys. They've been on board with us for a long time. Uh, and they bring you our next guest on the show. This man um, won his first ever 250 motocross uh, moto this weekend and then also with a terrific ride in, in the second moto wrapped up the overall as well. And uh, we're pleased and proud. He's a friend of the show. We're pleased and proud to bring uh, Adam Cincerillo on. What's up, AC? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? What about Dylan Wright, bro? 13-13. I know. I saw that, actually. I uh, First time I heard of him last year, Indiana, they went out. He was in B practice. Mm-hmm. And it, the rain started, but only, like, I want to say they got, like, three or four laps in before it started raining. Mm-hmm. So he qualified, like, third or fourth, and I remember I was right behind him, and crap for it but yeah. you know it is what it is yeah he rode really good i was i was actually really surprised 13 13 is um i mean even more so than last year i feel like i mean there's a couple guys hurt but yeah yeah he no. rode well he rode yeah. well and, and he benefited from that start uh in the first turn that took a bunch of dudes down but hey he still had to stay up there you know what i mean well i mean he did yeah. it both motos so yep yeah absolutely um grand stone boot no. privateer award uh, Adam Cincerillo on the show. Congratulations, buddy. It's been a long time coming. Um, the track that you made your pro debut at is the one where you get your first moto win uh, and uh, your first ever overall. Um, that's uh, kind of ironic, don't you think? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's funny just thinking about, honestly, just thinking what was running through my head at my first pro race. I mean, I, I just remember it. I remember it like you remember a nightmare when you wake up. It's like <laughs> you kind of like you like I don't really remember the whole thing. I just remember bits and pieces, and I just remember they were. It was all bad. You know, <laughs> I I remember I remember being out on the track and being so like self conscious of my riding and how much I was fading that I just wanted to pull off and like go hide in a porta potty or something. Just, <laughs> like I was like so I was so like man, this is just not going how I you know right. how I envisioned my whole life to go and. <laughs> And to to kind of get redemption at that track too, and 
It's weird because BuzzFeed, every time I've come back there, I got. I think I got a second there in 2015 mm-hmm. um, in a moto, and then I it was the closest I went. I came to getting a overall podium last year, and it's interesting. I always seem to, to gel with that track. You sounded a little bit like, uh, as Randy with Michelin, you sounded a little bit like maybe Zach Osborne, too, talking about those uh, memories from Bud's Creek and then yeah. coming back and All conquering the, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and actually, and, and Adam brought this up at the press conference yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he won Vegas, but Osborne won the title <laughs> and the amazing ride. Yeah. So we all just want to talk about Osborne. <laughs> this week, Osborne wins the title, and we all want to just talk about Osborne, and Adam wins the race. Screw Zach Osborne, bro. It took me too long. It's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> it kind of no, did. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. it's funny. I was talking. I went. I went golfing with uh, Cole Steely on Sunday, and he was. He was saying the only Supercross race at I want to say Houston 2015 or 2016, the only Supercross race he uh, he won. Dungey won the championship at. So we we have that in common. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Right. Um, man, you've been so close. Uh, like we talked about Washougal throwing up the losing the overall and an overall podium. And you know, I know you don't want to talk about that too much, but and then Unadilla no, late, late in the first moto. Unadilla, uh, you get passed late in the race. Um, you know, which took you probably out of the spot for an overall. Never mind the rain and everything that came. But um, so it's been a couple of real frustrating weeks. And, and I gotta I gotta say, like, so it's nice to break out right and, and grab the win. Uh, um, I guess the sun always comes up when the darkest at the darkness or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. What, what I don't I know, but it, it. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like that for a couple of weeks. It was, it was difficult, especially after Washougal. Washougal was like, I mean, I was flying home and I couldn't even. I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep that night. I could barely sleep on Sunday night. I was just thinking of. And I, I watched the race over <laughs> and over again, and the, for, Ferrandis got me going up. Uh, going up the hill after the start, and I was just, I, I didn't go outside, and I just should have gone outside, uh-huh. and he wouldn't have got me, and it, man, it just, it tore me up, it was, it was tough to deal with, and then um, going to Unadillo, kind of same thing, leading, and then blowing it there, and um, I, I wish I could say that, it, you know, it just, I just finally had enough, and I just dropped the hammer, but it really, it really wasn't that, I think I just kind of stopped thinking as much as I was before, you yeah. know, it was, it's kind of one of those deals, you know, every weekend it builds up and it builds up. And, you know, of course I know, I mean, I'm, I'm paid to win. I mean, I don't think anybody is, uh, you know, everybody knows that I'm paid to win and I'm paid to be a guy, one of the elite guys. And I, you know, I'm completely aware of that. So when I wasn't there and, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, it started okay. And then kind of went downhill when I wasn't there. It was frustrating. And it, 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 every weekend it just, it built up, like I said, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is going to be the weekend. This is going to be the weekend. And, um, you know, a couple weekends into that, you start to get kind of down on yourself. But yeah. I think it just finally started kind of just riding on the offense. Like I said, in the press conference, yeah. instead of riding not to fail. And, and that's the, that was the biggest thing for me. It was 100% mental. It's not like, you know, I went back and, you know, change my riding style during the right. week or anything. It was 100% mental for me. And uh, it's funny you say that because uh, so David Villeman writes a weekly column for us at pulpamex.com. I'm sure you. Yeah. Go, I'm sure that yeah. you go there I, quite a bit. Um, oh yeah, all the time uh, like for days. So I uh, I said to him, I asked him a question. I said, uh, Adam Cincerillo explained that his late race uh, passes at Washougal first motor at Unadilla were mental, and he and and he had a point about not being in shape because it was hot and humid at Buds, and he held on for two great motos. I said, what do you think, DV, of AC? And DV said, I believe in the mental part just as much as I believe in talent and astrology. 
He didn't blow an overall in Washugo because his head wasn't in the right place. He blew Washugo because he wasn't ready enough. He didn't ride good enough, and he didn't want it bad enough. It has nothing to do with mental. At Bud's Creek, he rode good enough. He was ready enough to charge two full motos, and he wanted it bad enough to not blow it. The way I see it, he showed more cojones in Bud's Creek than he did in Washugo, and those are not in your head. Those are between your legs. Adam is another guy I, I have to give props to. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I get that. Like yeah. what he's saying, it, it makes sense, and I feel like maybe for some people that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I read that about somebody else, I wouldn't be like, oh, man, right. like, what's he saying? I get that. For me, I'm too... I, I tend to overthink things, not just not right. just riding, just in, in, in everything. And I become like conscious when I'm on the bike. Like I like I can actually think about like you, you know like I'll think about like the repercussions of them. Like you know I'll, I'll, <laughs> right. I get like really deep in thought. Like in it and it's you know it's kind of you know it kind of sounds bad to admit, but I mean yeah. it's not something that I have a real bad problem with. No, just like when I was leading that race and. I think just because I hadn't gotten an outdoor win yet and just knowing knowing how many times, how close I've come over yeah, the yeah. years, yeah. it just made me start thinking. And at Washougal, I just was on the complete defensive mode. You know, I was completely on the defense. And when I started doing that, I lost my flow. And, um, yeah, I wasn't – I really wasn't even that tired at Washougal. Like, I wasn't – Yeah. I wasn't – and I – I would love to admit that I was completely exhausted because it sounds a lot better, but um, <laughs> it was just the truth. I was just riding on the defensive, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. That, but but I learned from it. I got better from it, and well, um, you know, I, I feel like I've uh, kind of you know conquered those demons. It's funny day. that you, it's funny that you say that you think about it too much because you told us on this show a little while back that you were following Plessinger. He went down. You had picked him in fantasy, and you thought to yourself, "Oh man." <laughs> Like that damn Plessinger yeah, just like ruined I, I my. Gotta, I gotta stop. But at the same time, too, I feel like sometimes I can play into my strength a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, can. like for example, I mean, for example, I don't know if you heard. I don't know if I said it at the press conference or where I said it, but I remember. I remember vividly, and I can close my eyes and I can see where I was on the bike on the track, what run I was in. I I thought to myself as soon as I pulled the whole shot in the first moto, like. Like, this is the one. Like, this is not getting away from me. I thought to myself, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm just going to blow it again. That's what everybody's expecting, you know, of mm-hmm. me anyway. So I might as well just uh, I might as well just send it. And yeah. I sent it. Yeah, good. No, that's a good point. But yeah. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Adamson Cirillo uh, coming off the uh, Bud's Creek win. Uh, brought to you by Roost MX, the folks at RoostMX.net. Um fantastic to have them on board and fantastic to have adam celebrating his first win let's get to the phone call byron what's up you want to talk to ac byron you there yeah I'm byron scott. Scott. what's up byron byron scott yeah he wishes <laughs> now hey uh ac congrats on the win uh, i know i was down at the nest for a day and i saw you riding the turn track when you were first getting on the bike in about december or so so cool to finally oh, see yeah. an outdoor win. But uh, yeah, I want to give one thank of your you. training. I want to give one of your training partners a hard time. Uh, if there was a blame pie for Chase hitting the gate in the second moto, what percentage <laughs> would you give to your hundred dollar bet with him? Yeah, see, so on. I, I actually was kind of kicking myself at the start of the day because Chase qualified better than me. Uh, he qualified third. Uh, he's riding really good. And on Thursday, I was like. Because the guy, he is so, he's got so much speed and he's like, I would be willing to bet he, there's, 
there's nobody on the line that's fitter than him. I mean, he's got he's got to be one of the fittest guys, if not even with uh, you know with anybody out there. I'd put mm-hmm. him up against anybody, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, just because you're a rookie, and I'm sure he knows this, just giving him crap. Just because you're a rookie doesn't mean you have to go out and get seventh every weekend because he's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it's like I see it during the week, and he's so he's so good, and I'm like, dude, it's you know a lot of the times he's faster than me, and I'm like. You know, like why don't I see you at the, why don't I see you at the race? You know, because we don't. I don't. I don't, I've hardly even had to race with him. Um, and so I told him this. I said because he just gets bad starts. You know, yeah. and I yep. I told him this week. I said, um, I said I'll give you a thousand dollars if you hole shot me above the creek. I said each moto. I don't care if it's if I'm in thirteenth and you're in twelfth. And then I, I did back it down to 100 because I wanted to actually stand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm very, very confident in my starts at Bud's Creek. I, I've whole shot it every year I've raced there. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I think I don't think that was in his head. But, man, he, hey, I have a slow motion of it, and it's bad. He, he hit he, the he gate. Just, he just committed. Did you see his video? No, I didn't. Instagram? No. Oh, oh, wait. wait. It is when unbelievable. I he hits it pinned. Um, he does not shut off when he hits the gate. And that was, that the, was my edit too. My the, edit. The best part about it is the kid. <laughs> the kid was probably so ashamed he ripped through the pack for a ninth from from hitting the gate. Wow! From hitting the gate. Yeah. So. Oh, I know, and it seems like he does crazy. If there was an RC Hart Charger Award still, like yeah. that they just no, they just give out at random, he would have like five or six of them already. I, I I told him. I said, man, like. He, He's been riding good. He's in shape. He rides well. I'm waiting for that rookie breakout ride that we always get from one of these jerkies that, that, turn, that turn rook. That turn, exactly. You know, yeah. I, just like uh, Cooper at um, yeah, Unadilla. I mean, it was in the mud, but still. I mean, all yeah. all Chase needs is he just needs to get up there in the top, you know, two or three and stay there for a few laps. And mm-hmm. I said with his speed, it's and he's not going to fade. If you don't fade and you have the speed, I mean, what else is there to have? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you just got to have the start. Uh, thanks, Byron. Thanks he'll for the be, call, man. be good. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you. All right, let's get thanks. to uh, Garrett. Garrett, what's up? What's your question for Adam Cincerillo? Uh, thanks so much, man. Uh, dude, okay, so I was at Wash Eagle um, after oh, the God. triple and before Sorry. the roller. Um, <laughs> No, dude, you were looking so good. But uh, at one point, and this was in the first moto, one point you hit that roller, and you were launching off that thing. But at one point you hit it, and I think your legs must have caught the the lip of the roller. So I saw your legs fly up, and you were gripping for dear life onto the side panels. Did you have to change your shirt after that? You remember that? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I do not even remember it, so I don't imagine. Really? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that though, because it'll be like somebody like my dad, uh, my dad hasn't ridden before and, but I, you know, I'm sure you have, but it's funny because when somebody, somebody sees me and sees me do something sketchy, they'll be like, it looks like they're cringing. Like I'll see them and they're cringing. They're like, dude, you almost just, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I didn't even really notice it. So it's just, it's just interesting how we don't feel it as much on the bike as, as you guys do. Uh, when you, when you watch it, I was going to ask too. Is like, did you even realize it? Like, is that just something that uh, at your guys' level? I mean, you guys are going at such a fast pace. You're looking at the next obstacle and everything. Like, does it kind of just fly over your head when something like that happens? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Like when it happened initially, I'm sure I got a little spike in my heart rate and it kind of woke me up a little bit. But um, at the same time, you have to refocus on the next whatever we're doing so fast that I feel like you get over it pretty quick. Like a lot of the times when I get back from a moto, I'll have, for example, I'll have to 
I'll have to kind of run through the moto and figure out what like what happened the first couple laps because you just you just kind of end up remembering like the last ten minutes it seems like you know there's so much stuff that goes on in the beginning of the race so um, yeah it's just kind of one of those deals where you got to refocus. Thanks, uh, thanks Garrett. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks guys. All right, thanks. Good luck in the wind tunnel. Um, hey, you re-upped with uh, Pro Circuit, man, for two years. You told me yes, that you came close to leaving, but in the end, uh, you know, I didn't tell you that. You said you had some good offers. You said you came close to leaving. I, I, no, you were. You said you talked to Alan. Alan said Alan must have said that. I didn't say that. Maybe it was. Chuck. I did have. I did. Maybe it was Chuck. I did have, it's, yeah, probably. Um, okay. So talk about that. Talk about re-upping with the team for two years. Yeah, no, it's um, it's you know, it's what I wanted. Of course, it's it's been a long road with the team. I've been with Kawasaki since I was seven years. I've never ridden anything but a Kawasaki. Um, you know, obviously I rode Cobras on fifties, and then as soon as I could ride a you know a Cowie sized motorcycle, I was on them. And um, so I was seven years old. That was two thousand four. Um, yeah, so I've been with them for a long time and pro circuit since I was like twelve years old, and mm-hmm. I've known Mitch and those guys just as long. And um. You know, it's been it's been difficult for me. Um, I think sometimes I, I kind of I felt bad because of you know all the injuries and stuff like that. And uh, I'm the type of guy like I I know exactly you know how much they've invested in me and and what they expect of me. Even if they even if they don't want to say it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I I know what they have done. And uh, that kind of that kind of was a big weight on my shoulders for a while, um, especially you know those couple years where you know 2015 um, 20. You know, beginning of 2016, it was um, it was difficult for me to kind of uh, you know deal with that. Um, right. But you know, I think we've got over that now, and uh, you know, I have won races this year. Of course, I haven't been. Oh, well, I guess you could argue in Supercross, but I yeah. haven't been as close to you know winning the championships is is what I've liked. But I feel like we're kind of building in that direction, and um, you know, I think it's it's where I want to be. I want to put you know I want to put number one plates on on Mitch's door and. Uh, you know, I've kind of I've wanted to do that since I was probably eight or nine years old. So um, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited to uh, you know to do it. And I feel like we're at a point right now to where I can really, really feel it, and I can really feel it coming. I really think that we have a a really good shot next year. Um, you're in a position right now, top ten overall in the points. Joey didn't race, so you passed. I went, hey, how about this? What? How about this? I went from seventh in points to third in points in the first moto at Bud's Creek. I know that was crazy, and then overall, I mean overall, I saw I'm, that on okay. I saw that on the TV. I saw that on the TV in between motos, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I thought to myself, "Permanent number." Um, well, yeah, you, you, you've jumped Anderson, you've jumped Savachi, I think you jumped somebody else, uh, Plessinger maybe. Um, looking good Plessinger to get Plessinger and Ferrandez. Ferrandez, Ferrandez has got a broken wrist. Savachi probably won't ride. Uh, Anderson's not riding. So you are looking good to get a combined over. I can't believe people don't understand the system, by the way. They still don't understand it. But you're looking good for a combined top 10 overall in the points, uh, combining Supercross and Motocross, which allows you to pick a permanent number outside of a single digit. Um, you can pick a two-digit yes. permanent number, and I mean, there's no doubt you're going 92, right? Yeah, 100. percent You can't. 90, how about 92? How about, yeah, 92. What about 69? I knew you were going to say that. No, I'm good. I'm good with the 69. I mean, I respect the number. It's strong, bro. But, it's uh, a strong. It's, it's a strong. It's strong. It's strong. But I feel like I feel like, especially my fan base, probably not going to gel with it. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Like, that's can... more of like a. That's more of like a. Uh, that's Jason Anderson's. Say? That's Jason Anderson's fan base for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I have parts of, you know, like that type of fan base, but just not, I'm, I'm thinking maybe like somewhere between 16 and 18% <laughs> of that fan, like not not very high. Question, speaking, of, speaking of your, your fan base and your, your age, Adam, and what you're into, after this, uh, this first win, uh, big bonus, are you making any big purchases, any gold-plated fidget spinners, anything like that? Oh, yeah. No, get- no. I did just drop 160 bucks at Publix today, though. Just stocking <laughs> up for the next couple of weeks. Oh boy, um, I felt really bad about it too. Um, he uh, he told me this weekend. I said, "How much for a pulp sticker on your helmet, AC?" And he's like, first he named some crazy amount that I didn't want to do. Then he he lowered it, and then he said, "What's in your pocket right now?" Like that's what he, we were at. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I kept lowering it. I said 250. Yeah, and then I said a hundred, and then I said, "Well, what do you have on you?" And, that, and you said, if, "I don't have." Oh, yeah, I don't have my wallet on me. I think I had sixty bucks back at the press tent. But I bet you. <laughs> but you have to be careful when you ask what Steve has in his pocket. Keep in mind he's got cargo shorts, so he's got a bunch in his pocket. Oh, I got a lot of stuff. Oh, in yeah, there. I mean, yeah. it would take a while. To a lot of that. stuff to sort through it, it all. It would. It would take me. It would take me a long time. I have to pay for labor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you really doing the USGP? You're not doing it. There's no I way. Think so. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. You got to somehow get Savachi's foot better so he can do it and you can bow out and, you know, something. Um, <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess Hill's doing it too, I heard. He's going to make yeah, an appearance. I think, I think I'm pretty sure Justin's racing this weekend. I'm not, I'm yeah. not 100% sure. But. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so, yeah, you'll be going It'd to the It'll be w- nice to have some boy. It'll be nice to have some guys under there. It was so weird this weekend. Right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it was. It was Joey, super, uh, super weird. For people who don't know, Joey crashed in practice pretty good. He already got, he's already got a banged up foot. Crash in practice pretty good and, uh, you know, might have done something else or more damage to the foot or hit his head or whatever. So Savachi was out after the first practice and, uh, and he went home and then it was just Adam on the whole truck. <laughs> it, it's so weird, man. You have a whole truck, you have a, an entire staff, you have an engine guy, two suspension guys. <laughs> a, every mechanic was in the mechanics area waving the towels. Yeah. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was awesome. Man. It was kind of cool seeing, you know. Obviously, you have a bunch of guys that like, you know, somebody like Ollie Stone, who's a Fortner's guy, and um, you know, obviously, you know, him being out that sucks, and you know, for Ollie that sucks, and you know, for Justin Shanty, um, Joey's guy, he he was out, so mm-hmm. bad day for all those guys. Basically, you know, yeah. you know, they're you know they're they're dealing with their own things, but they yeah. still you know they still rallied around me and. Um, I was I was super stoked on that. It, it made the day. They made the day super fun, and of course, the fact that we had success made it a lot better. But those guys, those guys were really cool. Yeah, thank God you won. Right, you pulled through for those I know. guys. I, it reminded me honestly. It reminded me of amateurs. I was I was under the Cowie rig as an amateur, like mm-hmm. uh, with my little super mini under there, and just just felt the eyes on me. I liked it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's good. Good to see. Well. Uh, Oh, Eric Bernard says hi. He's in studio. He's we're, we're gonna bring, grab the microphone right here. Eric, grab his headset. Eric, I mean, awesome. he's trying to get. Eric. He's probably gonna try to get you to go to Geneva again. Oh. So you might wanna, you might wanna just you know say like, <laughs> you, say, hold on, let's t- let's turn him on here. All right, you're on, Eric. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? I'm good. It's funny we we both live like an hour from each other, and we're gonna be talking from uh, Vegas to Florida. I know, right? That's Sex. crazy. Um, That's crazy. We gotta we gotta ride again soon. We gotta do some trials bike. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm trying to get some guys to go to Eric's Enduro Cross Series here uh, for Pulp. Alex Ray went. He had a great time. What do you think, AC? Enduro Cross? Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, it could happen. It could happen. I've been inviting him at my track for years. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> hey, Mitch. I got to make it. I never make it back up there. Hey, Mitch, I'm out this week. I'm going to go to Enduro Cross. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'll be in Ontario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. But Steve and I will be in Paris the same weekend. So, we're not going to be able to cheer for you yeah. in Ontario. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll get it on GoPro. So, AC is off the off-season Supercross race list. Eric, he's officially uh, off. <laughs> he's a friend, so I'm not gonna get into that conversation. You know, we we, we didn't get lucky. Our first step together For was now. just was just For a now. disaster. So, so I'm, I'm just if he comes to me, he's always welcome. That's all I have to say. But when he gets to the big boy class, we'll start getting him over there. Exactly. For, for huge money. No, let's just wait long enough. Let's wait long enough to hopefully I have enough uh, enough success to forget about that. Yeah. Like where they'd be like, oh yeah, you got hurt that one time at Geneva. Then we can go back. Yeah, right, exactly. yeah, th- yeah, there we go. Yeah. I mean, Marv tours ACL at Bercy. He's allowed to keep going. Exactly. You know, he so. took two or three years off after oh, that. Oh, did he? So, okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's one of those things. Uh, last thing before we let you go, AC, uh, I love getting your opinion on, on all things racing, as a matter of fact, just because, you know, you're one of the smarter guys in the pits, and that's probably part of your issue, by the way, thinking too much. You're too smart to be a motorcycle <laughs> No, I know. I've, I've recently dumbed that down a little bit. I actually yeah, good move. Kind of, I, uh, this side story here, I, I went down pretty hard on Thursday just over the bars at about 55 miles an hour. I heard. Farm. Yeah. And I kind of smacked my head a little bit. I'm thinking, hey, maybe it, maybe it worked. <laughs> like, maybe I lowered my IQ a little bit. Not that I'm like, anything crazy smart or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, um, you know. anyway, continue. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the Motocross the Nations thing uh, we've spent and we'll talk more about it tonight, I'm sure, with Eric and Randy here. But uh, Cole Seeley's going. Uh, Eli Tomek said no. Webb basically said no. Uh, Dungey's bowed out a couple years. Um, you know, RV may or may not have had some cartridge mystery surgeries set- scheduled for his time. Um, yeah. What you under? I, I know you understand what these guys are going through. But at the same time, this is an awesome race at Massive Honor. But what do we do? What do we do to get you guys more interested in going? Millennials, bro. I don't know. Adam doesn't like Europe. Millennials. No, I uh, I would go in a second. I would go in a heartbeat. But at the same time, too, I'm not a, you know, I'm not somebody like a Tomac that just been that has five or six off season races. It seems like he's required to do, mm-hmm. and then he's expected to be, uh, you know, winning it. And I have won it, and throughout the year, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think in the past. Maybe five years or so, I feel like, no, nah, maybe 10. Like, the training is just going substantially up and up, and people are realizing, hey, my career is not going to be that long mm-hmm. if I continue to do And I feel like that's, uh, you know, people are more scared of that um, now. Yeah. I feel like people are more aware of yeah. uh, what's going on, and um, I th- that's the mindset. Like, I, I could almost guarantee you from every rider standpoint, that's the mindset, but there's a point to where, I feel like when we were winning all the time, you felt like when you were going over there, there was a, it was a guaranteed chance of a win, and that makes it that makes it worth it for a lot of people. You know, when you know you're going over there and you have a you have a strong team, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you're you're leaving the you know destinations winner forever. Like that's something that you can tell your grandkids about. But you go over destinations and you lose, and it's like just seems like a waste of oh yeah an extra five weeks of training and. And then, um, and then people on social media hitting you up, telling you, you know, you suck. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I remember when yeah, we I went, think, uh, when we yeah, went, when I was on Team USA, we got second. Belgium won. And, I mean, there were so many people so pissed off. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm like, hey, 
everybody wrote their balls off. We got second. Uh, Steve Ramon wrote incredible that day. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like whatever, you know. And, but, dude, like the Honda guys for Carmichael, not having it. So angry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy, like this is tough. When you get yeah. second yeah. and everybody's so mad. This is what the race is. Yeah, domination is a great feeling. And it for, <laughs> unfortunately, it's been disappearing yeah, lately for I mean, Team U.S. Yeah. You got second. You rode great. But nope, not, not in America. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Maybe I get we it. should just have it at, like, Loretta's or something every year. <laughs> win. I think it's here next year. So, um, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Adam. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Congrats on the win. Uh, oh, wait. Yep. I just wanted to ask a couple of questions sure. to Adam. I just... Because Adam and I grew up in the same place. Mm -hmm. I mean, he grew up. I was, in, I was, I was, I was born in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he was the only kid that jumped over me when he was six years old on the Cobra. Uh -huh. So we were riding at the same track. He basically, I'm, I'm just not able to do a double and Adam uh, just goes co and it just jumps 75, 80 foot yeah. double, you know, which I did the next lap, yeah. but not the lap where yeah. Adam was next to me. So I went to, to basically meet the kid in, in the pits and that's how I met him. And I was really impressed by him. Then he was living, you know, a few miles from my house. He's the same age of my son. We became friends with the family and uh, I introduced him to Mitch in 2007 in Orlando. He was, he was, basically yep, watching yep. everybody you know uh in a pro circuit truck and i called him and i say hey come and meet mitch payton he was it was with his mom and i say mitch this kid is going to ride for you one day and uh, it was kind of a, a game but yeah. uh, i think we all yeah. knew, we all knew it would happen you know that's uh, that's uh, what i want to say adam i'm very very proud of knowing you no i'm proud to know you eric thank you for yeah, thank you for introducing me. It's funny. It's funny when I'm at races now. I'm at Supercross races, and there'll be some. There'll be a couple of team Crete or team green kids there, and um, I see somebody introducing them to Mitch. I always think of you. I always think of how nervous I was going to meet Mitch for the first time, and <laughs> it's funny how that kind of comes. We, we all circle, are. But, uh, Everybody's nervous. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a, actually funny. another question for you here from uh, uh, Chubby Chad on on Twitter. Um, do you blame yep. Mark or Tom for Blink-182 fiasco? Blink-182, Mark or Tom? <laughs> Man, it's kind of, I, I follow I follow both on social media, and that's about the extent that I know them both. And um, I just, I feel like Tom is just kind of, like he just kind of does his own deal. And I feel like the communication isn't that good. Like he wants to do the Angels and Airwaves thing and, you know, he was kind of throwing him on the back burner. So I get it. I get it. I, the, you know, Mark only has a few, probably a few good years left of like touring and being able to sing um, halfway decent. So mm -hmm. he wanted to get on with it. And I understand that. You know, like, it is you what, know what? Honestly, get a oh, stop it, gringo. <laughs> um, I feel like this is the same with me and Van Halen, bro. We should get together and talk about our respective groups and all their issues Please they've stop. had. You got you to gotta get a new cycle of jokes, bro. I've heard these. I've been pro too long already. I've heard these ones already. No, wait, 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 wait. Van Halen was only a joke when Sammy Hagar was singing for him, okay? All right, Randy. We'll see you later, Randy. Thanks for coming in. that is. Thanks for coming in, Randy. It's been great. Um, well, all right, AC. Uh, two um, more races left for you, Indiana and, um, and USGP. Thank you for coming on. Congratulations on the win again. We, I feel like... Uh, I got a little small piece of this for, for supporting you all these years. And so that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, man. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> thanks guys. All right. Thanks Appreciate Adam. It. Thanks See for you. having me on See later. Roost MX bringing you Adam Cincerillo, the Bud's Creek winner. Good job by him. 
great kid, great yeah. uh, great personality in the sport, and uh, yeah, phenomenal, yeah, he, he, phenomenal young man. He really deserves it. He's been working so hard. I've seen him so many years. He's, he's really like the poster child of working hard, not missing a beat, and you know, having having a a wave of bad luck and always falling on shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, he's gone through some stuff, you yeah. know, and and you know, we get these tweets and questions about him being a bust, you know, and I'm like. It's too early for that. The kids had, had tons of sur- uh, surgeries and injuries. And when he gets back on the bike, he performs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he's an also ran. He, mm-hmm. he works his way up. And, um, you know, maybe he's not going to be the McGrath that people said or, or whatever. But he, he just – he's got an incredible record in Supercross. He just won his first national. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the way his career path's going. He's only 21. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just people in our sport want to, you know, write people off already. Um, so thanks to Adam for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, by the way, I'm not going to name. Uh, I'm not going to name uh, my source, but I got a I got a, a text from uh, somebody at Moto Concepts, close to the Moto Concepts team, that said uh, talking about Weimer. They they had their choices of a few guys, and you know what? When you look at the guys out there, there's Bogle, there's Barsha, uh, there's a ton of uh, dudes that need rides. Uh, well, Tickle's going to KTM. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Chisholm. Um, a lot of dudes that are available for 450 for Supercross rides. <laughs> and and they went with Weimer. They picked Weimer. They thought they, they liked the way he works. They liked the way he is as a person. And he, you know, tries hard. And so they wanted to make sure that they that I got the word out that they, want, they went after Jake. That was their pick. So uh, I don't know if Jake, you know, too humble to say that in the interview. But, um, yeah. So, um, Eric, how are you? Everything good? Very Love good. having you in as usual. Yes, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be in Vegas. Well, again, I always make this joke. Eric is like the only promoter in the sport. You know, he deals with these, he gets these riders to Enduro Cross, Mini Moto, U.S. Open, mm-hmm. uh, X, gets Games. X, X Games. X Games is a tough one. We need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk about X Games. Uh, uh, Bercy Geneva. Yep. You know, he's part of that deal. And Wygan and I joke. He's like the only guy that promotes these things that everybody likes. Because, you know, nobody likes a promoter, right? The, the it's, promoter's screwing it's them over. It's simple because it's riders first, promoter second. It's simple, yes. simple as that, you know, and it's, it's not always easy to sell. But, uh, yeah, everybody likes them. Yeah, yeah, uh, never heard. Yeah, never heard anyone say a bad thing about him. That's for sure. The so. kickoff for Enduro Cross went on in Vegas. Uh, sure what do you think? What do you think? I mean, you know, it was uh, it was really really good racing. Quite quite unbelievable racing, and uh, our boy Alex Ray was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he was just like he, he redeemed all the motocrosser <laughs> in one time. Now know? he was better than Phil. Oh, he, he was, was better he was, than Kiefer. He was better than anybody. Wow. I mean, better than Sorby and better than Kyle Lewis. Better. <laughs> That's awesome. He was just, uh, he, I'm, I'm a big fan of Alex Ray. I mean, he's a good dude. Yeah. As a good person. And I was wondering how long he would last, you know, uh-huh. because I put him in two classes, yeah. the, the expert class and, the, and uh, the amateur class. And he qualified straight into expert. You know, I mean, he crashed so many times. <laughs> he said he crashed so many times. So many times. <laughs> but he never lost his smile. Really good attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he yeah. should he should be going places because with a with just such a good spirit like he had, yeah. I would have been giving up. You know, I was in, <laughs> was in two motos. He he's a friend of a show. He's been in there a bunch. We like him. Uh, he sends it. He has a yeah. He just wants to get better at motocross and supercross. And yeah, when I hit him up about these, he's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and he, he was he had really good riding. Yeah. Uh, the problem is he was not on the right bike. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. displacement wise. Right, I mean, right. the four fifty was not his friend. Yeah, and uh, fortunately, he was helped slightly. 
slightly uh, with a recluse clutch. Yeah. But still, the 450 was not different. But Manny was jumping. You know, and I, I want to give kudos as well to uh, uh, Josh uh, Greco mm-hmm. that came and did very, very well. So, uh, you know, the motocrossers are yeah. actually quite capable in endurocross. It's just a matter of uh, finding a couple of them that want to try very hard. Yeah, I think Kay Clayson mentioned to me he wants to try once. We'll try to get him out. Uh, have you ever been, you've been to endurocross? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been yeah. To a number they of, are. Yeah. Been to a number of, yeah. I tell people, if they're in your town, go. They're, the tickets are, are totally respectable to buy, and they action nonstop. They are a lot of fun. Yeah, and what was the, the very first one here in the Orleans, it was what year? 13 oh. years ago, 2004. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. had two riders that did that raced them in 2004 and back this year. Uh, you know, Jeff Aaron uh-huh. and Destry Abbott. Yep. They did the that's first one. The first ever one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, and they were in their 20s. Now they are in their 40s. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it's phenomenal. And, and someone like Alex Ray and different ones coming from the moto world and crossing over to doing that and either having – relative success or crashes, whatever, it brings some eyes from the Supercross Motocross world to your series, which is phenomenal. And everyone who's ever been has always said it's excellent racing. It's great excitement. It's 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 so unpredictable. It's uh, it's awesome. And we changed the format this year. I was trying to bring the top guys more often. So Mm -hmm. we have a... We have a MXGP style qualifying heat, mm-hmm. so you have all the guys racing yeah. for the gate picks. Then we do a bracket race. I, after Red Bull straight race them, I became a big fan of bracket racing. Yeah. So we have the top twelve guys going one on one, and we had major drama between uh, Colton Hacker yeah. and and, and Co- uh, Cody Webb, which was bo- borderline. You know, violent, but it was really, really good racing. The fan loved it. I mean, it was like a, like a good boxing match. Uh, and thanks for the tickets for for Travis over there, Marks. We will talk about uh, Haker and uh, and uh, Webb in a little bit. First up, Race Tech email segment. Since Race Tech was founded in '84 by Paul Feed, who you probably know, Paul Feed. I mean, yeah, geez, I met him. Uh, yeah. Race Tech Race Tech has been an innovator in motorcycle suspension tech, breaking through the limitations of OEM designs. Race Tech specializes in high performance suspension parts, service, and setups. Discover why more top Privateers trust Race Tech and mention Pulpamex 17 to get a special listener discount on your high performance suspension needs. These are the emails of the week from the folks at Race Tech. Please get your suspension serviced, okay? Please just get that done. I mean, it's easy. Get your oil changed, get bushings done, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, from uh, R- Robert. Thank you, Pulpamex and Pivotworks, for the tickets to Endurocross. I want to describe my experience for the listeners that may be interested in going. I arrived at 10 a.m., enjoyed action-packed qualifiers and racing all day until 10.30 p.m. Almost over 12 hours. (laughs) Minus only a couple hours for track maintenance. It was my first time attending Endurocross. I enjoyed seeing the variance in skill level from amateur to pro. The pro class was amazing to watch those dudes shred, to put it simply. It is far smaller than a Supercross, so it has a very cool laid-back vibe. But just like a Supercross, you can walk the pits and get very close to the track to spectate. The racing is close and very technical. It allows for a lot of passing and bar-to-bar action. The bracket-style head-to-head and joker lane, which made it even more, uh, no joke lane, actually, uh, for even more entertainment and closer racing. Um, Marks, isn't it funny to watch when you go to Endurocross, you see the obstacles and you see these dudes crashing and falling and everything else, and then you watch uh, Hacker, Haker and, and Webb, and you're like, oh, that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> during the night show, they start with the uh, amateurs and... Then the vets and and yeah they're doing they're doing yeah. good they're yeah. going smooth everything's looking fine and then you see the pro class come out and not even just the full pro class but Haker and Webb are on a different yeah. level from the rest of the pro, yeah. pro class itself and to watch those two dudes just pretty much go over everything like yeah. like they're nothing almost 
Um, it, it's on. It's pretty unreal. And then to see them preload that breaking bump and tire tap touch, that touch la- the that log. log, yeah. Un- unreal it's, stuff, it's nuts. dude. It's, um, it's something you got to see. Robert says, uh, when I arrived in the stadium, the main entrance was closed, so I walked around in the pits, and one of the first people I ran into was Alex Ray. He was such a cool dude. My little brother was so excited that he got to fill in for Mark's dog and be the videographer for Ray Ray that day. <laughs> he hung out with us between practices and during lunch, and we talked a little bit about bikes. I think these guys bought A Ray lunch. <laughs> A Ray said some fans bought him lunch. So awesome. I think it was these guys. Um, uh, they talked a little bit about bikes and injuries, and uh, when security wouldn't let us bring our backpacks in, he let them store us in, a, in his van. Uh, so thanks again, Pulpamex and Pivotworks and A Ray for a killer time. That's awesome. Um, Kirk Simpson, love the show. I was wondering what JT does on Monday nights during the show when he's not on the line. Does he just hang out on the couch waiting for you to call? Is he listening prior to you calling? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, we'll, ask, we'll ask JT. <laughs> uh, also, with all your sponsors, has there ever been a company that has come to you with money and, re- and requesting to be a sponsor that you declined due to issues you had with their product? Yeah, there's been a couple. There's been a couple. There's been a couple. There's one company came to me and said, hey, what about coming on the show? And I said, look, you're cool, but I hate the dude that works there, so no. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I don't like that guy. You would say that to someone? I did. Wow. I don't want I don't want that guy involved with with pulp. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I know that you're cool, the marketing guy. You're awesome. That guy. That guy? No way. <laughs> so I've done that before. Um, no names, please. <laughs> oh, I can. I mean, whatever. It may or may not work 100. Uh, percent Joe said, uh, "Love the show. We listen all the time. The swearing sucks. It uh, it makes it so we can't have a mixed company or the kids." Kiefer is the best. We turn we turn it down when you say to, but the random f bombs the whole show are a bummer. We get it, Joe. That's right. We're better now with no Watson. I mean, he used to, he used yeah. to drop a lot of swears, <laughs> but sometimes we get you know we get passionate here. Yeah. Um, all right, Kate sent this in. Uh, hey, Steve. First, thank you for the content and effort. Uh, I missed calling in last Monday when Loretta's was being discussed. I will try to keep this as concise as possible. I am writing because I feel women have very little to no voice in the sport. And in the very least, we should not be completely ignored when we have valid concerns and love the sport just as much as the next guy. I would love your opinion, and those are your guests, in regards to Loretta's and the women's classes. I don't know much about the Loretta's and the women's classes, but I know they've changed quite a bit, right? So I think so. There are a couple uh, of different age groups, yeah, or age yeah. brackets, but yeah, um, it's changed somewhat. Last year, Loretta's had four classes for women, but it was staggered gates. So two races, gate one and two with 30 girls in each class. Uh, I do appreciate, I do understand why that didn't work, and I really appreciate them trying to change something and give more women a chance to race. This year, women were back to, back to only two out of the 34 classes, two classes. I ask you, how would you structure the amateur women's classes if we could only get two? Quite frankly, the way MX Sports does it makes very little sense. There's an age 11 to 16. 150 cc's and under and amateur women 12 and plus up to 250 cc's so if you're 11 to 16 you can potentially race both classes which happens but if you're over 16 you only have the one option and what about girls under 11 yeah uh kate Kate is a very long email she said that she's not gotten much uh response from mx sports about it um yeah, long email. I don't want to get all into it. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I don't know enough about it to be to talk enough about it. But I mean, I know one thing: Loretta's is maxed out on classes. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, to get through Monday to Saturday, that is it. So whatever classes, if they want to add more, they got to take away. And and they go on region, yeah. they go on area and regional n- entries. So mm-hmm. you know, th- I think there's some well, sort they, of yeah, they have to factor that in. And and regarding the women's class, you know, I I, I would assume. 
no no knowledge of it. I would assume that they base a lot of that information off of the number of female entries versus male entries that they have in other racing series. You know, uh, I think it's great great to have the women's classes and have multiple ones. That makes sense too. But I guess they're basing it off of statistics of well, number yeah, of women's yeah. classes. Versus it's been a tough entries, sell. I have know? to say, since yeah. Ashley pulled out, yeah. it's been mm-hmm. difficult. It's yeah. been and, I, and I, we have the same problem now in Europe with Livia retiring. They've been kind of pulling. The train, yeah. and uh, when you lose those super big champions, yep. yeah. it's it's a tough. Uh, and I, with, I've done everything a, I can for to help. Yeah. You know, yeah. the um, what, without a marquee, without a marquee rider. Yeah, so, well, yeah, but yeah. even Kate's thing was the the class structure is wrong. Yeah. The size of the motorcycles mm-hmm. and an age and everything. Okay. Like, but uh, you know what, Kate, uh, Eddie Ray, I know you listen to the show. Eddie Ray loves women's motocross yep. like no other. Yeah, with Jessica, uh, husband to Jessica Patterson. I want <laughs> Eddie Ray's opinion on Loretta's women's classes we will play eddie's opinion he will call and he will leave a message and we will play it and kate eddie ray's word is the word to go by there we go uh phone calls for randy uh first up mike mike what's up what's your question for randy oh um i had some uh well actually hold on back in 2002 um i bought a 250f and i my question is is back then the s12s was the hot michelin tire everybody had those but I, I kind of went to some hard pack tracks and sand tracks. So I just went with the intermediate. And uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, if it was an M12 or whatever. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's correct. Our intermediate terrain, or one of our intermediate terrain tires then would have been an M12, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, I only used it like three times, and I ran into an issue where it felt like I, it was just, it felt like I had a flat tire, and then I actually had a buddy of mine tell me, "Hey, it looks like you got a flat tire out there, and uh, come in, check it all over." You know, pressures was good, and he's like, "You know, just something's not right." So we put we put the bike on the ground, and he grabbed the spokes down at the closest to the ground up by the rim there, yeah. and he would grab it and slide it side to side, and the whole tire would just flex from one side to the other back and forth and i was always wondering if you guys ever had any recalls or any issues with those tires back then because i i i'm guessing it was like about three rides on it and it was pretty much no good after that yeah not not was it front or rear well again it was one it was 2002 so that's quite you know 15 years ago but the the m12 and s12 we continued to have for quite some time they later became the s12 xc and m12 xc uh mike lafferty uh rode with the m12s quite a bit with with great racing success with national enduro championships and so on but we have uh, we have only in the past year we phased out that m12 xc and we'll currently we'll be phasing out the s12 xc as well and going completely with our starcross 5 uh range so uh, for that application i'd recommend you try the starcross 5 medium for for that type of terrain would probably be the best recommendation that i could make for you okay yeah but, it was but never any higher. yeah but never any quality issues with uh with with that with that m12 family at all thanks back uh, in those times. thanks randy or mike thanks mike okay thank you thank you uh, Jesse, what's up? You got a question for Randy? Hey guys, just wanted to call in and let you guys know I was, uh, I was at the Pulpamex, uh, Michelin Starcross ride day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was parked by chicken, uh, before he, uh, his, oh, chicken. Uh, uh, his header, his header broke and, uh, he tried to borrow some JB Weld off me. <laughs> he wasn't very happy. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah, just just, uh, just if I've had a few sets of Starcross Five since then, and uh, I bought a set a few weeks before that ride day, and then found out about the ride day and went out there and uh, talked, got a chance to talk to Randy for a minute. And uh, so far, I love him. I got a, I got a guy convinced the guy to uh, to uh, this weekend to uh, to buy a set. Um, he noticed I had one uh, mounted up on my bike. So I just want to say thank you guys for the ride day. It was, it was an awesome day out there. Yeah, so. it was good. We had fun, man. Thank you for coming and, up. Yeah, and, thank yeah. you for coming out, and thank you for the, the positive feedback on our products. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, man. Yeah, I was wondering, is there, is there any way I could win a, a, a set of them? Ooh. Let me think about they're that. Looking, they're and you, looking pretty and you, now, now, if I remember correctly, Jesse, you were one of the ones that came in with a set of Starcross 5s and not where Steve's janky idea of having just a front or a rear, right? <laughs> Correct. I had a brand new set. It was my very first ride on them. All right. And what, which ones do you typically ride? Which, which ones work best for you? I've just been running the soft so far, and they've been, okay. working, they've been working great. Even in hard-packed conditions, they, they, work, they work awesome. I feel like I'm just glued to the dirt in them. I even went back to a Dunlop set in, in, in the time being, I, and I went back to the Michelins again because I like them better. Cool, cool. Yeah, I can I can hook you up with a set, Jesse. So if you'll if you thanks for the kind words and and again keep uh, being a a brand ambassador for us, telling your friends and encouraging them to try them. And uh, if you'll get uh, stay on the line, Travis will get your info and I'll get you a set coming. Okay. Thanks, man. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, another question about a Starcross. AJ, what's up, AJ? Oh, not a whole lot, guys. Uh, I had a question for Randy as far as um, I'm a diehard S12 user. Um, you know, I do hair scrambles, enduros, that sort of thing. Usually get quite a few rides out of them. And now hearing that you guys are going to get rid of the S12, I mean, how's the how's the Starcross, at least the soft compound, comparable to the S12? From from an application standpoint, yeah, the the Starcross 5 Soft would be equivalent to the S12XC. And if, if you look, you'll notice that the, the tread design of the Starcross 5 Soft front looks uh, quite a lot like the S12 front. So it was inspired by that. So front tire traction is definitely going to be uh, improved, but the similar personality or characteristics of the S12XC. Um, durability is going to be great as well. And uh, overall performance of S12 uh, XC has been surpassed by the Starcross 5 Soft. So that would be my suggested change for you to go straight to the Starcross 5 Soft. Okay, yeah, good to hear. Because like I've, I've went to you know Dunlops, tried Maxxis, mm-hmm. and I always come back to my S12, so that's why... You know, with you guys going away from it, I was kind of concerned as to, you know, how it's going to compare. Yeah, and, and that S12, the one caller a few a few calls ago was asking about them from that range from back in 2002. So they've been around quite some time. So we put a lot of thought into, you know, whether or not we should, and, and the decision has been made. We'll be phasing out that S12 XC. So uh, Starcross 5 Soft is your go-to tire now. There you go, man. Thanks. Alrighty, yeah. Thank you. I'll give him a try. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for the call. Thanks, Appreciate it. Uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin, Eric Pernard in studio here. Pulp and Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, thanks to the NFAB guys as well. Uh, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, and Grandstone Boots. All on board with us uh, tonight, and uh, yeah, we'll talk some uh, uh, enduro cross with uh, Alex Ray coming up. Jason Thomas will be up. Uh, Kenny Watson's coming up too. RCH, That's be exciting. RCH folding shop, and uh, Eric, I want to talk to you also too a little bit about kind of USGP talk and nationals and what's going on with that, and you know, see what the is where are we going. You know what I mean? Things like that. We we always whenever you're in here, it turns into like this crux of a 
where the sport's at. And we all get in trouble. <laughs> well, but what, I, what I'll say is Eric has a finger on the pulse of, of what's going on in, in, in a lot of series. Very, very knowledgeable about what's going on in racing throughout the, uh, throughout the industry. So. Uh, absolutely. And by the way, EnduroCross, uh, EnduroCross.com, go there to check the schedule. The Vegas round is done. Uh, Reno, end of the September. Reno, Denver, back-to-back uh, -back weeks coming up. Then uh, Everett, Phoenix, Boise, Ontario, California, EnduroCross.com to get tickets. Uh, more than $250,000 in pro and amateur contingency. Uh, there's a no-joke lane added this year. Uh, there's a club racer discount as well for you people. And uh, again, the 2017 season marks the 14th year of EnduroCross. Correct. And uh, doesn't and you're a little bit younger. and you're more involved now than than you were in the you started it you brought it over, you sold it yeah then you were kind of still consulting now you're going to every round just about almost if <laughs> I'm if I'm not in Europe with you yeah. I'll be at every you'll round. be at every round yes. doing it. Um, <laughs> And I'll give priority to Europe and being with you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, and, and, and the ticket sales are good. The series is obviously successful, obviously making money now. Um, it's tough. Yep. It's tough. We had a tough one in Vegas. Uh, it was a very bad weekend for ticket sales in Vegas everywhere. It's the end of August. Very yep. hot. Um, nobody really was very successful in Vegas this weekend. No, I mean, restaurants, shows. Yeah, yeah. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just one of those times we didn't do our homework regarding mm -hmm. the timing. Mm -hmm. uh, always things to learn. New Vegas, is very, it's a very uh, volatile environment, as, as you know, because yeah. you, you live here. We, hey, look, my wife does a lot of things uh, with me that she doesn't want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Well, get get your mind out of the gutter. Get your mind yeah. out of the gutter. So I'm sitting in Kiefer's chair. So <laughs> yes, I'm sitting exactly. in Kiefer's That's chair. That's what's happening. Uh, it's leaking into you. So the point is, is my wife goes to these hockey games and these concerts that I know she doesn't want to go to. Yeah. And, and that's fine because that's what she does and she's awesome. Um, so flip side, this gets back to what you were saying. Flip side is she wants to go to Richard Marks, who was doing a, a, a show in Vegas, a residency. Remember Richard Marks from the 80s? And yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a fan, but I'm going to go with Pookie to support her. If she wants yeah. to go, I'll go. It was the second night of the show. It was at uh, Flamingo, and it was pretty empty. Second night. It was a great show. Fantastic show. He seemed like a good dude. But going back to what you were saying, I was like, man, it's a residency. It's Richard Marks, and yeah. it's it's half full. We were in Balcony. They put us down in the front row. Yeah. They're like, yeah, hey, we're going to put you here. No, not surprised. It's I mean, just, Vegas yeah. is very saturated. Mm -hmm. I know that it's more difficult for everybody to sell tickets, you know, and there's more and more free tickets in every shows. It's yeah. just, you know, I mean, you still have big things coming up yeah. like next weekend, which is going to be sold out. But yeah. uh, I think it's a little bit just like SoCal. It's a little bit jaded, yeah. oversaturated. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we're going to maybe move into across more towards B markets where people are excited about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of arena cross. Yeah. Arena yeah. cross is the same problem. They, yeah, they, they, you know, it's just, you'd, you'd rather be in a B market where people are excited to see you. Right. I'm expecting really good things in Reno yep. because Reno doesn't have much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have a couple of casinos, but not too many shows. So, you know, Reno should be good. I mean, Denver, Boise, Everett's always yeah. sold out. You know, Boise's good too, right? Uh, I've heard. Boise, yeah, Boise's yeah, really good. It's really good. Uh, all right, let's get to, uh, speaking of Boise, uh, let's get to our next guest. Yep. Uh, let's guess. Let's guess I'm the Boise. <laughs> Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? What's happening? How are you? Everything good? Yeah, yeah. What's happening? What's new? Have you been to an Enduro Cross before? Oh, yeah. Have I been? Yeah. yeah. Been. Dude, there's so, much, there's so much fun. They're great. They're actually, the only one I've ever been to is in Daytona. Really? Wow. Um, so yeah. we're trying to get motocrossers into these things. A Ray went, JT. We we can get you a bike for Boise. 
Uh, no, I think uh, I think the safest move for me is going to be uh, in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Or that don't, bike might end up in the stands. <laughs> don't say we didn't ask. Uh, FlyRacing.com, uh, please check them out. The BOA system, the first to integrate the BOA system in their uh, gear, and now it's in two lines for 2018 as well. Uh, again, 2018 Fly gear uh, worn this weekend by Pike and uh, a whole bunch of dudes out there looking great. So uh, thanks to uh, the Fly Racing folks for, for coming on. Um, JT, let's talk a little about uh, Creek for you, and then um, we got some X brand tear offs. And uh, you and Randy need to talk about this tubeless tire thing that we've been getting. We talked about it last week, and, yeah. and we got a lot of response from it. That's cool. I frankly don't really care, but our <laughs> listeners did. And so let's talk about it. Well, uh, if your listeners care, Steve, then you should care. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I really okay. don't care. That's exactly it. Um, JT, so what do you, you were at Buds um, with the Fly Racing folks. What do you attribute the difference between Eli Tomac's second and first moto? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that he could even answer that. I mean, what do we attribute his weird weekend at East Rutherford? What do we attribute for weekend at Unadilla? I mean, what do we? I don't know. I mean, he, he's the only one that can answer that. I don't think he has a great answer for you. Hey, can you take it off speakerphone or whatever? You, what do you got? What you got going on? It was good, and then now it's bad. There you go. You there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, you, Jason, I mean, you've been there as a racer, JT. You get a bad start. You can't f- get into your flow. You can't find your lines. But that only applies to the first 10 minutes or so before you get sorted out. And Eli didn't – once the 10-minute mark went by, Eli never got faster. Yeah, I'm not really buying the just get a bad start and can't find your lines thing. I, I've seen it too much from him lately. Um, there's something going on, whether it's – mental or physical or something but uh he's like it's like a tale of two halves for him um it's completely different rider out there so um i yeah i don't know i don't like i said i don't know i don't know that he could answer it but there's definitely something going on where he doesn't ride the same way that he knows how to right um it's odd because second moto crushed it just crushed it 201s and, and just setting lap time records yeah, it's it's something where he's just not allowing himself to ride the same way. I mean, his aggression level is nowhere near the same. Uh, I don't know if it's just uh, something where he starts to ride cautiously, even just his subconscious where he's he's just not allowing himself to ride the same way. So just thinking about the title, uh, you mean? Like thinking about that? Yeah, 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 just just too reserved, you know, and too worried about making a big mistake and. Um, like I said, I mean, it's probably something that is bothering him too because. Typically, when you know what's going on, you can address it and, and fix it, but it doesn't seem like he has a lot of control over when he does it and when he doesn't right now. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's strange, man, because he crushed him. So this weekend, JT, if uh, if Baggett goes 1-1, uh, Tomac needs to go 10-10 for the title. So looking good. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where he's going to have to have some sort of mechanical failure uh DNF, crash, something, you know, just a normal weekend. I mean, the worst weekend on record that we've seen from him was uh, just riding-wise was Unadilla, and he went 10-5, which isn't going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, short of a DNF, uh, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, locked up at this point. Speaking of locked up, Zach Osborne locked up his first title, and what a story. Fly Racing Zone, Zach Osborne, by the way. Um, what a story, man. 
What a what a what a cool deal, Zach Osborne. All the things he's been through, losing a ride, being a, a hype amateur, you know, kind of blowing that chance. Uh, shitty at shitty year at Yamaha Troy, forced to Europe, comes back, uh, takes a couple years to get going. But what a story, man! Guy wins the title. Yeah, I mean, we you know we we both know him pretty well, and um, I mean his his path to a championship is certainly unorthodox. You know, typically it's. For a guy like him, you start out on a you know factory supported effort. You kind of uh, rocket to the front of the pack and win races, and maybe it doesn't turn into a title right away, but it doesn't take too long. Um, he definitely took a different path, and I th- I think it's made him a much better person. Not only per- you know not only racer, but a much better person. Um, I think he appreciates it much more than mm-hmm. uh, than maybe some other kids in the in the past or you know have or will in the future. Um, because he did, he, he suffered and struggled, and I'm sure there were lots of times where he, you know, he thought this was not going to work out, you know, and yeah. uh, he persevered and reinvented himself, and uh, now, I mean, he's on top of his game and signing long-term deals, and uh, yeah. you know, the future is certainly bright. 450 motocross for 18, he let that slide. Um, that's a big move for him. Um, I'm all for guys moving up, so uh, that'll be good. That'll be good for for Zacho to do that uh, in 18. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be 28 here soon, and, you know, I think it's definitely the right time. You know, he's, I think the lack of his uh, 250 Supercross races, you know, changes the game a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like his attitude where he's not he's not trying to, uh, you know, defend the outdoor title if he doesn't have to. I think he's ready to take the next step. Um, I mean, he's certainly got the experience for it, so. It's nice to see somebody uh, aggressively moving, you know, forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, for, okay, so let's. Last week, JT, we talked about uh, uh, your tubeless tire system that you ran at Buds uh, when you did really well uh, on the BBMX team, on the BBMX Honda team. And Randy, you were the tire supplier. Yep. And JT didn't quite know what he could talk about or what he couldn't, and he probably didn't know all the full details. But for our listeners last week that were really into this, mm-hmm. what was the deal? So uh, back during that time, we were approached by, as as JT mentioned, uh, Trampas Parker that was yep. working with Alpina Wheel, and they have some tubeless wheels that they were very success, still very successful with in Supermoto, and they began making that that application, uh, that design for motocross. And one of the key things that they did was they made the, uh, the spokes, the, where you would tighten or where mm-hmm. you would adjust the spoke, was at the hub, and then it was fixed at the rim. So the flex would be at the hub, it would be fixed yep. at the rim, and it had O-rings there. So they would do that. And the way, they, the way you know, Trampas explained it to us was he tried various different brands of tires and – the Michelin tires that were tube type, so our motocross tires are tube type, mm-hmm. uh, they would hold air longer than and perform, you know, real yep. well. So they reached out to us about doing some development for, for tubeless tires. The the And I'm saying tubeless, T-U-B-E, you know, L-E-S-S, yeah. so tubeless, because yeah. then there's a different system that yeah, seals. Tubeless. But anyway, yeah. so, but to a, a like a, a street motorcycle tire that's tubeless, mm-hmm. it has a small, uh, a very thin inner liner that's butyl rubber, and that actually uh, holds air. Yep. So that's how you have a tubeless street motorcycle tire. So for us, we began developing uh, using 
tube type motorcycle tires with Alpina and uh, and, and saw the performance opportunities there, uh, some of the gains that could be had. And as Jason pointed out, there were some significant strengths to that to that design, that combination, and also some, some faults and some, some shortcomings. So we actually uh, developed tubeless uh, off-road, you know, motorcycle yep. tires. So, yep. so they were fully lined and no tube in them, hold air did great. But to JT's point, um, if you kind of burp the tire, and, and people struggle with that also in the mountain bike industry. You may not, Strava Steve, but some people yeah. struggle with that in the mountain bike industry. They can kind of burp the tire and lose pressure. So, yep. um, yeah, we, we worked a while at it, and then we did some cost analysis as looking at how much harder to pursue that. And it would drive our industrial cost to manufacture the tire would be a good bit more. Mm -hmm. And then the wheel set was going to be more expensive. So at the end of the day, the the average consumer wouldn't pay that price differential between uh, this prototype or this, this race tubeless tire. And wheel, so. but some real benefit to it, like JT explained. For sure, yeah. yeah, it was so much lighter weight. JT, you'd have to change what two or three teeth on the rear sprocket. Uh, it would impact the gearing because it was so much lighter. Really? Weight. Oh, I didn't know that. that okay, yeah, 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 wow. yeah. yeah. Um, so hmm. yeah, it, it's a great, great success with it. You know, JT's best finished outdoors for sure. But also remember, you know, Anaheim won. JT struggling to get out of the track and get out of the way because he'd, uh, you know, it, it burped yep. the tire, lost air, and there's no rim lock. Yep. So nothing to hold the rim to the tire. Oh, so boy. just spinning to try to get off the track. So, <laughs> you know, not, not a good uh, representation <laughs> like, for Like you said, JT, involved, when things yeah. went, when one thing went wrong, it mm-hmm. was, uh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things where it was feast or famine, you know, it was mm-hmm. the, the best performance you could have, but, uh, there was no warning. That was the scary thing. Like I, the DNFs, okay, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. These things happen. You know, I wasn't in a, like battling for a championship or anything, but um, just uh, when it would go, when it would lose pressure, it didn't. You didn't have any warning. That was the that was the tough part. That was yeah. a little worrisome. It was more uh, instantaneous, JT. You're right. And and again, it's yeah. And, and that's and that's kind of the same theory with with some mountain bike tires. People use a lot of tubeless versus yeah. tube time. So anyway, we. Marks, it, it's gone. Marks, you have no, you have tubeless on your mountain bike, don't you? Or was that tits? That's tits. Oh, yeah, yeah. tits. Yeah, you have tits. it too, Eric. Yeah, tubeless. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I went tubes. I, I didn't like it. I was getting really? flats, but I'm like, yeah. I, this is, I don't know. I'd rather be able to, you know. I couldn't go back. Tubeless no? is fantastic. Yeah, on mountain bikes and, mm-hmm. and trials bike. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I need to. You guys need to make it work because I want tubeless on my motocross <laughs> bike too. Yeah, and, and you're probably one of the 17 people. Uh, that would pay for that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to pay for it. He's in oh, the okay. industry. Okay, yeah. I can. I, he's I, in the industry. I, 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 yeah, we, we may uh, still have someone in the warehouse. Someone in the warehouse. Someone. Uh, truck Hero Supplier uh, Premium Vehicle Accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. Comprise of worldwide renowned brands including Back Industries, Undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, Husky Liners. Truck Hero is a name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. Truck-Hero.com. They're a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team. Uh, JT, I want to get your 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 uh, your opinion on this. Uh, we talked to Jake Weimer earlier. The Truck Hero question of the day for you, JT. What do you think of Jake Weimer to MCR Honda? Uh, I think it's a good fit for both for both teams. You know, Jake, he was fortunate and unfortunate last season. You know, he didn't have a deal and missed the first round or two there. Uh, but with um, Justin Barsha's departure. Uh, gave him a spot, and he, you know, he raced most of the season. But uh, for Jake, 
I don't think that's a very secure place to be. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't doesn't give you a lot of motivation to go train your butt off all off season. And you know, he, I'm sure he would rather have uh, a situation where he knows what the deal is and he's able to test and be prepared. Um, you know, and and for MCR, you know, they're they're still growing. You know, and they're taking steps forward. Um, I thought it was a big step for them to sign Justin Braden for the you know season we just went through, mm-hmm. uh, and then to back that up with Jake Weimer, you know. And there's nothing wrong with the, you know they had Michael Essie and they've had Vince, and there's nothing wrong with that team. But to progress, you know, it's it's no different than Forrest Butler, you know, having mm-hmm. basically he and his brothers, and then Doug DeHaan, and then myself, and then uh, Matt Gerke and Michael Byrne, and now he's yeah. up to like bagging and winning races. So uh, I see a lot of uh, similarities and parallels there between uh, just taking baby steps and aligning the equipment along with the talent, and uh, good things happen if you can do that. And, and yeah. lucky, luckily for Mike Genova, he can afford to, to take those steps. We have had controversy with the MCR guys in the past um, with Mike Alessi and then Tony Alessi, uh, who, again, I've heard nothing but good things as a manager from, um, but does not shy away from the fact. But I want to say, ask you this, JT, like with Weimer, Brayton going there last year and now Weimer, like they are changing their image. They are consciously changing their image, I feel, and taking a step up. Honda took a we rolled the dice with them last year, and I think they were generally happy with everything that's going on. These guys are changing changing the way they're uh, sort of perceived in the pits. Yeah, I'll tell you, I think the biggest key factor in, in that whole transformation has been uh, Tony just taking a step back from Mike's racing. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he was so emotionally involved Mm-hmm. And he was a dad, you know, he, he, but the biggest thing is he wasn't able to remove himself from that and be uh, just there to support Mike, you know, and if you look at all of the things that seemed to uh, revolve around the, the craziness there it was, you know, it was out of love and out of, uh, you know, affection for his kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once he was, once he was able to take a step away from that and just, be there and they go racing. I think it's been a, a positive step for the whole program. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the truck hero question of the day for you, Eric, what in the heck is Justin Barsha going to do? Oh, wow. That's like, a, okay, you know him well, you, you bring yes. him overseas, you know the family well. Yes, I'm a, uh, It appears he's out at JGR Suzuki. I don't think he'll be back there. Um, what's he going to do? When I look at open spots, I don't see any. And I, Am I missing one? Yeah. No, you're not. You're not, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Justin. I like him very much. I've been uh, giving him advice and uh, talking to him and his family to try to see if there's any avenues. Um, I think they, they will find one, but at that stage, it's just not easy. I mean, it's yeah. not easy for him. It's yep. not easy for Chad Reed. It's yep. not easy for Bogle. You know, I mean, maybe his win on Sunday, on Saturday, changed a few things. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just uh, it's very sad that we can be having such talents, not having a ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. my take. After you, that, it's all people can go back too many years and find reason why, but yeah. it's, there's no reason why. I mean, right. you shouldn't have Chad Reed and Justin Barsha no. looking for a ride. No, you know, no. You can, uh, you can debate on how much they should get paid and, and all exactly. this and that, but they should have rides. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You're right about that. Uh, Truck Hero, question of the day for uh, Jake, uh, Jake Weimer for JT and uh, Justin Barsha for Eric Pernard. Truck-Hero.com. Thank, the, thank for those guys as well uh, for coming on and supporting them. Um, um, let's go into um, 
Let's go to the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs, Marks. Let's do that. X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Like Brock Tickle, like Freddie Norn, like Jake Weimer for next year. I'm just kidding. We didn't do that deal yet, but we're going to try. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, distributed by WPS, everybody, as well as the uh, other brand out there, distributor. And uh, thanks to X-Brand, uh, Mech 17 is the code to save with X-Brand Goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. It's that simple, Randy. That it's simple. that simple. It's that simple. You can back, learn to backflip in a day wearing X-Brand goggles. Absolutely. And we have proof of that. I know a guy. Uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way uh, we got a new thing for you. You're going back to the Pastrana land to okay. do a front flip. Yes. I'm out. Nope. No, it's easy now with uh, okay, the, I'm the in. cheater ramp. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, JT? Front flip for marks now? Uh, who's going to produce the show? <laughs> uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him? I heard of the guy, but no, no, yeah. don't know him. Nope. No, he's like a ghost. Yeah. Like Weimer's ghost. Like Weimer's ghost. Um, all right, these uh, 30 seconds, Eric, to answer this. So it's got very rapid fire. All what? right. This guy Moser has made questions for us for JT as well. Uh, all right, let's do it, Marks. Steve, if Eric is the GOAT of promoting races, who is the second best? I don't know. MX Sports. It's done. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you know what? Xavier is also a big part of the Bercy program. Xavier's been doing a good job for years. And, uh, we're you working know, together. Yeah. It's like we won. Yeah, Xavier you guys really I, are. Um, yeah. um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough question because I don't really know. The guy who promoted Summer Cross is not on that list because that didn't go very well. <laughs> He's not on the greatest promoter list. Uh, that's all I know. Eric, you seem to have a good name with everyone. Why do other promoters always get a bad name? Like I say, rider, riders first. You know, and I've been very fortunate to be in a very good situation where I can take off riders very well. Not everybody has been in that situation. You know, that's simple as that. But, you know, you have to be trying hard. 14 seconds. Good job. You're going to hang on this. See that, JT? See how Eric just comes in, gets the answer, gets in, gets out? Yeah, he's a professional. All right. So question. are you. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, do you think a tire company sees a return on investment when the spons- when they sponsor a race series like Supercross or Motocross? Be tough to say uh, without you know, looking at the books, but uh, obviously there are some tire companies that see it as a worthwhile investment. Um, wow, so. super politically correct, Randy Richardson, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> 20, uh, I had 26 years with the company, and that's where I want to retire. So I'm keeping it PC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. They wait a minute though. The yeah. folks at Feld, yeah. they have Pirelli and Dunlop. I would have loved to have been in in Dunlop's headquarters when Feld said, "Oh, hey guys, by the way, we're also accepting Pirelli." That that was starting. That was started by uh, the GPs, you know, yeah. where exclusive are going away, yeah. short of the title. And it's simply because there's less money yeah. in yeah. sports. So yeah. you have to take, you know, everybody yeah. instead mm-hmm. of giving exclusive. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. that's a sad reality. On the, on the positive mm-hmm. side, having everybody creates more activation yeah. and more interest on in sport. Yep, so I agree. I agree with that concept. I yep. know it's difficult to sell sometimes. Yeah. But right. JT, Mathis is quite possibly the most controversial media guy in moto. Oh, please. Would no. you consider him the Donald Trump of moto media? <laughs> <laughs> I'll vote for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would stay away from classifying him as that because I think he would probably end up with a divorce pretty quickly. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, I would agree he's the most controversial. No, I would not. Far agree. And away. No way. I would who, far and away pretty pretty easily. Who's, who's more really controversial than you? Have you guys read Antonovich's stuff lately? It's <laughs> it's out there. I'll really? just tell you that. Yeah. Like right. Weimer Ghost out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Steve. JT and Randy both strongly represent the companies they work for, but who reps their company the hardest? Who's more likely to fight someone for slandering their company? Oh, John Knowles. John Knowles. I mean, the, <laughs> J- the JT, right? I mean. Uh, yeah, I get pretty wound up. You do? Too, but Knowles you do? Is, Knowles, Knowles is, is. Yeah, Knowles has got more years in it than I do at this I point. mean, Knowles will come in at 6 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Pacific with a hot take that he out in, out in PA he's been sitting on about lighting somebody on fire. You know, like, so, yeah. yeah. John knows everybody. Some, some people, and JT would agree, some people within the industry, within the industry take their brand, their product, their yeah, they take it way, way oh, too yeah. serious. And I'm not speaking about John Knowles specifically no, because I don't know, I don't, I don't know him that well. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some people think they're curing cancer, and we're not. We're, no. we're we're selling motorcycle parts and accessories, and embrace the competition, and everyone makes a good product. And yeah, and you never know when you might be there the next day, like when they come in and get you for a better offer, or they, oh, you I know. Hope, I hope not. I want to be here <laughs> long term. They don't know yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, John Knowles by far. This took me two seconds. All right, next question. Eric, what is a sport or event that is very lucrative to promote that flies under the radar? Wow. I don't know any in the motorcycle world. <laughs> short, short of Supercross in U.S., which is, uh, seems to be working very well financially, every other dirt sports are very difficult to balance budget. It's a, it's a sad reality, but I don't think there's anything that's easy nowadays. I, I 20 years ago in Vegas, yeah. it was a different game, but uh, today it's really, really did hard. Did you kill it with the U.S. Open? Yes, I did. The first, few, like both years? Or <laughs> so honest. Two years, right? You did it two years? Yeah, and then three they years came in, and three I years. sold okay. it, yes. But, but never mind what you sold it for, but the, 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 um, the, the profit from the event in 98, 99, just kill yeah, it? Yeah, but the yeah. ironic part is it was the most paid to the rider as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah. that was yeah. really where it was really disturbing to people. It's like <laughs> we, we, had get, <laughs> we had given $350,000 to the rider yeah. and made a ton of money as well. Right, so right. it was like, wow, something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah, the purse for that has really gone up a lot since then. It's exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, next question. Randy, approximately how much does it cost to design and develop a new tire? <laughs> Moser with the questions that just coming Ooh. in. Hmm. <laughs> mold, just, just the mold cost. Just the mold cost can be... Mold. Not for the mold. 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 Uh, mold cost can be around 30, 35 grand and up. It depends uh, what, how much technology is in the tire. We have uh, X-Sipe technology in some of our sport touring tires, and that makes the mold design much more complicated. That's just producing a mold, and we have multiple molds on multiple production lines. So I couldn't even begin to tell you what a right, total minutes. cost. But like JT, though, I will just ramble on and not care about your 30 seconds. And uh, You see what you've done, JT? You see what you've done? It's okay. This, yeah. this 15 seconds is pie-in-the-sky crap. Like, added, there's, no, there's no network telling him he's got to get out. Get out. You're over your time limit. I've added 15 to it. I give you 30 now. Quiet down. All right. I don't care about your time. JT, what is the best tire you have ever raced with? Name one for Supercross and Motocross. Oh, boy. 
Oh, God. Uh, We're still friends. Don't worry. <laughs> best tire I ever raced with. Um, it's a tire that's not even around or used anymore. Uh, it was a tire that Dunlop really didn't even sell. It was called a, it was numbered a 762. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, the, the well, hold on. They made a production tire called a 762, did they not? Or 752? No, no 752. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. It, was it, was, race spec. it was a factory it was a tire. Yeah, it was built for something else, and then somebody came across it, and then it was it was the tire that everybody you saw everybody running about six or seven years ago. Um, but the factory level one, it weighed you know right around ten pounds. It was super light, uh, really really good straight line acceleration. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really good for the time. It, I'm sure they, there are better tires out it, there from all brands at this point. Is that two stroke days or no. four stroke days, JT? That was four stroke days. That okay. was all right. every, everybody basically in 2010, nine, 10, 11, maybe even 12. That was the tire that every single person that could get it was running. Randy, are you familiar with this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Do you back this up what JT's saying? Uh, a lot of people used it. So it was, uh, okay. obviously could have been a good choice, right. uh, a lot of people did choose that tire. Yeah. All right, next question. Steve, who could be the next Osborne? Someone currently struggling. I'll tell you who's going to be the next Osborne. I'll tell you. All. Let me finish my question. Yeah. That could Wait, turn it you're, all you're 30 around. seconds haven't even started yet, Steve. Yeah. How about, why don't we just copy the template? Brock fucking Tickle. Next year. Training with Baker <laughs> on a Red Bull KTM. Okay. Titles? No. But race winner now? Podium guy? He's already done it on an RCH bike. For a fucking tickle? None of look, I am getting looked at right now with just blank stares, JT. Nobody is buying this. Like seriously, you just did a like, great, yeah, you did just a great like you at home yelling at you you yelling at the basses the yeah. same thing. Yes, exactly. When I'm yelling at the basses about Marty and the supercross points counting, I am getting the same look right now. I mean, why not? Yeah, why great, not? Why great, not? Like, yeah, great job of answering that question. You didn't let him finish. Yeah. I agree. Okay. <laughs> All right, next question. Eric, who's a retired rider that you wanted to race Bercy but was never able to get? I already know this one. Mm, Timmy Ferry? No, he went, I think, didn't he? It went? I don't remember. Well, maybe not. I don't think Ricky he... went. People forget. Ricky went. Yeah. Broke his collarbone. Yep. It was kind of a Cianciarulo mm-hmm. incident. Yep. It was not a good experience. And then he never went back. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of his European Supercross. No, it was. Uh, then we signed him with the biggest contract ever, and he got sick at the end of his career and oh, couldn't do it. He was going to do de- uh, Bercy that year yes, and he retired? Yes, yes. That was really, really? big contract. Um, I know Xavier wants Kenny. Yeah. You know, but who knows? I mean, is there, is there another one? No, I mean, it's like, I'm trying to remember because it's been 30 years yeah. in the making, so it's difficult Jeez, to remember. I can't think of a guy. Uh, they mostly, Maybe Timmy. Yeah, Timmy is really one guy that we tried, and every year he was too busy because he's, he was managed hey, by you. He, yeah. No, he tells yeah. me now. He, he's you mean told mismanaged. Me, he's told me multiple times, I was such an idiot for not, he never went to any of those races. Yeah, no, I don't It was $35,000 a night uh, for, for Genoa, for Geneva, for Bercy, yeah. whatever it was, thirty five grand, and he just said, nope. And then um, three, four years ago, he's like, I was such an idiot. I should have went every single time. Because all the generation, you know, Bradshaw went a yeah. couple of times, Stanton many times. I mean, Ricky Johnson, McGrath. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dungey. Oh, yeah. Dungey yeah, okay, is yeah. a rider that uh, yeah. never did any exhibition races, yep. you know. Yep. Hmm. 
So Dungey definitely a bigness, but uh, it was clear in his mind that it was not on his path. So yeah. we we stayed we stayed clear out of that of that discussion every year, and yeah. uh, right. and that was you know just the way it is. Yeah. All right. Next question, Randy. Your job looks like a lot of fun. So what part of it is your least favorite? Oh, Excel spreadsheets, uh, planning, um, TPS reports. Yeah, TPS reports. TPS reports. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, no, I, I definitely stapler. stapler. Maybe some stapler. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely some downsides to it, but you know you can be in the middle of a meeting, or I can be in the middle of studying some reports and stuff, and I can always reflect on amazing memories that are associated with this job. I'm blessed to have, so that that offsets it very quickly and very easily. JT, what's the worst part about your job? Worst part of um, I wouldn't say it's the worst part. It's just a big adjustment. Uh, there's just some days where it's slower than others and maybe you don't have a lot to do that day or you're just way ahead of where you need to be that week and you just kind of have to stay at work, you know? Like <laughs> JT's, <we're> JT's, <laughs> JT's worst part of the job is having a job. <laughs> no, no. Like, knowing knowing, knowing, knowing Craig might walk in at 4.55. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's part of it. I don't sure don't want to meet him in the stairwell. Yeah. JT's worst thing is like you just gotta stay. Like it's called a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have this desk like... and I have to sit at it sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's just one of the things where in racing, like that was part of it. If you were yeah. super efficient and you had a workload you got done and you were done by noon or two o'clock, that's awesome. You mm-hmm. had the rest of the day to do what you wanted. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you're staying at work and find something to do. That's that's the biggest thing, you just find something else to do because you're not leaving. Oh, and if you've done everything you need to do, guess what? We'll find something else for you to do. Find something else. Yep, yep. All right, next question. All right, JT, last one. What is the most and least startup money you ever got to go race a one-off event? Uh, I race for free a lot of times. I I (laughs) paid my own way several times. Um, The first, my first years, I got zero dollars and I paid my own expenses just because I wanted to get into the race. Did so you, did you they, confirm or deny you went to Greece for like two two grand? Uh, I went for a lot less than that. I went to Estonia for eight hundred bucks. <laughs> um. Oh my god! Not with me. You're I always paid him. <laughs> Somebody get that noise drop. Yeah. You needed to talk uh. to Ferry. He could have. He could have talked to you a little bit. Talked yeah. some sense into you. I went to Estonia no, for eight hundred no. bucks. I, I got a good. Z- the ch- Go ahead, JT. All right. No, I was just say my first few years, I, I paid my own way. Like, there was no start money. There was no expenses. I just I basically got in touch with the promoter and said, hey, I, I don't want anything from you. I just want to get in the race. And when I start winning these things, then we'll talk later. Mm-hmm. That's how my German stuff started. That's really how it was. Like, no money, no nothing. Just let me in. Because yeah. there's, there's limited spots at those events. And yeah. uh, I just knew I could figure it out. So, yeah. Uh, Eric, yeah, here? just uh, that reminded me like a few years ago when Zach Zach Osborne was between US and and between Europe and US, he begged me to come to the Geneva Supercross to uh-huh. a point where he wa- he just wanted to race with no money, and I told him we have no budget, but I really like Zach, and I said just come by and we'll do the best we can, and he came and he. St- raced he was on fire yeah and i i went in a budget and find a few thousand dollars for him to reward him because i yeah, couldn't i just... couldn't just let him ride that well for nothing yeah. and uh that was really a race that kind of 
put a lot of attention on him, mm-hmm. you know, because it was the last race of the season and mm-hmm. people realized that how good he was. And the following year, I, I remember talking to Mitch and, and other team and say, I think Zach is not done. Yeah. I think he has, he, he has, he still, has, a, he has a fight in him, yeah. you know, and, wow. uh, so it's it's always good what you said, JT. You you have to go and do those races because mm-hmm. that's uh, that's how you stay on the radar. Um, speaking of Alex Ray, like last year, I lined up a deal with our buddy Yanni to go to Finland. Expenses only. He, if he won both nights, I think he could get about three grand US uh, in, after the Euros. And uh, he didn't win both nights. He had a bike problem, but he did, went three and one, and all expenses paid. And he went to Finland. He had a great time. Uh, and they wants to go back, and maybe there's some start money in it now for him, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember I lined up. I had a rider that didn't have any money, and I lined up a ride for Montreal for like, hey, you can, I'll get you all your expenses paid for Montreal Supercross, and I'll get you like a thousand bucks. And he was appalled by it. And I'm like, okay, all right, oh, that's good purse money, <laughs> and a thousand dollars. I guess you're busy. Yeah. You know, it's private here, kid. And I'm just like, oh, geez. So, um, I that's a, a really good advice, JT, for for somebody who wants to do it. You know? So. Yeah, but you can't. You can't teach that they either want to do it or they don't you know? exactly. I, I knew i wanted to do it yeah. you know i knew i believed in myself and i was willing to do that you know i was only 19 or 20 but mm-hmm. it wasn't gonna you know nobody was beating my door down but i yeah. saw the opportunity there and uh, it's just that's either have that or you don't you uh, know? i was always amazed by jt how he could get himself in a race he was using some other teams <laughs> you know like uh, he was calling me and say oh we, we don't have the budget then he was calling a german team and he was coming with coming a german, german team, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah no hey you gotta do what you gotta do right but um, that's uh, that was pretty cool uh tj you got a question for jt about washing gear yeah hey guys how you doing tonight? good what's happening yeah, and hey, JT, I bought a couple of new sets of fly gear and uh, wanted to know the best way to wash these things to keep them uh, lasting long. Um, yeah, I would suggest just the first rule is never use, like, OxyClean or any of that stuff. That that stuff is poison for gear. It'll basically ruin any of the leather panel on the knees. Um, but just the same rules apply for normal clothes, too. I, you know, if you want it to last long and stay bright, you know, use cold water, um, don't dry it. I mean, just basically all the same things for for nicer clothes. You know, if you have any nice clothes, just be gentle with it, and it's gonna it's gonna last uh, the longest. You know, so no different than that. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, let's go to John. John, what's up? You want to talk about Cooper Webb? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised because you guys typically do such a great job of like drilling into what's going on with each of the riders, but. You know, you talked about you just like like you just guys just got done talking about uh, people who might be a, a big surprise. Or everyone was talking about how great he is. Now we don't hear about him anymore. But we also don't hear from you guys about um, why we're not uh, seeing great results out of him. I think I know, um, but I never hear it from you guys. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've talked about Webb. He's been injured. It's his rookie year. He's been doing okay. He's got a podium in Supercross, right? Or one, two? One, two? I don't know. I think two. Um, what, what's your theory on him? Well, I mean, it's, I don't even think it's a theory necessarily. Okay. Um, first of all, the guy the, the guy um, really – okay, so we hear all about writers, um, we'll say Tomac, right, who decided that the schedule was too much for him. The year, last year, Cooper um, really went above and beyond the call of duty 
for not only the, the outdoor national series with his injuries, but also on the heels of all of that going out on the you know our nation's team, right? And it was terribly, terribly disappointing. So the guy pushed the absolute edge, had a terrible disappointment, and for a guy like Cooper to 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 to, to be so dramatically disappointing to himself and what he views as everyone everyone else, it's depressing. So then he comes back, right? And we know how how quick that window is going from you know back in the Supercross, and he gets on this bike that he doesn't like. Um, and then there's you know on your show and elsewhere there's this big debate on on the Yamaha 450. Me personally, I think it's the biggest piece of shit I was ever on. I have two serious injuries from riding that damn thing. But um, you know, and we have evidence that people have done well on it, and some people hate it. He hates that thing. Right. So. Well, we don't know that though, John. I haven't. Oh, I know it. Oh, okay. I know it. I'm surprised you don't know it. Well, I certainly have heard that he's not happy with the motorcycle, but I have not heard that he hates it. He has not told me that. I don't think he would. Um, but we've heard that he's not pumped on it. But I mean. Right. So, so what is he going to do if 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 he if if he is not comfortable with the motorcycle, made a bad decision, he's. Stuck in the well, stuck for, stuck for one more year. Yeah, but he likes the 18, apparently. So he'll he'll get the 18 and try and ride that. Now, Chris Kiefer tested the 18. Didn't think there was a whole lot of difference between the 17 and 18 as far as making Cooper happy. But from what yeah. we've heard, he's happier with the 18. They were pushing to try to get it in. They never did. Um, right. After Supercross, John, I looked at Cooper's results, compared him to McGrath and Ricky and Dungey yeah. and Villapoto. And he w- they were all over the McGrath as well. Uh, his rookie year, there were some great McGrath, some not so great Ricky, some decent uh, ones, um, and and so Cooper was right in the middle of like all the greats. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not a total write-off. I don't feel like it's just. Well, no, he's not even close to being a total write-off. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, so I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm around the guy to some extent, right? And 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 here's here's what I can see. He has a a determination and an attitude that um, that is very unique. He will not give up, right? He showed how good he was in the past, and if and if a guy like that does not give up, and he's patient and doesn't go crazy on a bike he doesn't like, and ultimately ends up somewhere he's comfortable, he could have a dungy career, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, he's got a lot of talent, you know, and and. I mean, if if I could buy stock in Cooper Webb, I'd buy stock in Cooper Webb. I mean, he he has the potential to be, you know, another great. And not even that. Think about his personality. Remember when he was doing really well and the the things he was saying in the podium was pretty entertaining. It was almost it was almost like well, um, John. Some of it has to go to Cooper and his advisors for yeah. for signing with Yamaha. They know that he's a small guy. They know that bike is a little bit controversial, and they took the money and went with factory Yamaha when I'm sure, JT, he probably had a ton of people after him, I would guess. Uh, I think we all know that. And he chose the big money deal with Yamaha, and so he has to look in the mirror a little bit and be like, I, I chose this team, and I chose this bike. And, and The other thing you know, is, like in terms of like sponsorship, okay. in terms of sponsorship, he's almost like a Hurricane Hannah kind of personality and, 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 and I would guess and JT probably would know this more than anybody else, 
that that's the kind of thing that sells product. What do you think, JT? What do you think this whole yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, we we were trying to sign him. I, I can tell you, you know, with uh, I don't I don't think I'm betraying anyone's confidence. We were we were trying to sign him as were most companies. You know, he was the biggest fish out there that you know last year uh, at this time. So I would agree with Steve though that. Um, with the amount of people after him, I think he, you know, I think factory KTM was hot and heavy after him as well. And, uh, I'm sure he had opportunities to try different bikes and teams. And, uh, at some point you have, you know, I'm sure they were selling him on the 18 and he would work through this year and the 18 would come. So, uh, I, I do think he'll progress and I think he's fine. And and in the conditions that the bike works well in for him, he was great. You know, Oakland, um, you know, the tracks where he liked the bike, where it was soft conditions and a lot of traction, he was awesome. I mean, he was as good or, you know, he was on the podium and, and in race winning contention in Oakland. Uh, but where the bike didn't work for him, he was way off. So um, um, they'll, they'll get better. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the only th- I mean, you, you rode Suzuki's, right? So those things are the opposite of, of, of a YZ450, right? YZ450 doesn't like to turn. You have to use a lot of power in the back end to get it around. The shroud is, like, huge. It just feels like a tank for a little guy like him, right? Well, yeah, maybe. But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think you can just it, – it's weird because if you look at, you know, the two factory Yamahas that were out there with Reed and Webb, their results were completely polar opposites on conditions. So part of that setup where if it was really hard pack and really slippery, Reed did really well and Cooper would really struggle. And if you flip that and it was really soft, then Cooper would be at the front and Chad would do terrible. So I do agree with you that the bike is big. And if you're a smaller guy, it's tougher to ride, but the situational thing was really weird. It was more like a setup thing than, than just saying it, it, the bike isn't good in this condition or that condition. So. And, and JT, um, you'll back, there's a there's a common perception. And maybe Eric, you can chime in too. It's a common common thought in the pits that he's out of there at the end of eighteen. Like that's I haven't talked to Cooper. I haven't talked to anybody around there. It's common mm-hmm. perception. I don't think that's a word. Common perception. It's not common knowledge because I yeah. mean a lot of people know it. <laughs> it's heavily rumored. Let's go that way. Yeah. Uh, JT, that he's out of there at the end of eighteen. Right. Yeah, I, I would be very, very surprised if uh, he's not Marvin Buscan's teammate in 2019. What do you think, Eric? Uh, kind of stuff you hear too. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I heard, you know. we we have the same sources. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, thanks, John. We got to run. Thank you for the call, though, man. Thank but you. But you know, right. just to to add up a word. Yeah. When a rider chooses a bike, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a relationship. It's like she's nice, she's rich, she's whatever. Yeah. But at some point, you have to gel. It doesn't matter how much you got paid. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, and you know, I know Cooper had really a fantastic deal with Yamaha, and you know, um, rightfully so, he may have been just saying, "I'm going to make that bike work." Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's uh, just the way it goes. And uh, it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, and the, all of us can. Mm-hmm. We've been witness of things like that for 30 years. Yeah. I think looking at Cooper's year, it's just been okay. But it has not been a disaster. No, I agree. It has not been terrible. JT, would you back me? It's you very, yeah, it's just very temperamental. You know, yeah. if he could race to Oakland or a track like Daytona or Oakland every weekend, he'd be great. We wouldn't even be having this conversation, you know. It was just really, really up and down, and it was like a situational thing. So to me, he's had an okay year. It's been okay, and 
he'll get better. You know, it hasn't been it hasn't been disastrous. So I'm not ready to write the kid off or anything else. And and I don't know if he hates the bike. That's just what we think. We assume he's waiting on the 18. Maybe that thing will change. Um, let's get to Dark Side. He's got a Dark Side. What's up? You got a tire question for Randy? Yeah, man. Uh, well, I've been running the Starcross size because of you and Kiefer. Uh, I've talked to Randy a few times about it, but I'm curious where they at uh, as far as sales pr- projections when they started the whole project. Are they meeting their sales? Open up your books, Randy, right here. Tell us, tell us the WPS numbers if you can as well. <laughs> tell us everything. I don't want numbers. I'm just curious how it's doing, you know, and how much of that they relate to your show. I would say that uh, well, one Starcross five sales are are. We're very happy with them. That's that's for sure. A um, couple of different things. We we had had the previous range had been kind of long in the tooth. That's for sure. So we were due a refresh of our off road range. So I think it's kind of a perfect storm bringing an, a new product uh, that that people were ready for. Um, it it being significantly better in performance, but maintaining the durability we were known for, and coupling that with the reach of. Uh, of the Pulp and Mech show, um, I think all those things contribute to it. But, yeah, we're doing doing really well and, and very happy with it, for sure. What do you think it's going to take to get Mathis to uh, Diamond Dons next, this coming year? Oh, it's uh, – I'd love to have him there. But he, he's, he's got a little vintage – well, the 89. 89, he could ride that in post-vintage. He's got a uh, his project bike down there, but I don't know. It'd take a lot to get in there on some vintage. Is it racing, outside the circle? Uh, it's, it is outside the circle. I'm yes, out there. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Yep. Um, <laughs> thanks, Darkside. I guess uh, you're going to do the roundtable podcast with, with Marks this week? Is that happening? Yeah, man. That's uh, Wednesday right. night at about 7 o'clock, I think. We've roundtable, Pulpomex Show Roundtable, part four. JT, are you in? Uh, Due to past experiences, I'm, I'm at this point I'm out. <laughs> Come on, man, JT, you got to give give us more credit than that. He's headed to Estonia uh, for 800 bucks. He, so. Yeah, he's going to go to Estonia. <laughs> so he's got plans. We're going to be a lot, lot more prepared, and uh, we got. I think we're going to get a couple guys that are going to do a good job. Thanks, Darkside. Appreciate it, man. Right. Thank you. Yep, All right, see, see ya, uh, JT. Thank you for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. FlyRacing.com. No uh, always fun to catch up with you. And we're going to do our Bud's Creek Review podcast, I guess, tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe Wednesday. I don't know. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Whatever works. Today wasn't my fault. Today was not my fault. Oh, really? Because, is it, uh, let's blame it on Weege. We're blaming everything yeah, on, on yeah, Weege. Yeah, Weege. No, Weege, Weege was doing flat track today. He couldn't do it. Oh, that Y again, I tell you. Is he doing Cross TV for you again? Oh, wait. I got to turn you on. What? Not yet this year. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, all right JT, thank you, buddy. FlyRacing.com. Check all right. It out. See you guys. Thanks. Uh, and with that, let's get right into our next segment. We are running behind, and we got to make this thing quick. This is a very important part of the show for you, Randy. You are uh, going to bury some beef. Yeah, I love doing that. Gear Alloy cold call, everybody. Uh, Gear Alloy, get your truck in gear. GearAlloy.com, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, to- Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you to choose from. Pulpamex 17 is the code at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. So go there uh, for some serious savings and on the Gear Alloy uh, wheels as well. They are teamed up with the uh, SoCal Super Trucks people as well as the RMATVMC WPS KTM team. So again, they're great guys of us and a great wheel supporter uh, for your Jeep truck and SUV. They the brand that dominates the truck, Jeep, and SUV market. Uh, Randy, you have you listen to the show every yes. week, and uh, yes. something that David Pingree, yeah. our co-host, uh, uh-huh. said a couple weeks ago, yeah, made you uh, didn't make you mad, but 
No, it, it, you know, it alerted me. It that's al- for sure. It, I see. What I see about it as alarmed a, you? Well, no, I see it as a great opportunity to put a positive spin on uh, the relationship with Mr. Pingree, and I look forward to having and, a conversation uh, so with this him. This is the Gear Alley Cold Call, everybody, with David Pingree, our, our one-time co-host. See if the uh, electronic Cold ping call is around. It's called the okay. Gear Alley Cold Call. Hello, David Pingree. Mathis. Even Mathis? Yes. Pulp of Shell calling <laughs> you. Up your ass. <laughs> the Gear Alley cold call, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. You're, are you at the fire hall? I am, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we won't take too much yeah. of your time. Eric Bernard is here. Remember Eric? Yeah, I do. Hey, Eric. Yeah, hi. Um, great guy. Fantastic. No. And also... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and also in studio. Oh, by the way, your former Prince of Bercy winner. Exactly. David no, no, big, big yeah, time. Eric Days. Yes. Um, and he was the man of that show. <laughs> he still is. Um, and also in studio, a man who uh, has some beef he wants to bury with you. Oh, who's this? Randy, hi, Richard, hi. Randy it, Richardson. Randy. How are you, sir? <laughs> it's the it's the ugly dude with a weird beard. Now. How, how are you, Ping? <laughs> Who are you talking about? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Uh, doing good, buddy. Doing good. Um, Randy's got some things to say to you. He's going to say his part, and uh, you're going to say your part, and then uh, we're going to go on. Okay. You know, it's like an intervention. Ping, what I what I want to do, I want to extend an opportunity to uh, give you another chance to to try the Michelin Star Cross Fives. I know that you spoke very highly of them. You said that they were. Uh, you get that parallel to the pizza shop on each side of your house that they were equivalent and uh and i appreciate those kind words but mm-hmm. but uh yeah i want to kind of try to help out give you another chance on them and uh i'm going to be in los angeles all this coming week at some harley davidson meetings and want to make an effort to come by your house when it's convenient for you and install some michelin star cross fives on your motorcycle so if that'll work for you, you let me know. And also, the other thing I want to do is uh, to take care of the family as well. Uh, there's a little pizza shop a friend of mine owns in Temecula. Hold on, Randy. Okay. The phone dropped. You didn't hear any of this. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know when he was off. But I don't know either, that. but he's back. You there, Ping? <laughs> yeah, I, you were just about to start talking, and my phone hung you up. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I don't mean to take out some of the drama, but those, over. Hey, those, cr- <laughs> hey, those, those cricket phones are a pain. I know what you mean. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to – Anyway, so okay, – so, so yeah. Ping, Randy Richardson Mitchell is here. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, no, I appreciate you sharing the positive feedback on Starcross 5. I really do, and and I understand that convenience of another brand being able to swing by and mount the tires. And you still there with me, Ping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, pizza shop, pizza shop. So so I'm going to be in California. I'll be in Los Angeles all next week. Like to schedule a convenient time to swing by, install some Starcross fives on your motorcycle, and and bring some pizza by as well for the family. Done and done. All right, buddy. And we'll hey, never be happier to have you there. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a phenomenal there's a great pizza shop right there in Temecula that a friend of mine owns and and but unfortunately you know like yourself with championships they just they don't deliver. Oh. So uh, so but I'll bring the pizza to your house. Okay. Wow. A burn. Wow. <laughs> um, oh. You know, uh, we're just trying to bury the beef. Randy yeah. wants you to try some. You, you, you know, you... <laughs> yeah, he's not trying very hard. God <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dang! No, Ping, you, off right there. hey, you, you had you had kind words, but you really, really did. You had kind words about our product, and, and he just doesn't want to change them. 
Doesn't want no, to. Hey, uh, let me yeah, ask you I mean, this. What, I, I, what? I, I'm, I'm literally working like three jobs. I got kids playing soccer all the time. It's I know. Just, it's literally just a matter of convenience. It's going to be. It's going to be a I, pizza party. Absolutely at Absolutely nothing to do with your tires. Yeah, the, the Michelin Starcross fives are great. Yeah. You sent <laughs> no. me a pair. I race. I raced with them at Mammoth last year and won. I love it. I love it. Well, it was a front, on. I think. It was one. It was, it was, a, <laughs> it was just a front. It was just yeah, a front. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I remember. Oh. Hey, what, what brand of air filter does someone come by and change for you? What, what's your Well, prefer- listen, I, I'm a Maxima guy, so Dogger sends me boxes of filters, and I, I clean one, oiled one goes in. When it's dirty, it's thrown away. Man alive. Man alive. That yeah. factory life yeah. still. Look, I am spoiled life. rotten. I don't, make any, I don't make any excuses for it. It's just <laughs> it's where I'm at. Hey, well, you got you got pizza and a tire change on me this week. I'll get with you and see when that works for you, and we'll make it happen. Okay, but done deal. Man. Oh, the beef has been it. buried. Awesome, it's been buried deep. There too. was never any beef. Wow, Brandon just needs to move to Temecula, and we're set. You'll never see him but Michelin on my bike. I, uh, uh, that that is that is awesome. That is awesome. I, I felt I'll like explain uh, that to my son and uh, <laughs> tell him that that'll see you in a few years. Yeah, so. um, yeah. I felt like um, bear, I was going to hype it with burying the beef. You know, yeah. hype it. It's good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was never any beef. No, heck my no. Boy. Heck um, no, it's good. And, and he's gonna, he's gonna bring pizza and, yeah. and tires, and yeah. it's a pizza party for the girls and for the wife. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I just, I hope his wife and kids, you know, understand how important it is that they move to Temecula <laughs> and uh, they make that sacrifice. <laughs> hey, it's uh, <laughs> everybody sit down. I got well, big David Pingree. Yeah, <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah, my my son's going to the eleventh grade, so two years I can get him to go to college in California. He can meet up with me. It'll be yeah. good. Yeah, perfect. Um, perfect. All right. Well, I feel like we've really accomplished something here today. Oh, it's good. Today. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, being, I love it. I remember that. Just the front tire. Yeah, just the front. I remember. <laughs> right. Hey, and going by your going by your uh, going My by rules. your rules, yeah. he could have got his money back at our Starcross Five yeah. ride. That yeah, we he just won. You yeah. just needed one. That's it. Should have came out, Pink. Oh, got you. oh man. Oh man. Good times, I don't remember buddy. why I just had the front on. I think it was. I think I back got worn out or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and some another brand was there to change it for you. Imagine yeah, that. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I didn't change it. I can promise you that. Uh, yeah. That's good, buddy. Uh, awesome, man. Thanks, Pink, for picking up. And uh, and yeah, so Randy's gonna. I'll give him your number, and you guys will get together, and uh, and uh, you can figure it out, man. Hey, did you guys get a good look at the uh, clips today? Well, well, let me just tell you. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't see anything all day. I mean, nobody was talking about it. I was. Dude, done. why are people so out of their minds about this? Am I the? Only, I mean, am I the only one that thinks it's like it's not that big a deal? Uh, to hey, I left the in South Carolina where we are in Greenville. There, we're directly under the path of totality or whatever, yeah. and uh, and and flew right out of that. But uh, family back home explained to me that it was just mayhem people uh everywhere uh, all the hotels and things sold out and uh things like that's crazy yeah yeah people were dry like mm-hmm. taking off work driving hundreds yep. of miles to go get mm-hmm. underneath this path this thing mm-hmm. yeah i just I, I i missed it but at one point on the flight out here i did just close my eyes for a few minutes and pretend it was real dark so yeah <laughs> same thing yeah i didn't uh, tonight i'm gonna shut the lights off in my room and, and uh <laughs> exactly yeah it'll get dark it'd be real similar uh, oh for sure man um, so, 
Can't wait to hear about Starcross 5. Spring next time you come up here, we're going to try to work on a date uh, when you're coming down. You're free again, so you're back at work now, so that's not as easy anymore to get you up here. But, yeah, we will uh, we'll talk. Well, it is. I think I sent you like five or six days, and you kind of hemmed and hawed and, mm. you know, pissed and moaned about the money, and then you never got back to me. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all, to piss and moan. <laughs> this doesn't sound like it. Me complain? That's odd. <laughs> must have been having a bad day. Pete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what have I ever known to just bitch and moan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, just every every day. Right. <laughs> All right, Ping. Uh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Have fun at the fire hall. And, uh, Randy, you'll be in touch, man. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, right. Randy. Tell, Let, is, uh, is Travis in studio? Who's in there? Travis mixing Marks. On the ones and twos. Uh, Travis Marks is mixing up on, on the, the ones, ones and twos. On the ones and twos. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. That's a, you know, it's a DJ reference. Travis will probably get it. It's a what reference? DJ. <laughs> like a DJ yeah. reference. You're on the ones and twos, you know, mixing it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the DJ. Now, yeah, now he's, a D- now he's a DJ laptop in the MP3s, I think is what it is nowadays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and, and Ping, uh, Eric is looking for a few more people for Bercy, so if, you, if you're if you open and you oh. feel good, your speed is Wait. good. Listen, I did just win a world championship. I don't want to, you know, pump <laughs> it up too much. Congratulations. Hey, I'll bring you some pizza. We'll celebrate. Uh, so if you want a world champion... Yep. Eric and Bercy. I think we have, we have one already. He's yeah. French. French yeah. people hate me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> or, or, Pingree, how about Enduro Cross? No, listen, <laughs> I watched Alex Ray get his ass kicked, and I. I've told you, I've told Eric since day one when he tried to give me the deals. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll get hurt or very seriously embarrassed. And I would say option two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I, uh, I sent a couple texts out to, to Dustin Pipes and the Seven Deuce Deuce and was flatly rejected. No interest. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, uh, moto guys know the, between the boulders and the logs and the, I mean, it's a whole nother world. I, I've literally laughed until I had tears in my eyes watching A Ray do the flying W's, try to you know like oh yeah, not be able to get over the logs. I was laughing. Uh, he got so much better. He got much better. No, um, he did. He showed a lap like he was doing great, but yeah. it's just yeah, it's not easy. It is. Oh. You don't just go from a motocross track into that and and crush it. Uh, speaking of that, A Ray, you're on the phone. A Ray, what's up? What's up, dude? What the hell? Uh, Pingree's, Pingree's bowing out of Enduro Cross, hey, right? <laughs> Man, I, that stuff's hard. It's, it's crazy how, like, I had no idea. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I can just hop over some logs. I get there, and I have, like, I just get cold sweats, you know? I'm like, oh, I got to run, you guys. Okay. I got to call. All right, see you. David. David Pingree's got to go. Fire. Cat stuck in a tree. Cat 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 in a tree. <laughs> Candidate. Um Hey Ray, welcome back. How's it going? That was the Gear Alloy Cold Call with David Pingree, by the way. GearAlloy.com. Please check them out. Thanks to those guys. And Starcross 5 is going on right away. Going to make that happen this oh, week. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, Easier mounting, always a good feature. Hey Ray, so we have Eric Pernard in studio here, and, and he was impressed with you, man. Good job at, at the Enduro Cross this past weekend. Yeah, you know, I mean, it started out very, very rough. <laughs> um, it, it, like in the first turn, like they waved the green flag, everybody goes out for practice, and first obstacle, I'm on my head. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be a long day. But uh, each time I got on the track, I felt like I got better. You know, got the hang of it, and uh, and yeah, it was an awesome experience. So thank you, Eric. 
for, for that opportunity. Any, uh, anytime, Alex. I, I want you back. I want you back with the right equipment. Maybe uh, Randy can spare some tires. You know, maybe a wheel. Uh, we, we need to get you uh, going once with uh, maybe a 250F and yeah. uh, some, some good wheels and tires. Um, some bib moose maybe to yeah. prevent uh, that flat. So. Yeah, you got a flat. You oh, weren't yeah. able to make the, the B main due to a flat yeah, in the night I got show. A flat. It, my, yeah. my tire's still flat. I got to get flat. <laughs> hey, don't, uh, don't expect so. Pingree to change it for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, got to, I talked to JGR today. They're going to supply me with a radiator for you. Uh, his left okay. radiator. Oh. So I told him I would cover it. Yeah. Uh, Marks, what you, a, what a, you were what there? The oil uh, no oil filters for you, no. Uh, Marks, you were there. What did you think of A Ray? I didn't see him during the day. Yeah. I saw him at night. Yep. He actually did pretty well. He, you could tell he was definitely a, a little bit timid uh, off the start, and he did have an outside gate, so he was kind of screwed on that front. But mm -hmm. um, I thought he passed more people than he actually did. Okay. Apparently, he didn't pass as many as it looked like, but it gets kind of lost. But honestly, he only fell once during the race. Yep. Uh, he was getting around the track fine, looked. He, he wasn't, like, super fast or anything, but he was he was getting around the track yep. fluid and smooth and uh I mean, it looked pretty good. He was jumping very well. Yeah. He really liked the jumps, you could yeah. tell. But with that days. 450 was working perfect for the jumps. Um, oh, yeah. I had the jumps dialed. Hey, Ray, seriously, though, how many times do you think you crashed? Mm, probably, probably a good 25 times. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He texted me at one point at the race, I have Charlie horses in both legs. <laughs> Dude, like Marks will tell you, at the end of the night, I could barely walk. Yeah. Like my legs were hurting so bad just from because whenever I crashed in the Matrix, they have uh, wood that like sort of outlines the track, and I got cattywampus through there. Yeah. And then like I just let go of my bike and I landed on my leg, on uh, you know like on the log, and Charlie horse one leg. Well, I get up, go around, and then I crash to the other side the next lap. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just—I was just like, "Holy cow, man! I'm hurting right now." But <laughs> you didn't no give joke. up, and that's really, really good. I'm yeah. telling you, you did a good job. I mean, Phil only rode practice. I was close. He was close, but yeah, no. Um, uh, hold on. Hey, Ray. Uh, thanks to Recluse and Works Connection, by the way, too. Right? I mean, they hooked. They hooked. Oh yeah, up. for sure. And also, uh, Christina Denny at Rooster Max for getting me the the graphics to make my bike look good for the weekend too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got some text for you here. Uh, okay. I crashed so hard. I somehow Charlie horse both legs. I just looped out WTF. Uh, I yeah, need, I, I looped out. I need four yeah. seconds. <laughs> um, I think I can make the night show here. It's turning around here. It's turning around in these texts. Yeah. I somehow made the night show in the pro class and not the amateur. <laughs> no more amateur class for me. Yeah, I'm so bum-fuzzled. <laughs> then this few hours later. Bro, track is so much harder. I can't even get around. Ha, ha, ha. Bro, I tacoed my radiator. These are all, like, like uh. ongoing. If I can't do oh. one lap in my first race, I'm going to have to call it. I got to ride this bike next week. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, you can see the ups and downs of A-Ray's emotions. Uh, at some point, oh, he yeah, says, I was, got, at so, some point, so, you so, said you got it. And at some point, you said, I'm going to have to call it. <laughs> so you had a lot of physical and emotional ups and downs all day, it, it sounds was, like. It was a roller coaster, man. Yeah. <laughs> It was, whew, man, it was, it was stressful. If all, bro, if only you could understand how hard this is for me and how much pain I'm already in. 
Uh, the guys you got tickets for are cool. They bought me lunch. <laughs> so basically, yeah, hey, those two guys were rad, man. Like, yeah, they bought me lunch. One of them's a welder, and the other one's he's uh, he's going to the navy um, for like computer programming or something like that. So yeah, those dudes are awesome. Shout out to those guys because they bought me lunch. I got eleventh. I ran out of talent. I guess I'm done for the night. I got the B main still. <laughs> Gonna send it. The next one. I'm barely alive. My legs hurt so much. <laughs> that was that's the final text of the night. <laughs> so um, uh, you, you were hiding it pretty well, you know, because he was always smiling right. and say, "Oh, I'm good. I'm having fun and yeah. stuff like that." You, you got the X-rated version. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna try to get oh, him yeah. again, but but yeah, a ray, a a gummy tire and a yeah. 250F uh, with a recluse and the works connection stuff. That's that's the ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. For so sure. you're always welcome. Good. You just tell us when you want to come back, and we'll get you set up with mm-hmm. the good equipment. Yeah. We'll ask a Destry Abbott to pull one of the one of his bikes for you, and we'll we'll get a, a good Yamaha. Oh, look at that, eh, Ray. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Dahl. And, uh, also, I don't know if you guys seen, but earlier tonight I was in a dress because I lost a bet with Davey. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I got a DM from Colton Hicker, and he said that we could do the same bet if I raced the next one and made the main event. And he would also contribute a tire, you know, to help out my cause. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if I want to go through with it, though, because, man, oh. I, just got a hu- I just got humiliated. Yeah, know? yeah. It, uh, you know? But the good thing is, A-Ray, that, that dress is kind of cute. You might could get on <laughs> Kiefer's best dressed, you know. You might, oh, it's, no. it's not a lit kit, Bo, but you could get uh, best dressed with that on. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I felt like I looked pretty good in it. You know, but I, got, I got a lot of stares. I got a lot of stares. I got a lot of questions asked because I had to walk through the mall. Oh boy! And, oh gosh! Uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy, but uh, but yeah, finally got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> sounds gay. <laughs> yeah, it, but you had a good time. You met a lot of cool people, huh? And everybody was yeah. Was, I yeah. met I met so many cool people. Like everyone there is so down to earth. Uh, it's a lot of like totally different people. Like like I said, there's so many kickstands that I've seen there. You know, and <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Like it was crazy. So many like goggles that were on the mouthpiece and wrapped around the back of the helmet. <laughs> like the the goggles that would that like, clip to the side of the helmet. Yeah, yeah. quick straps, quick straps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things, man. I've seen so much cool stuff and and crazy, bizarre, all kinds of everything. So you know, it was it was awesome. You know, everybody was super nice. You know, very welcome, welcoming, and and um, and yeah. So it was. That's it was awesome. Really good, no, that's good. A yeah, th- people... and thanks to Enduro Cross guys for making this happen. Uh, yeah, Eric. It's uh, a pleasure. I mean, yeah. we, you and I, we've been talking about it for years. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, we're starting extremely well with Alex. Hey, what did you think about uh, the riding between uh, Colton and Cody? Uh, like, if it was dirty or if it was cool. yeah, just yeah. just your opinion. My opinion. Uh, Cody had just made the pass, but left the door wide open. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of, I mean, there's there's free reign there because, I mean, he left the door open. You know, you can't do that, <laughs> really, you know. It's pretty amazing how so Cody Webb can go fast mean, without being a motocrosser. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I would. So, thing. okay, so he left the door open. So was Hacker's move, Haker's move on him the next move that they did later on? Was it bad to get him or that Webb did to him or? 
I mean, in general. I mean, I really didn't see it, but okay. I think it, I think it's all good. Yes. I think it's all good. You know, uh, I think it's great racing. You know, I mean, hey, it, if it brings more fans, puts more you know people in the seats, let it let it ride. <laughs> no, you're right. I just we don't want anything stupid to happen. But uh, you know, it was it was safe. So the crowd was really booing him. Yeah, booing Hacker. Yeah, he got he got definitely the. The, the bad guy rap. I, I'm watching it right now on Enduro, on the Instagram. It, yeah, Webb left the door open. Yeah. I mean, that's a Supercross pass. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what... That yeah. happened six or eight times in the LCQ in Supercross <laughs> in the last lap. Uh, uh, Marks, what yeah, did you think of the whole thing? Back. The whole deal? I thought the pass was fine. Yeah. Um, and what about Webb going back at him then in the next race? Yeah, it was all fine. Okay. And then even in the main, they got together and, yep. and Webb went down by him. That was just them being real close over the log. I don't even yeah. think. Okay. Even Webb said. So after none of the it for you was was no nothing yeah. not, nothing out of line yep. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Yeah, he he passed him and left the door wide open. I don't know how he didn't expect something to be coming yeah. there. So. That's that's what happened when you have a trial background compared to a guy that does a motocross. Right. Webb yeah. with the trial background. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, and and Eric, for you in the series, these two dudes not liking each other and having that kind of stuff, which we all said it was just racing, but this is going to be good. This yeah, is going to be no, a no, good I mean, series. I'm not necessarily a fan of that kind of controversy, yeah. but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's going to bring attention to yeah. Enduro Cross and to those two guys so they just have to manage and, and get the best out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, A-Ray, you may do another one? I mean, yeah. If if I get if I get some equipment that will that will maybe help me a little bit, you know, like a smaller bike and and uh, and you know, gummy tire and you know and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah, I mean, we'll work, we work on yeah, Reno. Okay. Reno's yeah. in one month, so we have plenty of time to make it happen. And uh, the tracks can be much bigger, so you're going to be able to express yourself better you know because you, you got basically the oh, busiest man. track of the season you know on a 450 yeah so if we put you on a, on a bike that is a little bit milder and more space i think it's uh we're talking final here oh wow <laughs> oh oh wow yeah, and we got that cash bonus for a motocross where they make the final <laughs> yeah for sure and steve you know me i mean i'm i'm down for anything even even like a challenge like this so i'm kind of like jt you know i don't i mean yeah you know, I'll do something cool for little money. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're trying. We, heck, you're going to Finland. We're trying to get you back to Finland. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, Finland was like one of the best experiences ever, and and New pretty much made that trip, and it was so awesome. Right. So, um, you know, I'm I'm down for anything like that. And you met a lot of pulp fans. That's awesome. That's cool that they they supported you as well. Our listeners going there to Neurocross, and and that's cool. So, um, awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your experience. It sounded fun. I mean, yeah. that one photo of you doing a flying W on the law, I mean, that's worth it. That's going to last I'm me sure for a month. I'm sure there's more. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole slideshow of just me crashing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, Marks, you were impressed, and Eric was impressed, and yeah. like, yeah, so. He rode good. Right. He did ride good. He definitely and has no reason to be ashamed. Agree. Yeah. What's that, Eric? Yeah, I think, I think Marks and I both agree that the women's class uh was the best uh best race of the night. Listen, you want to talk about entertainment. Yeah. That's entertainment right there. Yeah. I mean there were probably oh, yeah. how many lead changes on the last oh, lap, Eric? It was like what Andrew across it was a you know like a, a poster yeah, of yeah, what you would sell. What yeah, you would sell it. It yeah. was just like chaos uh, and they kept 
falling, changing leads. It was amazing. It was the first time we had uh, Taylor Jones, the Australian champion. Yeah. That wow. is basically uh, ruling GNCC. Right. She was awesome. It was international race. We had uh, on the podium, we had an American, a Canadian, and an Australian. Oh, nice. That's, uh, uh, who had the fastest lap time, by the way? FXR riders. Women, uh, Shelby Turner was her name? Yeah. Uh, A-Ray, did you have a faster lap time or did she? I think I did. I, you know, I think I, I think I, I won. Uh, okay. All right. The K, K Clayson I pole. I didn't win the pole, but I won. I think I right. got a faster lot of time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for everything. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you down the road. Thanks, thanks, thanks Alex. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys too for uh, for letting me experience this. It's definitely one I won't ever forget. And thanks to Recluse and Works Connection again for for hooking us up uh, and Roost MX as well. So. Awesome. Thanks, A-Ray. Yep, thanks. See ya. Alex Ray, everybody, talking about his Enduro Cross experience. So. Can I just say, if you haven't been to an Enduro Cross, you got to go. Yeah. At least once. I, because it's, <laughs> especially with <laughs> Webb and Haker there, mm-hmm. I mean, watching those two battle for, every, I mean, every race that they were in, it was almost like watching Dungey and, yeah, and Roxon battle. Yeah. We're going to get one of those guys, or both of them on the show at some point. Talk I've, about, I've told you to get yeah, Haker yeah. on before. I mean, had, we had Webb on before. Yeah, have you? Cody yeah. is on his way to France for the six days. Oh yeah, and Colton is in California, yeah. so he'll be happy to be. Yeah, and yeah. the past, uh, the past, you know, since the series started. So I've I've been to the one in here in Vegas, the one in Boise, the one in Charleston. You guys have one uh, in Florence, South, uh, Florence, Florence, South Carolina, yeah. and then the one near Atlanta last year. And over the over a decade, the excitement's always great, regardless of where the series is. So definitely recommend it. If it's close to you, go see it. Lots more on the show tonight. We're going to take a commercial break. Kenny Watson's coming up, as well as uh, we'll do finish off our segments. And uh, we got more talk about the USGP coming up. More talk about what is going to happen with the Supercross series in 2019. Uh, Eric Pinar will help us answer that question and much more. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. We'll be right back after this commercial break. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen.
Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike, and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. 
just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valve is 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559 extension 222 and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer 
for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel Rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts They all trust of ya No job is too big or too small WUSA everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us Whatever you need for your wheels Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. 
To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki, you can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer.
Welcome back, everybody. That is why Sammy Hagar is three times the lead singer of David Lee Roth is. Jump. Go ahead, jump. Might as well jump. Great, great lyrics, David Lee. Great lyrics, DLR. Randy, this is your song. Well, it's much better than what you wanted to play. You wanted to play Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, and I thought that was <laughs> lame. I've heard I, enough about the eclipse all day today, and you want to get all emotional like, and play that song for Pookie. So, I like Pink's, jump it is. I like Pink's take on the eclipse. I agree with it. <laughs> Uh, I even tweeted today, generic eclipse joke. I just couldn't have nothing else to do. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Eric Pernard, Randy Richardson from Michelin in studio here. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks to Jake Weimer and Adam Adams Cirillo, Alex Ray, David Pingree for all coming on earlier. We still have uh, the Tweet at Travis segment from the BTO Sports guys, and we still have um, uh, um, the uh, NFAB JGR check-in. Um, let's get uh, Marks. What's the problem here? We got problems? Call cannot be completed as dialed. Did I write the wrong number down? I don't know. Did you? Uh, I don't know. Here, let me send it to you right now. Probably. I probably you probably can't read my writing. That's probably true too. Yeah, that's probably it. All right, let's uh, let's send this. So let's do this before we get great radio, bros. Before we get him on the phone, nfab jgr check in n fabcom proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Lifetime warranty uh, on the Craftsmanship, uh, great company. Bars, steps, light mounting solutions for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs. And uh, we love the folks at nfab, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Like I said, and uh, they support the sport with the uh, RM ATV MC team, KTM team, as well as the JGR uh, Suzuki team. So. The JGR check-in is this, Randy. Um, mm-hmm. I found out, talking to some people last week, uh, Justin Hill is going to JGR Suzuki for 2018 250 Supercross and Motocross and 2019 450s. Two-year wow. deal with the team. Wow. So leaving Mitch Payton. Uh, <laughs> and that's the JGR Suzuki check-in. Simply that, Randy, what do you think? Well, he said he wanted to go to. He wanted to go to 450s. For next year, next year, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, and Suzuki, they have. Is it next year? They have the new, uh, it, new four fifty, new four fifty next year, but in, not two fifty nope, yet, right? That'll be uh, nineteen, yeah. Okay, so hmm. I don't know. Be interesting to see. Uh, I don't like the move. I don't yeah, like I'm it. Not, yeah, I don't like it. What do you think, Eric? You know, I uh, I really like JGR, as huh. you can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, and oh. uh, I think it's a good team. You know, I do believe. You know, they, they, they do a good job and uh, the vibe is good inside the team. So uh, I've, I'm bummed for Mitch to lose him, but I'm happy for JGR to get him. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I just wonder, though, uh, you're on a Pro Circuit Kawasaki, great bike, great team. The Suzuki 2DF, not as good of a bike, and, and they're, they're working on it, but it's not as good. And can JGR work the magic on that 2DF to keep Justin up top, you know? I don't know. I'm one of, I'm one of those guys, Eric, that... I take the potential of future earnings by having a bike that can get me to the top, especially in 50 class, as opposed to the two-year deal that I think Justin Hill went with. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, um, and I agree yeah. with you because you're a mechanic, so you you have a mechanical side of that. And, yeah. uh, and there's no question that the pro-circuit bike today yeah. seems to be superior than the Suzuki. Yeah. Now they may have something in the, in the bag we don't know about. Yeah, I mean, you know. Jeremy Sewer's bike looks pretty yeah. good. You know, maybe they can lean on that, te- that team a little bit. And uh, is that Everett's? Is Sewer Everett's? Or is Stefan Everett's team over there in Europe? Or is Sewer on a something else? Yeah, no, Sewer is on the, on, the, on the 250 team, which is basically managed by Stefan okay, Everett. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a totally separate deal or what. But, um, yeah, lean on them a little bit, you know, try to help get that bike a little bit better. But uh, I was surprised. I was surprised Justin Hill left Pro Circuit for a second time now. Yeah. So, um, 
True. But in a 450 deal in 19. And looking at Hill's career, look, I know, and you, we all know here that Supercross is more valuable to a team mm-hmm. and a rider than motocross. But I still think there's something in motocross, you know, as far as stock. And mm-hmm. Justin Hill's, you know, ridden 40% of the career outdoors that he could have lined up for. Mm-hmm. So I think he's unproven. Yeah. He's podium outdoors, so that's yeah. good. But basically, I think he's unproven in MX. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to drop him in the 450 MX class in 19? He better have a hell of an 18-250 motocross season. Needs to you have, know? for sure, to, yeah. to establish himself as a stronger player for 19-450. Yeah, for I mean, sure. it could I happen. Agree. It's two yeah. years down the road. You know, it could happen. Mm-hmm. I just, if it's me, I think I take the, the maybe a lower salary at PC. I don't know if it was or not. No idea. And the potential to win another championship bonus. You know? Can you do it at JGR? Sure. Can he? But I don't know. That's going to make a JGR team very interesting. Look, I love yeah. the I love Coy Gibbs and J-Bone and all those guys at JGR, just like what you talked about, yeah. Eric. They haven't done it. They haven't done it. For yeah. whatever reason, Millsaps and Stewart and Brayton and Barsha, and, you know, they haven't won anything. Some individual races, Josh Grant, they haven't won the title yet. And I don't think it's their fault, you know, I, and I like what they're doing with Suzuki and everything, but... They haven't done it yep. until you do. There's questions, but they have they have a really good opportunity with Suzuki right now. They do, you yep. know, s- s- sadly because RCH is going away as yep. well, and uh, I think they're going to embrace that. And I expect good things out yep. of uh, JGR. I think they it's what they needed. They have a, a shot in the arm right mm-hmm. now. You know? Sounds like uh, Buddy Antonez is going to manage the 250 team. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep so, an eye on that. It's the rumors in the pits. Really? In addition to his kind of a training role? or In addition to, yeah, okay. I think I so. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Uh, Vortex Racing, one of our great sponsors, email jake at vortexracing.com. If you want the V3 motocross bar, 29% stronger than the competition, as well as uh, the, the sprockets that they make uh, that Cooper Webb, Chad Reed use, and the Babbitt's Kawasaki team uses the bars and sprockets to dominate arena cross each and every year. And uh, we thank the folks at Vortex Racing. they got chains as well, uh, EK chains, of course, and Vortex chains over there. And they've been a proud supporter of us for a number of years now intelligent race design the folks at vortex racing's got you covered they're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest former co-host here on the show rch team manager rch marketing guru you know him you love him kenny watson what's up k-dub hi steve how are you true or false you're trying to get back on this show in the worst way as a permanent co-host next year you and your show okay or maybe not (laughs) Uh, maybe, maybe. Now, maybe I my life's never been the same. Since thank I you, there. Thank you. That's all I need to know. Your your life has gone <laughs> going downhill since you left the co-host position here, Watson. Yeah, I tried to do my own thing, but it just just can't compete with you, Mathis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. You know. Yeah. Keep it going. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you well, got? Who Who do you got in there with you? Well. Eric Pernard. Keep it my legend. Randy Richardson. Oh, FMP. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, How's Kenny? Yeah, yeah. FMP. Oh. Kenny's uh, good. Kenny, Kenny Watson's good. What? Okay, good, so listen, we were talking during the commercial. Eric's got genuine concern for you here, Watson. He said, what is Watson going to do? Because we know the RCH team is is uh, folding up shop at the end of the year, and it, it, you won a national title, had a ton of success. We'll talk about Bogle in a little bit. What in the heck are you going to do, Watson? Uh, at this point in time, 
uh, we, uh, I still have a job to do, um, you know, contract until the end of October or the beginning of October. Um, we're all still working towards our, you know, our common goal, and that's to give the guys what they need on the weekends and get our sponsors, you know, updates and do all that good stuff. But uh, I have a couple irons in the fire. I mean, I have one position that I would really, really like to be at um, mm-hmm. and another a couple other positions, but um, we'll see. I mean, I think that uh, I've uh, – I think I, I could be a, a pretty good tool wherever I go. So uh, hopefully other people think that. But if they don't, um, I'll just keep on keeping on. And you'll try to get back in a co-host position. Or either that or be a flagger at one of Eric's. I'll just follow Eric's events and be a flagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we can do better, Kenny. You know, you can be a manager. <laughs> um, uh, I thought I thought you were going to say better. I can hold the thirty-second card. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, one of Watson's jobs at one point was uh, managing all the freestyle acts on the um, uh, Warp Tour. So, Eric, every, every overseas race, you have all these freestyle goons that are probably super hard to cor- cor- uh, corral. Actually, you'll be surprised, but the freestylers have changed. Oh, they have? Oh, they have changed a uh, lot. It's, uh, it's so easy. Easier, huh? Yeah, it's so easy to work with them nowadays. Because Watson yeah. seems like he has a hell of a time on the Warped Tour. Since Kenny left, <laughs> <Right>. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, the, well, the problem was, Eric, with, with the guys that I had, we had so many different climate changes. So we were, it was either windy or the run-ins were all muddy. Yeah, for sure. And, and they got, they got so spoiled. They'd get, they'd wake up, walk out of the bus and it would be just brisk, like breezing a little bit. And they'll go, Oh, it's too windy. We're not riding. I'm all, what are you talking about? <laughs> Every day. Oh, no way. Way too dangerous. Um, but, uh, so Watson, with the news about RCH, are you, is it bittersweet? Are you sad? Are you angry? How, what's, how do you feel about this? The team's going away and who can forget you and Hart starting it on a back of a cocktail napkin, uh, at a stripper club. Uh, but, uh, you know what I mean? How do you feel? I have to tell you the truth. I have a lot of mixed emotions. Um, of course I'm, I'm bummed because, you know, we had a staff of like, you know, almost 20 people and that's 20 jobs. And that's 20 families, you know, mm-hmm. um, concerned for all the guys, including myself, you know, um, once that set in and saying, okay, um, I had to go back from the very start when Carrie and I first sat down and he says, we're going at this as a business. Uh, we will be a race team, but this is going to be a business. And as soon as it doesn't make sense to be a business, we won't, it's not, we won't do this. And he said, you know, the day that we are not breaking even or profiting off of the race team, we will not be going racing because I don't, I am not in business to spend money to go racing. Mm-hmm. I'm in business to make money at racing. And that was our goal. And that's where it started. And, you know, we, we had a two year plan. We went past that. Carrie had a three year plan and we did that. And then it just, you know, we just kept moving on. And, uh, at the end, um, for, you know, budget reasons, um, Suzuki supported us last year. We had some problems getting some sponsorship dollars mm-hmm. and, uh, we had some really good stuff in the, in the pipe going and, uh, Suzuki needed an answer what we were doing and we didn't have anything, you know, letter of intent or anything signed up. So it was, uh, you know, time to uh, move on. They didn't want to support our team, um, fund it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they were, um, as I understand, 
they were very pleased with the technical side of everything. Um, you know, there's not too many, you know, teams out there that can do what we have done this year with the riders that we've had. Um, a lot of people are paying guys millions of dollars and, um, you know, spending all this money on these, on these big names and not producing. And mm-hmm. we took guys that nobody wanted and, you know, turned them into podium and guys that can win races. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, 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 and that's a lot to say for the team itself. Um, it's not, those days are over where, you know, you show up under a factory tent and you give a guy a bike and say, okay, go race. And he comes back and, talks to his mechanic and they tune it. Uh, it takes a whole group of guys, a whole nucleus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that Kyle Bentley worked really, really, really hard at is building that nucleus. And, you know, he has a lot to do with, you know, with putting that team together and all those guys. And, you know, I think Kyle um, deserves more accolations than anybody because uh, that guy put a lot of equity sweat into the team and, you know, believed in it and, you know, had passion for it. And, and got these guys to go out and believe in themselves that they can do it. Um, and, you know, like you've seen this weekend, a guy did it. And, uh, you know, Brock had some podiums, and he podiumed at Supercross. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't because we were a bad team. And it was just because of funding, and it's kind of it's kind of sad that that's the way it goes, you know. And there's other guys out there that – that spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on their race team that only could dream of doing what we did. And, you know, Ricky and Kerry, um, they didn't spend millions and millions of dollars out of their pocket. Um, you know, that's, that wasn't their goal to have a race team to do that. Um, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was all about a business decision. It wasn't about they were tired of racing or what the deal was. Um, I'm sure if they wanted to, they would have you know, pulled money out of their pocket, but they, they didn't see that it was really going to be a, a smart business decision. And both those guys have made it far. They have in life with making good business decisions. You know, what's funny and, Watson though, is, is your team. Okay. So RCH team, you know, you sponsorship reasons you're folding up at one time. You had two massive casinos and Dodge on your team, on your truck. And you had one of the you know better sponsors out of everybody, Jimmy Johns as well. And things look so good, and you won a national title. Everything from the outside looks like this team is just poised for a long run. And here we are, yeah. and you got no sponsorship. And what's going on? Like, why not? Why can't you get sponsorship? That's so bizarre well, to me. But at, I think that says something, Eric, for, about the health of the sport more than yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's more really, than this team. It's really sad to hear such a, a team like that could fold. And I respect completely the decision. It. it Racing is a business. We should not put our own money in it because that's not the way it should work. That's mm-hmm. not the way it works in NASCAR or any of those, or any of those world. And I'm listening to Kenny, and it's it's actually quite sad to think that such a good team is just well, going away. What kind of hope does another smaller team with without its famous owners and without the connections that it, it, that Hart has and, and Ricky has? And what hope do they have? It, it's what right? I was telling you earlier <laughs> when we're talking about promotion. Now yeah. there is no sponsorship money. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know where it is, you know, and it was, a, uh, they were doing such a great job getting sponsors in two years. It seems like uh, they're swimming upstream. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, uh, and Kenny knows way more than I do about that because they, they, they had great sponsors. But yeah. what is wrong with our industry where yes. we cannot keep them? 
and they don't find in us what we what they are looking for. Yeah, like Watson. So that's a good question, Eric. Actually, what did Jimmy Johns and Saquon and Soaring Eagle and Dodge not find in our sport that they wanted? Um, that's funny. Every one of those people, it, it all came down to more of the interaction ROI in the, in the pits. They loved, I mean, like Eric knows, a lot of these companies, it's it, the sponsorship's over from just having a, you know, uh, a logo on a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, they're not going to spend a lot of money to do that anymore. And they're not going to say, Oh, well, you know, your, your guys didn't get on TV for, you know, six minutes and well they're going to say big deal you know mm-hmm. there's no one the, the viewing there's not that many people that watch it it's not like you know you know an nfl football game or a baseball game or anything like that so they're they're what they're looking for is you know fan interaction registrations email addresses discount codes stuff like that where they could see who's using their brand and what they're doing mm-hmm. but when you get to that situation like we'll use Dodge for instance. Dodge was a, a, a great partner, and they were with us for five years. But they started coming down to, you know, what we could do on site, what we could do to display vehicles, what we could do to show people what the inside of a new, you know, uh, Challenger, you know, mm-hmm, looks yeah. like with with a Hemi motor. Well. We couldn't open up the doors to the car. We couldn't. People couldn't come in and sit in the car. There was a lot of different things that we could couldn't do. And I understand that Feld has their obligations to Toyota, which is a great sponsor for them. I understand that, but I really believe that you know that has a lot to do with it. And I know Feld's trying to do. You know, they're in they're they're in the entertainment business. They have their obligations to their sponsors just like we do. And I, I just think that there has to be a way that the, the teams work better with Feld. And, um, you know, and I think it's hard on Feld because, you know, Dave and Todd and all those guys, they're just going off of what their sales crews, like there's guys, their yeah. salesmen are selling the packages. And then they say, hey, here's the deliverables for this sponsor. And this is what we decided on. And then they give them to Dave and Todd. And they're like, oh, okay, here's their guidelines to follow. And then we come in, and then we're arguing with Todd going, hey, and Dave, like, what can, this isn't right. And they're like, they can't do nothing. They're just like, yeah. you know, we, we, had no, we had no discussion in this deal, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it has to be, I think, you know, and I know Feld knew what was going on with us, and they, they, they tried to help us out and give us, you know, some, some help with sponsors and, you know, connections and stuff like that. And they were awesome. And they, I know they didn't want to see us go, but it it, it yeah. has to go back to that. And you know, with Jimmy Johns, it was more of a a decision that they wanted to go uh, a different direction. They had some internal problems, mm-hmm. and you know, they were stuck on a, a certain colorway that they wanted to run, and we couldn't run that colorway because of the brand of bike we were on, oh, and okay. they, they they didn't like that. So we had the opportunity to change our colorway and go to a different brand but for some reasons we did not do that and we stayed with the yellow mm-hmm. and the uh, and you know it, yeah. it all worked out for a reason but uh huh. you know it it has a lot to do and you know everyone says there's no money out there 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 is money out there but it has to make sense the days like i said are done yeah, it yeah. has to be a good b2b program where a guy can come in and spend a million dollars okay i'm going to spend a million 
but how can I make two million by spending this one million? Maybe it's with another sponsor. If uh, yeah. we'll use it this way, if if you're a, a you know a drywall contractor and you come on and, and sponsor a team and you say, okay, I'm going to give you five hundred grand. And then you say, okay, one of my other sponsors is, you know, a, a general contractor, and he's building a thousand houses. And you say, all right, I'm going to use your company. Yeah. And that guy's saving money. The contractor's saving money. It's B2B. And it, yeah. it makes sense for these guys to do that. So that's where I think a lot of it has the direction that it has to go in nowadays to make it worth make sense. Yeah. And it can make sense. It really, really can. And, uh, I think it just you know you just you just got to get the right people in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Kenny, and, and I know that you guys have done uh, a lot of it from your input, but but you guys have done an amazing job of having innovative uh, innovative and fan engagement. And you know, you and I talked uh, actually January this year at, at San Diego as far as what you guys were doing and your ROIs, your measurables of, of fan engagement, and the data that you were able to feed back to sponsors and so on. And you know, that's what larger companies you know are looking at you know you can't you can't invest to your point you can't invest millions and the only thing you measure is the millions you spent and the number of stickers you gave away that, yeah you know, that just doesn't work so and it, yeah. needs to be, it needs to be mutually beneficial for all parties involved and 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 it, it is it yeah. is challenging and, and i hate of, to see you guys go for yeah, sure one of the key elements in sponsorship and what i've learned over the years is if you don't have a, a genuine fan in your sponsor, it's very difficult yep. to keep them. Yep. If you don't have yep. a VP or president of a company that doesn't like motocross, it's not going to last very long. Yep. And it's, it's yep. unlike football, golfing, mm-hmm. or whatever, where yeah. people are not necessarily fans, but they know the value of the sport. In our sports, the minute the guy, the motor guy goes away, the writing yeah. is on the wall. Mm-hmm. Two years later, there's no sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Eric, you, you are 1,000% yep. right. And it's definitely a, a passion-driven sport in, in those upper management companies. And it's that's the way it usually works. And that's the way it worked for us a lot of the way. Okay, wait a know, minute, though. With, wait a minute, though. Here's a question I have that I wonder maybe, Kenny and Eric, you can answer for me. I completely agree with you. Uh, it helps to have the connection and the passion for the sport. However, I look at NASCAR. And, I mean, are these companies, these Fortune 500 companies and all these other major known brands that are in NASCAR, are they NASCAR fans? I mean, you know what I mean? No, I, I agree with you, but there's but, a yeah. lot more four-wheel motorsports fan yeah. than there is two-wheel motorsports fan. I guess, okay. A, a yeah. lot more to Because I'm with. thinking the co- team. Yes. Hey, I'm going to explain this to you, how, how this works with these guys. Okay, for instance, let's say you have a company like uh, Hendrick Motorsports that <laughs> – Sponsors, uh, the Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, yeah, who, yeah, all these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. and they let's say they have fifty sponsors in their stable. Okay, what they do is they have a summit where they take every one of those sponsors and they fly them to a hotel somewhere, and they all meet and they all sit down and they get on a dry race board and they go around the room and they say, "What's your objectives and what's your goals in marketing?" For the, for, the, for the next three years. So if you're Lowe's, you're going to, you know, to, the, to another sponsor that's in there that, let's say, that uses anything Lowe's buys, okay? That's uh-huh. the way it worked with us when we did, a, we did a summit back in the day. And Belray and Loctite, we didn't even know that um, when Belray went away from the motocross industry, they went into mining, 
Okay, all their grease and oils were were lubing up drill bits, uh-huh. so, and we didn't even know that. Well, we were in a summit, and we asked, you know, Loctite came up, and we asked what their number one profit and what they made their most money at, and they said mining, because they need to put Loctite on the drill bits. Mm-hmm. So right there, those two companies started doing business. Yeah, right there on the spot. That's how it works with those big, huge companies, because we're talking. Millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars that they spend. Yeah, I think so, the, the JGR guys have worked FedEx into everything. Like FedEx is a huge part of their, all of their sponsors. Of course. Yeah, that's you're you answering know? your own question. Right. right. But a, another deal is, it's like let's say you have a company like Nationwide that sponsors Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Richard Chil or not Richard Childress, but uh, the team that he drives for. That guy owns. Met like a bunch of different car dealerships, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, yeah, that there's if you need a, a rental. Nation- right. If you need a I rental, I guarantee you, there's you, a yeah. nationwide guy at those at those dealerships. Yeah. When you buy your car, hey, use this insurance. The preferred you know insurer, I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, so, so they, we need more employ, of that. They they employ yeah. 750 employees. Yeah. at their at at their, their dealerships, right? For, no, not their dealerships. I'm talking about at Hendrix Motorsports. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guarantee you, every one of those guys gets a deal. Right. And I guarantee you, every one of their family members gets a deal, and their family member gets a deal. So it's just a big, big whirlwind that everybody needs to work together. That's the bottom line. And these big companies have these summits, and they do that. But our sport, it's not big enough. You're not going to get, you know, you know, talk it. You're not going to get, you know, ODI together with with. Uh, we'll call it answer. And they're going to go, oh, no, we have our own handlebar. We can't do that. You know what I mean? Well, and and, so, and this, the sport, a lot of it, Kenny, a lot of a lot of uh, teams, uh, companies in, within our sport are more what's in it for me, not what's in it for us. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And, and, and exactly. You need, yeah, and you need to have partnership that's – But is any of this ever going to change? We've been seven years on this Pulp Mech show. We've been bitching about the same things. Kenny, you sat in this chair over here that Randy's in right now with his feet up, and uh, you complained about the same things. That uh, that we're all talking about right now in seven years ago, nothing's changed. Yeah, well, well, it, it looks like you know they had uh, what's that word I'm looking for where all the NASCAR teams came together, um, and they kind of have that that group. They're all together. Uh huh. Um, a lot of the teams. <laughs> no, <laughs> the league. What they call it? Uh, well, it's kind of like a lot of the smaller teams are all d- together. I forgot the name. So. They share on, you know, flights. They share on, you know, tires. They share on everything's shared together. Um, I forgot the name of it, what they call it, but I don't know. They're all together. And and I think that, you know, in what we're doing, I think it's just really, I don't know if it's a union or whatever you want to call it, but like I said, it's, it's like, the first of all, you got to get at someone that's passionate for the sport. Yeah, going out and selling it, it's not working. Um, you know, Supercross is probably a little easier to sell than motocross. Eric could probably tell you that. Um, the motocross thing is, you know, it's pretty sketchy to watch it on TV. They've done a lot better job. You know, it's funny. I was watching the race this weekend and the second moto, and the people were just freaking out online. And I'm like, dude, they had technical difficulties. I mean. Yeah, we're lucky we could even watch motos. You didn't have yeah. to wait for three weeks to watch it, you know. So I mean, it's come a long ways, you know. And you know, it's. I think it's. You know, everyone's saying, you know, 
how long this sport's been around, it's 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 come a long ways, and it still needs to grow. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I personally think that uh, it will uh, it just needs to to grow some legs. And you know, we we had an opportunity to get a really big sponsor in, and it seems like uh, that didn't work out for whatever reasons. But uh, there was uh, you know a couple things going on that people were interested in. But once again, it comes back to the old TV package and how many viewers watch it and, you know, how many people are are at the races and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, Feld is making a lot of money. They're making a lot of money. So it can work. The sport is successful for them on many levels. The, so the metrics that, are good. So that's encouraging. Yes, yes absolutely. That's what I mean. There's two moto, there's two moto world championship that make money. It's MotoGP and Supercross. Yeah. You know, everything else, it's not easy. Yeah. Yep. But, but you know, they they're working very hard. They have they have the audience. They're not stealing it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. stealing. Yeah. It's just like it's they make it work. And, yeah. and uh, I'm telling and those, you, yeah, the stadiums are not getting it cheaper. Mm-hmm. All those new stadiums they're building everywhere, like the one going to be in Vegas yeah. and stuff. Atlanta. When you're yeah. going to rent a stadium like that, it's going to be so expensive. Mm-hmm. I hope the sport is healthy to be able to pay the rent. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we, we're going we're gonna to see some issues there. Huh. Interesting. So, Kenny, what, when are you going to know what you're doing? Uh, I don't know. Probably in the next, you know, month. I guess I don't know. Well, I, I still, like I said, I still have. Uh, you know, have your have your people contact me, and we'll we see if we can work something out for a return to the show. You know, we'll see. Uh, that would be kind of weird. Well, the funny thing is, uh, I might uh, be moving back to Vegas. So, oh, uh, oh. If, if that happens, um. It's either it's either Vegas or Brazil, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what we'll do is like we'll start you off in the producer chair over there, you know, see if you got the stuff still to move up into the co-host chair, you know. Oh man, well, I I couldn't even. That guy's so much more handcrafted than I am. T <laughs> marks. Hey, you know what though? I, I I for some reason I was I did a lot of driving last week and I was listening to your show and you guys were just busting on T marks about his chick going to Spain. Yeah. And then, and then dude, like a couple of days later, dude, I seen that or the day later, that whole thing happened in Spain. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, Mathis is going to feel like such a piece of shit. If something happened to that guy's wife. I know I wouldn't. I'd be all right. See, there you go. Kenny thinking that he has feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I I text, uh, I actually, I saw that at the, Mm -hmm. on the news there at lunch at Michelin and text him asking if his wife was anywhere close to it. And turns out she was what? A couple blocks away or something. They said they were just a couple blocks. I just want to say, I got so many tweets, messages on Instagram, Twitter, I mean, everything from Pulp fans mostly. And they were saying that basically the first thing they thought of was my wife wow. being over there. So I just want to say thank you to everybody out there that thought of us. So she was two blocks away from where that van. She said a couple blocks. Yeah, I don't block. know. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. But they weren't, wow. they weren't far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so hey, thank Travis, you to everyone just, who, who messaged. What's up? Hey, Mark, so make sure you tell her that no matter what, even if she takes off with Fabio, <laughs> that uh, – that, uh, Fabio won't have as many people that care about her than your friends. Exactly. Yeah. Regard me. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Um, well, we're right on, Kenny. Uh, we got to run. Thanks for coming on. And uh, congratulations on Bogle, the success of Jackson yeah, that Bogle. That's awesome. That was, uh, Tickle. Yeah, Tickle's yeah. made the podiums this year before he got injured. Like, 
Yeah, like I said, dude, like that team, it, it's such a bummer for all the guys and, and Kyle. Like they've really, you know, turned it around and we worked hard and we waved that Suzuki flag and we're still waving it. And those guys were, they were great to believe in us, you know, and giving us the opportunity. And I think that uh, we we were there for them. They were there for us. It was, it was a good partnership while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I really think that, uh, you know the the, the sports. It, it's in a, it's in a, a really sketchy place right now where uh, OEM like you know Suzuki, you know, with our kind of results and all that, yeah, wasn't in the position to fund a, a team like ours. And you know, I, I, we all understand their situation. We're grateful for what they did. Mm-hmm. You know. But for what the spend of to run our team and what the other you know OEMs spend it's it's you know nickels on the dollar but at the end of the day you know they we all have to do what's smart in business Mm -hmm. and uh we're we're just you know i just want to say you know thank you to suzuki for believing in us and you know you know believing in in ricky because you know at in 2012 they're looking at carrie hart and myself and saying really is this really Ricky Carmichael? Have you have you lost your mind? You want to go into business with these guys? And uh, you know, Ricky believed in us, and Ricky's you know, Ricky's Ricky. He's gonna keep pushing and doing what he's doing, and Hart's doing uh, his good rides and being a dad and all that stuff. And K Dub is just gonna keep on keeping on. Uh, that's awesome. You know, thank you. And we're you and I are gonna. We've talked about doing something um, down the road. We're gonna do something with you and the team, like either on this show or an independent podcast or something. Uh, so there'll be more to memories of RCH between you and I down the road, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it was awesome. I was thinking about this when, when Bogle was riding good. I was thinking the first race we ever went to as Hart and Huntington was it, it was Eric's race. Was it your race, Eric? At, or it might have been the first year of Feld. What was the first year of Feld? 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was after. It was after that. It was in. It was in 2007 uh, when Josh Demuth rode for us at the, the U.S. Um, Open. Oh, U.S. Open. Yeah. yeah. The U.S. Open, uh, and he tied for the championship. He tied for it with um, Langston. Grant Langston and Langston yeah. won, and he got second. But the good thing about it that you know, Bogle did good the last race or this yeah. you know this race this weekend. And hopefully, yeah, that's um, true. You're I'm right, just going yeah. to tell you this: if you're a fantasy motocross picker, player, or whatever you want to call it, put put Bogle in your top top three or even on the podium. Because last year he rode, he likes that track. He got fourth. He was in third last year, and his bike broke, and he was on the Honda. So uh, he rides really good there too. And um, uh, so before we go, we got somebody just called. that got to talk to you, Tony. What's up? What's your question for Watson? Hey, man, thank you for pushing me through, man. Well, first off, Watson, I'm a huge fan. I've always been. Once you actually left the Pulp MX show, I stopped listening. So if you come back and start, like, you know, doing this uh, this gig with Steve again, I'm all in, man. So you, you were done with the show when he left. You were done. It, it, exactly, dude. I freaking I threw it off. I want to keep it, like, I want to see if, if there's updates. And it says, Kane Watson's going to be on, I listen. So. Oh, there we go. Hey, do, do, you listen, do you listen to my podcast? Unfortunately, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, I, maybe right. I should. Right. So, really, it was Mathis and Watson making magic, like Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> you got it right there. So, right. if he comes back, dude, you know that magic's gonna be there. One last thing is, um, I don't know if you guys touched on it or not, but it's like, yeah, you got 20 guys that are out of jobs now. So, 
what happens to them? Do they have severance packages? Like, you know, it's oh hell no. <laughs> clippy, See, clippy. I think a lot of your guys will get picked up by JGR Suzuki Watson, right? Wouldn't you think? Uh, you know, that's a really good question, Tony. Um, I think that every one of our guys I've already have jobs lined up. There we go. Every single yeah. person except for Kyle, and Kyle uh, has a you know a, a couple kids, and he really doesn't want to travel unless it's a, a really good opportunity. And he decided that uh, you know he didn't want to go do that. So um, everybody else is pretty much um, going to be okay. So um, the the severance package uh, that's uncalled for, unheard of in motocross. <laughs> yeah, I believe. exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, thanks, hey, Tony. Steve, can I, Thank you. Hey, Steve, can I just give uh, one shout-out before you get off the phone? Um, yeah. I just want to uh, – if, if anyone out there is listening, um, I, we just did a podcast. I did one um, about recovery and addiction. Um, if you know anybody that's fighting or an addiction problem or is looking for some help or just wants to listen to about it, um, one of my good friends passed away uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and uh, we're doing a ride day at LACR on September 8th, and we're raffling off uh, RMZ 450, a Ricky Carmichael replica bike. Uh, we're selling tickets for 25 bucks, um, and uh, all the proceeds are going to Sick Recovery Racing, and Kevin Cobb is going to do a scholarship in my friend's name to help uh, – someone that needs recovery and uh if you listen to the podcast at the end of the podcast there there's you know there's instructions where to how to sign up and uh, we're going to give away a scholarship for someone that you know needs help so uh if you're out there and you or family member you don't have to be into racing it could be anybody everybody knows somebody that's in the struggle so uh you know it's it's a it's a really bad you know deal that's going on with you know heroin and and pills so mm-hmm. Just wanted to give a shout out, and you know, I know we joke around a lot about shit, but this is a very serious epidemic that's going on around the the world. So, yeah. uh, you know, Kenny, enough about my yo, Kenny. I, man, I I appreciate your compassion and and efforts to bring to bring light to that man. It's obviously that you are emotionally engaged. That I love your 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 podcast with Eichel. And uh, and I'm glad he's in a good place in life. And and you're right. We're all every one of us are you know so many of us are you know fighting battles and and everything that people don't know about. So I mean I appreciate what you do to uh, bring awareness and to uh, to open an arm or an ear to help anyone that you can. And uh, yeah, I, I admire for sure. you for that, buddy. I admire you for that. Yeah, you know it's you know a lot of people you know give me grief about it. Oh, you talk about recovery, but you know what? Uh, it's 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 a like I said it's an epidemic and I think that uh, it's if I can help one person or if yep. we can save one person's life you know screw I mean racing's cool all this stuff is cool but you know what there's more to it than racing and life is you know we're giving it one time so if we can help save a life and you know get someone out there to uh, get back on a motorcycle or get back to their families or whatever it is we're we're doing our job. So I just wanted to say thanks for letting me say that, Steve, and uh, good talking to you, Eric, as always, my friend. Kenny, and, uh, Kenny, you, you're a class act. You know, congratulations on everything you've done because what you've, you guys did with the team was awesome. And uh, best of luck. Call me if I can help you. That's right, all I can say. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a call, Eric. Maybe we'll start a team. 
<laughs> awesome. Thanks, thanks, Kenny. Thanks, buddy. Talk uh, to you. All right. Later, Andy. See later, bye. Uh, bye, Kenny. Vortex Racing bringing you Kenny Watson on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by uh, BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, Eric, you got to take off pretty soon, but before you do, um, let's talk a little bit. Uh, interesting. I'm interested to get your take on a few things. First of all, Bercy this year. Back, we went. We were in Bercy forever. Uh, went up to Lille for a few years. Uh, back in the heart of Paris at a brand new stadium, full size stadium. Yeah. And uh, who you got committed to, and, and talk about the race a little bit. Uh, we have a good. We have a good field. We got very lucky this year because we try to get riders early, and uh, sometimes it's uh, it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, you think the next guy is going to be the next guy, and he's not. And this year we got uh, really, really l- lucky. Lucky with experience yeah. as always. So we, we got Marvin, mm-hmm. we got Sealy, we got Osborne, uh, we have Ferrandis, we have uh, Dino. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's and nice I'm, field. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really, and we have two or three. You have, yeah, a couple guys just talking yeah, to you still, yeah. F- floating right. because we we kind of waiting for guys to decide what bike they're riding because mm-hmm. it's it's not easy, it's not equal. You know, some some uh, manufacturers give us full support, and some it's a little bit more complicated. Yep. And uh, so we're very excited about Bercy. We're gonna have freestyle. We're gonna have Jackson Strong front flip. We're gonna have Josh Sheehan double flip. I mean. It's it's going to be a big show. We're going back to Paris in a new stadium. Um, I'm a little bit scared about those new stadium because it costs a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a state of the and art. It's full size, right? Yeah, it's, it's full, full size. size. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, I mean, we, the field, the, the floor will be as big as Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's uh, it's uh, it's tense. It's, yeah. it's tense because so much to to get ready and uh, and uh, you know it's just uh, it's a different scale because yeah. we went from an arena across with what Bercy was to. Lille, which was three quarter like size, half supercross, yeah, half, yeah, half three quarter super, size. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going full size, and uh, we fortunately have a super good field. And Geneva, of course, is strong as always. Geneva is uh, a an underrated off season race for years. Fans pack it, man. It's a nice stadium. It's cold always, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Lille is cold. Not, <laughs> yeah, in Geneva we are in t-shirt and you stay in shorts. Yeah, well, you, you know, know uh, Eric, you know, shorts. <laughs> Eric, Geneva, you know. we have a we have two powerhouse. We have Marvin and Jason Anderson. Yep, right away, and and just and Justin Brayton yep. confirmed. Yep. So between the guy that won it four times, the yep. guy that won it three times, and and, and you and throw Anderson. and you throw Anderson in the middle, I think it's going to be a really good racing. And yes. we have two or three guys pending as yep. well. Yeah. Um, Another thing I want to talk to you about, the USGP. Uh, you helped at the Charlotte event last year. Yeah, yeah. We had two of them last year, Glenn Helen and Charlotte. They went away. Giuseppe, at some point, Ustream said he won four or five USGPs, and everyone's heads over here exploded. Of course. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah, and rightfully so. <laughs> um, now we're down to one. And Eric, MX Sports, Davey Coombs, Kerry Coombs, they're... They're in bed now, not in bed, but they're partners with Ustream. And I don't know if this day was ever going to happen. And it did. And now they're working together. Some MX Sports people will be in WW Ranch on the September long weekend. Yeah. Ustream comes over for, for their GP. And I don't know what's, what's more crazy about all of that working. Like, not something I would ever saw or predict. No, I, we have to say it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good concept. Yeah. You know, I think these, uh, you know, Ustream is being run by uh, David Longo now, the mm-hmm. son of Giuseppe, and he's coming in with no past. You know, he's not thinking, he's not looking at what happened the last Bag- 25 years. No baggage, years. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he was very instrumental in making that happen. Um, you know, I was very bummed about uh, Charlotte's decision not to, 
renew the contract, mm-hmm. but it was a business decision. So, I mean, we did honestly what was most likely the best USGP of recent years yep. with over 10,000 spectators plus the industry. Did you go, Randy? No, I didn't, oh. didn't make it up, no. Yeah, yeah Charlotte's pretty far and stuff, so yeah, I get it. It's a whole like, other state. It, it doesn't like motocross, <laughs> you know. And, uh, it's a whole other state. I've <laughs> been a dick. Uh, um, but okay, so yeah. So, you know, yeah. it, it, I mean, yes, I was crushed because we had put so much work in it and we felt like we had done good for motocross. You know, yeah. f- forget the politics about, yeah, yeah. you know, what... Uh, what uh, faction was happy or not happy we had done good for motocross and uh when the dust settled we realized that you know i mean charlotte who was my client uh, realized that it was too expensive mm-hmm. to do a, a real motocross gp and uh we pulled the plug like late last year and we said no we're not gonna do one at that stage fortunately for the sport they had the they started to talk to each other yeah you know and uh I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it's pretty much what happened. Yeah. And then this opportunity fueled by a lot of things that we've seen, the fear of Supercross expanding and all, all those things that so far are just rumors, mm-hmm. uh, I think got the two best uh, outdoor promoters together and they, yeah. they went away. Like they looked at Supercross and they're like, hey. Why are we arguing about when these guys are going to come over and perhaps take over, you know, try to list, put three or four more dates? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and, and once again, there's no foundation to that. Yeah. You know, as of today, as yeah. I know, yeah. you know, the fact is we've talked about it for two years. And uh, the, the biggest bad news for the GP was the cancellation of Gatorback. Yeah. You know, it's, which yes. is totally unrelated to all those parties. It just, uh, it seems to be a, a lease issue with Gatorback and uh, losing Gatorback I think is is a big challenge for the next GP mm-hmm. WW is a great facility but it it's just not as ready as Gatorback yeah. was it's not an established racetrack exactly. it's been there for a long time it, it, it's a great place I mean the owners are I mean the family they mm-hmm. love motocross like nobody they're gonna give it 500% I have no idea no, no, no doubt that they do everything they can, yep. and I just hope it will be enough. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad a USGP is coming here, though. You know, I think it's good to have one. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't I know the riders aren't pumped to be there. The teams aren't stoked to be there. But in a way, it's it's the week after Indiana. Everybody's on the East Coast that's, already. Yeah, that's you know? why we so, chose right. Labor Weekend last year. Yeah, I, it was a strat- strategic. I think it works. Yeah. If you're going to do it, don't wait. Just have it. Get yeah. it over with. Teams are still in the race mode. You know, people are one more week on the road but type deal. Like we talked uh, earlier, uh, I told you in 2000, in 2011, I went to Valkensvard with, uh, with Davey of MX Sport and we sat down with Giuseppe trying to make peace yeah. before time it was to to have peace and uh, I, I told those guys we need to do a national GP you hang on you, you, you're you on board with this and I, how is this ever going to happen well I'm not saying it can happen yeah. but it's the best concept for the sport you know and, sure yeah, and, yeah. And having the 20 best rider you know from each class yep. at the end of the season when you know nobody's going to it's not going to yeah. hurt the last 20 guys yep. racing on the gate 40 guys you you race for your points, and everybody wants to win. That would be the neatest race in the world. And I I I put the seed in the in the dirt. I put some water on it, <laughs> and I even talked to Monster at the time. Bruce uh, Sternstrom was yeah. uh, the manager Monster, of Monster, yeah. and he said, "Eric, if uh, I'll." F- 
I'll let it happen because there's always the conflict between Monster yeah, and Red, Red Bull. Bull yeah. But he said it would be so great for the sport because it would be the best race in the world without having to be in political yeah. storm. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, we'll see. You know, it's one of those things. People need to talk to each other. If everybody stays in his box, nothing good will ever yeah. happen with the sport, and we'll we'll just regress. We'll shrink instead of expand. Do you think? Four years. Do you think we have 17 soupies and 12 nationals? I don't know what happened, but like, however this works. I think something is going to give. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what, but I think we're doing something here. Yeah. Uh, I, I think something yep. is going to happen. And I don't know if it's going to come from the teams, for, from yep. Supercross, from, from the nationals right, or whatever. Right. But I'm with you. Yeah. Something is going to happen yep. next few years. You know? Yeah. Some radical format change, some teams getting together, some teams bowing out. Yeah. It's, whatever it is. It's just a, it's just not like it was before. Just like you know, we witnessed with Kenny, who was so eloquent about what he's doing and what he's saying. It's just like we don't have the same environment as we had before. Yep. I don't think we have the same luxuries. Yep. I mean, the world has changed. Money is being spent completely different ways. Let's face it. I mean, dirt bikes. I mean, the sales are not that good. Yeah. And uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. We just have to be reacting. Yeah. We cannot be just looking at our boat going down. You yeah. Know? No, I agree. I, I absolutely do. agree. Um, I'm always saying like, we're not as big as everybody thinks we are. I'm in this bubble every weekend. Yeah. It's a pretty small bubble. Yeah. You know. It, <laughs> it definitely is when you start looking into, <clears throat> you know, like from Michelin, we look at the entire motorcycle industry, all segments, yeah, all things. Everything. So we look at it from a wider perspective. But now step outside that and. We in the motorcycle division at Michelin, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we are a speck on the automotive side of Michelin. Yeah, so, yeah. so in, in, in the, you know, the corporate 500 world and, and everything, motorcycle racing's small. Oh, yeah. Real small. And, yeah. and, and I agree with you that, that I think something will change. Don't know what that's going to be, yeah. what that's going to look like when it does. But uh, you can't – just the same I'll mindset and approach – it doesn't appear I'll tell you worse. what I hear from teams in the pits. Less races. Yeah. And no. I laugh. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah, yeah. No, that that tube paste is never toothpaste is never getting back into the tube. Yeah. You know, but they want less races. Yeah. And it's I mean that's just not gonna happen. I'm, you know, when you see how many riders are injured currently, yep. uh, it seems like there's a reason for that. But seventeen supercrosses and eighteen weekends is a yeah. is a grind. It's a challenge. I, I always said we need to have a weekend off every three weeks. I yep. mean, regardless, yeah. whatever happened, maybe that. And then when you say that, obviously, oh, but the season is going to be longer. Yeah. I'm like, shit. What did I say here? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's that's definitely what I hear. Uh, these guys have been on hold for tire questions forever, Randy. Oh, so let's get right to oh, them. Okay. Uh, Zach, what's up? What's your tire question? Thanks for holding so long, man. Uh, no problem. I was wondering what uh, Michelin's I should get. I've been thinking of switching to them for a while. I run an MX-52 in the front and an MX-3S in the rear. If that's your setup, the equivalent from, from our application, you have the MX-52 front and MX-3S rear. So we would go with Michelin Starcross 5 medium front and Michelin Starcross 5 soft rear would be the direct uh, correlation, but, uh, you know, application to application. But what type of terrain do you typically ride in? 
Um, SoCal, so, but I ride all up and down the state, so it doesn't okay. really make yeah. a difference for, to for me. me. Yeah, for me, I would probably, in that case, I'd like to recommend Starcross 5 medium front and rear because it's our most uh, wide application range and will work in the widest variety of conditions. I think that's what I'd recommend, bud. Thank you, Randy. All right, thanks, hey, man. I appreciate man. it. And don't forget to keep the air pressure up on that. Yep. Uh, and also, too, Mike, what's up? Yeah, I had a question for Randy about the tubeless yeah. uh, setup that he had. Was that the like new tech one? No, 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 no. That's uh, yeah, that's something that's an aftermarket thing that again goes into a tube type tire and basically creates a seal on the spokes. But what we were doing, we're, we're actually using a, an Alpina tubeless uh, tubeless wheel assembly, and we had added the butyl liner uh, inside of the off-road motorcycle tire to make it like a street motorcycle tire to make it actually tubeless like a car tire is tubeless um so yeah oh okay yeah yeah correct oh, okay yeah i was curious because I, I got a buddy that runs those the the two the other ones mm-hmm. and uh the aftermarket one and uh because I had heard on last week's show or whatever they were talking about, there wasn't there wasn't a rim lock, and I had asked him, and he said he had a rim lock. So I yeah. was like, I was curious. Yeah, completely different uh, design, and and even with that aftermarket system you're referring to, you still end up using a tube type off road motorcycle tire that that really right. won't hold air that long. It doesn't have the inner liner in there to to make yeah, it a tubeless. So really different. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, hey, Mike. Hey, by the way, uh, Mike, is this Mike? Yeah. Yes, sir. You've been on hold for a long time. Do you want a fly racing uh, factory work stand, bike stand? Oh, dude, I would love one. Okay, all right. Going to put you on hold. Travis will get your information. For being on hold for 18 hours to ask a question that we already covered, <laughs> I am going to give you a fly stand. Thanks, courtesy of folks oh, on fly no racing. Thanks, right. Steve. I appreciate Th- it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, Eric, uh, something that you guys do at EnduroCross that's interested to talk about is the Ulta bike, the yeah. e-bike. Uh, you're letting it in EnduroCross. Now, the guy broke his wrist, so it didn't have a great debut. No. But, uh, that's not the first time. We, we had the bike last oh, year. Oh, you did? Kurt, Kurt, Nicole, Kurt Nicole. Oh. And, and he won his first race. Mm-hmm. So it that's was, what I was saying. So yeah. the other one last year with Kurt Nickel. Right. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on that thing? I mean, you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I mean, I basically... You have one? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I've, I do have one. And uh, since the bike has been popping out in 2012, I've been helping those guys freely mm-hmm. and uh, just giving them advice how to market their product. And uh, it's just like, for me, it's one of the solution for... I, I think it is. I think it's something that's For, for yeah. racing and for riding. And uh, I've, I've seen so many tracks shut down because of noise that we need to be better. First, we need to be better for our regular bikes. Mm-hmm. But we need, the electric bike is kind of like the answer. So I opened the door to EnduroCross last year because... You know, the batteries with a, with one charge, you can run pretty much the entire season, mm-hmm. you know, of Enduro Cross. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you run about 15, 20 minutes uh, sure. uh, a night. Unless you're Alex Ray, then yeah. you ride everything. <laughs> um, yeah, you, exactly. you rode one? You rode Kiefer's? Yeah, I did. I rode the, the one out there in January and truly amazed by uh, the 
the lightweight feeling of it, the maneuverability yeah, of even it. Even though it's, it's heavy. Even, even though it's heavier. Uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, the only time it felt heavy was putting it on a bike stand. Yeah, On exactly. the track, it felt incredibly light. The torque was impressive. Um, I'm actually staying out uh, and look forward to riding it again this coming weekend with Kiefer. So, um, yeah. All right. Do you see... I was at Alta today. So, I mean, I, oh, I, okay. flew, yeah. I flew from San Francisco. I spent the day with them. We're talking about your fu- the future. They are pumped. They want to... They want to be everywhere, you know, and it's uh, the energy you have around a company like that, yeah. you know, nearby Silicon Valley. It's just so refreshing. Are they public? Uh, not really. It's okay. it's a uh, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, cap- uh, you know, venture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Venture VC. Um, yeah. Are the other OEMs prediction? Are the other OEMs going to play nice and let them in? <sighs> we haven't got to that point. <laughs> Uh, I know people are nervous. I oh, know, yeah. I know my fellow promoters don't know how to address it. Yep. It was easy for me for EnduroCross because I opened, I created a series with no displacement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, whatever you want, you ride because yeah. EnduroCross limits you on power. You know, yeah, there's yeah. no 450 winning races. Right. That's what I told Alex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> So 350 seems to be the maximum a rider can actually handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the beauty about the, the electric bike is you have a switch and you have you have a 125, a 250, a 350, yeah, yeah. and a 450. Yeah. And uh, when you when you start having disability, it's uh, it's amazing how you realize that power is not new friend. Yeah, like you go on a track and you're in map two, and you say, "I'm gonna go to map three and you realize you go slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which yeah. we don't do that. You don't yeah. go from a two fifty to a three fifty at a track because you yeah. usually don't have so many bikes. And one of the things now, when you look at a, a young kid coming up and changing from small bike to big bike, if you got to make a jump from an eighty five cc two stroke to a two fifty four stroke, that's a handful. But yeah. think about an entry level rider yeah. who's learning to ride a motorcycle. That Alta bike is less complicated in that you're not changing gears and clutch and all those things and you start the entry level rider off on map one yeah as their skills develop increase to map two three four so you've got to your point four bikes in one are they going to be in super cost what do you think uh we're working on uh, having a rider at uh, paris in geneva okay so that's uh that would be the first step because they they are they are exhibition races so we don't have too much political turmoil to deal with you know do you think they'll be in monster energy supercar you never know that uh, that would be a wish. Uh, I'm not I saying know. it could yeah. happen. But I don't see the other OEMs playing yeah. nice with that. Yeah. I really don't. You uh, know? The Monster Energy Cup, if the rules were not changed for my U.S. Open days, yep. are wide open because that's. I think they can ride there. Yeah. 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 That, that's what uh, because uh, we we opened it to factory bikes and everything because we wanted people to be able to test. So you know, I'm not saying the, uh, an electric bike can win a Supercross, but it's at a stage where it can be not. Uh, ridiculed. Mm-hmm. It's really. I mean, you've seen yeah. enough videos. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and I Josh podcast with Darren Durham. Josh, week, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was really impressive. Yeah. And uh, what Josh Hill did last year at the Straight Rhythm was phenomenal. Yeah. In you know, yeah. in no other words. Uh, straight Rhythm this year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. It's going to be year four. You know, I'm one of the producer, and uh, it's just just a great race. I mean, yeah. you, you have to come. You have to come this year. I know. Yeah. I haven't been to one yet. I watch them on TV every year, but I've uh, never been. I'll send you the private uh, Red Bull jet to pick oh, you up. Oh, yes, please, please yes. do. Yes. <laughs> me, and Marks, me and Marks will be waiting. We'll be waiting for our ride. I'm in. Two straight rhythm. Um, and having came to the, the, I don't know if it was the first one, the one that Pastrana rode. The first one. RM, yeah, the first yeah. one, the RMZ 500, yeah. uh, RMZilla. It, it's, it's definitely more impressive in person. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So if you get a chance, go to it for sure. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a cool event. I think it's it's an awesome idea, and it doesn't take a whole lot of commitment by the teams and the riders. No. You're just going in a straight line for 30 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? So. 40 seconds at yeah, most. But right. uh, it's really a race that uh, it's kind of like the end of our U.S. Right. season and uh, very comfortable place. Pomona is very low-key. Uh, the vibe is excellent. Yeah. There's no pressure. Right. And uh, honestly, I'll, I'll come and... And pick you up and drive you to a. Maybe, to we, maybe we can do a pulp show from the from the sh- from the place or something. Exactly. You know, that, we can that, do that, something that, like that. That would be fantastic. Uh, and, and and also too, what is going on with James Stewart, Eric? If I knew, I would tell you. What is go? Go to his <laughs> go to his compound. Go see what's up. I have no idea. I have no idea. Amazing, huh? And like I'm, he I'm, is just gone. I'm not sure anybody has an idea. Yeah. That's a, that's a sad part. Yeah. And I yeah. think he just likes it that way and he's fine. Like, you know, he's a dad. Yeah. He has a beautiful family. Maybe that's all he wants. And we are maybe too worried about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trust me, my Twitter feed and our, 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 all they're worried. Everyone's worried. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you what, know, yeah. what, what do you know from care. the latest race? Um, I just said he's got a Honda. He yeah. ordered some suspension. He ordered some wheels. And he was supposed to be racing at some point. <laughs> but no, I mean, if they can't drag him up for straight rhythm. Oh, hopefully at straight rhythm. Yeah. Are oh. they trying? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. But it's not, it's not easy to get answers. No. Oh, not at all. <laughs> I know Alta tried to get some answers by driving some bikes out there. Absolutely. And they got no answers. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a, it's a bizarre situation, but, uh, I mean, let, I only want to see him back on the track if he wants to. Otherwise, forget it. No, you know, it takes too much commitment, too much yeah, work. Exactly. If you're, not, if you're just grabbing the cash and showing up. You know I, what I mean? So. I don't think there's much cash to be grabbed. No. Nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's what Kenny was saying earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the millions are given to situation that can actually yeah. activate, do all those things. Yeah. And uh, it's getting really difficult to get them, you know. Only yeah. Pop Max gets millions. Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we got Michelin money. I'm yeah. going to need a raise if that's We the got case. Michelin money. Uh, oh, good good talk, good times. Uh, Pop Max show presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Eric Pernard, uh, Randy Richardson in the studio. Um, we got a few more things to go, but Eric, do you got to run or do you want to stick around? Oh, I'll stick around. You stick uh, around? I won't sleep tonight. That's All right, it. fantastic. Let's do the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. BTOsports.com, uh, great guys, great company. Um, they're, they help us out. They've been on with our show for six years now. Use the code PULPAMEX when you're checking out on the phone, or you can put PULPAMEX in the notes section, and uh, they will apply a discount for your order, whatever it is. Uh, great shipping all around worldwide as well. BTOsports.com has what you need, whether it's uh, FMF or, or Works Connection or Atlas Neck Brace, W, EK Chains, whatever it is, uh, Pivot Works, they've got it. Uh, BTOsports.com, X Brand Goggles as well. And we thank those guys these are questions submitted to at pulp show on twitter marks over there goes through them and uh, selects the best ones and uh he asks us that those questions and we got quite a few for you mr all right. richardson all right good good excited about it this, we'll, we'll start with something not for you okay good from bv that is such a marks thing to do yeah i'm gonna that's that's how <laughs> i roll that's how he rolls uh this one's from bv as, as well as a few others if buzz creek goes away from the schedule what track will replace it I've heard this was the last year of Bud's Creek. Heard that from a few people. But I don't know what track would co- would go. Eric, you have any idea? I don't know. I, I mean, would they go back to Freestone or something? I don't I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I really don't know. Randy, do you know any tracks that are... 
Maybe like, less race. Oh boy, no way, no <laughs> chance. No, I don't know. I don't know any ones that yeah. are like ready, waving the flag, right? Like, hey, t- t- no, it's the same. I, w- I would say Gatorback with Win, you know, because the MX Sports is working with them, but not now. Uh, it's supposed to be restarting a, yeah. a new game. But would it be up and ready for a national next year? Yeah. It's supposed to be ready for mini holes. Really? That's what, uh, that's okay. what the goal is. All right. Yeah, okay. that's, uh, that's a good goal. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to miss the gator pit and the elevator and everything else that came in Gainesville. Yeah. And by the way, the, I saw, I'm, I'm sure the track, the lease holders of the original track are really kicking themselves for their power play that backfired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like now they got, instead of getting a huge raise, they got nothing. No Wind just race. said, see you later. Yeah. So, all right. This one's from David Lacombe. This one is for you, Randy. Okay. What's the shelf life for a tire, generally speaking? Assume I keep it in my garage, not climate controlled. So for, for us, we recommend that a tire be uh, installed no more than six years from date of manufacture. So you can find that on the sidewall of the tire. Uh, the, uh, on a street tire, it'll be after the DOT coating. Uh, but anyway, it's a four-digit code. So, if, for example, if a tire was made week uh, 25 of 2011, it'd be 2511. So we recommend it's installed within six years from the date of manufacture and can be used up to 10 years from the date of manufacture before we recommend taking it out of service. Solid. Yeah, I did not think you would have all that info like that. <laughs> right in my little mind. No, I did not no. think that, no. He's really Mr. He, Tyler. He's a yeah. professional, though. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You're right. If we asked you something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, would this... you know the shelf life on, like, donuts? <laughs> no, because I eat them okay. right away. <laughs> you got, so you got, I'm going yeah. to yeah. leave those. Eight up. minutes. Right, yeah. Eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> all right. Um, the Baba Kook wants to know, Will, Steve, will Dean Ferris race in the United States next year? I don't think so. Um, who's going to hire him? We just talked about two yeah. less rides going away with Tickle and Bogle. Like, Barsha's already looking for something. Like, no, I, I hear road grade at high point. But, yeah, no, I don't. This was from CanMX. Randy, what is the next big leap in tire technology? Electric tires. <laughs> Electric tires. Mm-hmm. Uh in in uh he's got some examples here would it be like something like a new or better compound uh tread or block design tubeless tech something else we will have uh we will have an introduction in january uh of uh of a new technology uh that we that we share from our automotive uh product line that will be very very innovative in in uh, sport touring motorcycle tires so that's new and coming um there's obviously a lot of new technologies michelin on the automotive side recently shared at an innovation forum thing um kind of these uh printed tires like a 3d printing tire so the concept tire they call it you can look that up michelin concept Blade. tire where it's uh, using biodegradable products to actually print or reprint tread designs. So uh, Michelin's always looking at giving people a you know, better way forward and innovation for sure. So I think a better way forward is right from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like he literally just dropped the commercial right here. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I could almost be like you, couldn't I? Yeah. If it works, it pivots, it pivots, it works. I made that up. I, I, I would never have guessed <laughs> that you just made that up. Never would I have guessed that. Uh, this one's from Troy Benjen. Now that Bogle has turned it around, what is his ceiling on a 450? 
possible title threat or just a race winner? What do you think, Eric? I think he's a very good rider. He's been progressing. Not, I mean, not very fast, but he's progressing. Mm-hmm. So as long as you move forward, the sky's the limit. Yeah. 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 This is more of a statement than a question okay. from Tobias Storm. I don't like that name already. <laughs> Stu Brothers on Telecom-backed Hondas for 18. Debut at Monster Cup. Stamp it. Sure. I mean, I know they've been working on that stuff. I know Mookie, there's not a lot of talk about what Mookie wants to do next year, which tells me that may have they have some plans. Yeah. Or maybe not. But maybe they have some master plans. But I haven't heard about this Ride 365 team coming back with Mookie. So maybe they're all, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. You got me. Telecom backed. I mean, Verizon or somebody, you know, yeah, I, I, don't know. I have no idea. Uh, have you guys talked about Hurlings possibly racing next week? I saw his Instagram where he said he week. has a surprise coming. Can you text somebody in Europe right now? Next week. I'm sorry. In Indiana. Oh. To race Indiana. It could be. He yeah. said, I got a surprise coming for you guys maybe this week. Mm. And we all think it's racing Indiana. Mm. Why not, right? He'd do yeah, that. He, yeah, he would do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael's question. Has he ever wanted to do any of those supercrosses or no? He knows it, no. it's not working out. No. He's always came, he always come to check them out. Yeah. But I never, every time he's no interest. Yeah. In, he's not a supercross guy. Yeah, no. He's not going to want to reinvent himself, I think. Yeah. Michael's question was, Steve, if Hurlings goes 1-1 this weekend, should we still send a team? <laughs> well, he's got, it, the Designations is a team format, so yeah. Um, Hashtag, Colden please Hoff is unblock good. me. I, I, I'm blo- I blocked him? <laughs> yeah, it's, that, it's the same Michael. <laughs> what guy? With the Ridgeline comment. Oh, yeah, no, no. And the one I sent you earlier. Oh, yeah, no, no, you stay, unblo- you stay blocked, <laughs> Michael. Um, I blocked a few people this week, the last couple of weeks. Hurlings is, is going to be different. It's Metroly Basin in England. Mm-hmm. It's not no, where yeah. he shines 100%. You right, know? Right. I mean, it's, it's going to be good, but it's not what he likes. Although Majoria was pretty hard packed, too, and he, That's he right. won. He did yeah. take off and yeah. won. Uh, win. Um, I don't think he goes 1 1 in Indiana. No way. I, I don't think so. Maybe he says no riders left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, this one's from Joe Ferguson. Do you feel your writing style differs when you write about the past of the sport versus the present? You seem to be more excited when writing about the past. Yeah, I probably am. Those guys don't want to light me on fire. They like me. RJ and Wardy and those guys. <laughs> they think I'm cool. Because um, you write good things about them, probably. Well, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I would agree. I, I am a fan when I still think of those, like, I don't know about how you guys feel, but like, I still think it's cool to talk to RJ. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, I think it's exceptionally like cool. Dogger, you know, I just yeah. think it's cool, and I think that's. And, a- and I think I'm very bummed that our sport doesn't respect those guys as other sports do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. look at you look at TV all day long. They talk about the old champions, and for us, they almost have to buy tickets to see a race. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this yeah. is not cool. No, and I mean, those uh, guys were it. You know, they were the Villapotos, and they were Eli yeah. Tomax and Ken Roxons and everything. Um, and I think some of, uh, you know what, never mind, I don't want to, that's a, never mind, it's not a topic, yeah. doesn't make sense, but, um, yeah, oh, I, uh, I, I, I might be more excited, I don't do it, like, consciously, but. No, but you know? I think that you, like you said, working with RJ or what have you, so me growing up and being a fan in the 80s and a fan of Rick Johnson or being a fan of Guy Cooper or a fan yeah. of different people that I've later worked with, yeah. that's exceptionally cool, so. 
for you, you're probably doing journalistic stuff about things that at the time you were just a fan of. And yeah. now you're getting to dig into and research those things. Yeah. And that is exciting. And it takes you, you back to your youth. And you two and, guys know, like, I, I'm in this deep, as you are, too. Yeah. And it gets... Well, nowadays, you cover it's so political, and some people you see behind the curtain, you don't like what you see, mm-hmm. you know, but you're still reporting on them or talking about them. And, and, and so maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's natural, I think. And it's our generation also, because, you know, for us, you know, uh, RJ, Wardy, mm-hmm. they're so close to us. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's not like we don't like the younger guys, yeah, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, when we were really dreaming about the top riders yeah it was the it was rj and yeah. mcgrath and all those yeah. guys rollerball yeah rollerball rollerball <laughs> that's a long time i, I mean he was my hero absolutely. growing up yeah, yeah. like because he would be the only guy we would ever see up close we never saw rj how, in person you know how many of your listeners are knowing rollerball well i, thought, I talk about it all the time okay. I think I do know. <laughs> yeah. you know rollerball Oh yeah. yeah, but yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. But the, the the point is, is that's someone who who you looked up to, aspired to be, and so on. So of course mm-hmm. you're going to get excited yeah. when you talk about that person yeah. versus whomever may be uh, racing yeah. the day. Yeah. yeah. This question is from Virgil for you. If a man can't sing a lick, why does he make an advertisement for a great company singing? Hmm. Well, I would turn that around and say I've made you, Virgil. Think about that ad and stew about that ad and get angry about that ad. But the whole time, WUSA is in your brain. And you didn't do a commercial word of the day today. Oops. Commercial word of the day is Nona. Okay. There you go. All right, Nona. <laughs> like that? I'm yeah. on the spot thinking. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, um, you can buy 20 bucks. Get a, get a raffle ticket for Nona. Send it yep. to the ranch. Thanks, Kiefer, for putting that together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Good job, Kiefer. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. You're so thoughtful. Um, Asshole. You want to do the ones that were specific to him? Yeah, let's the, rapid the, fire them. Yeah, let's try to get them uh, in a hurry here. Uh, from Jake Griffith, can you give me your advice on DOT nobbies? OEM was Michelin Enduro Comp 4 slash 3E on a Husky FE350. Yep. So that was a Euro-based bike. It would come original equipment with that. It's an FIM and DOT homologated tire. Yeah. The rear tire would be a 13-millimeter knob height. So that's required in Europe but not required in the U.S. So for that replacement market mm-hmm. is so small for us, we actually don't bring those into the North American zone. Uh, we do have a couple of DOT options, uh, Michelin AC-10, kind of an all-conditions 10. Um, is what I would recommend for, as a replacement if they're required to use a DOT for their bike. I think Randy knows more about Europe than I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Un peu. Un peu. Un peu. Uh, and <laughs> uh, This was from Matt Marriott. Randy, any experience with a Trials hybrid tire? Kenda makes the Equilibrium tire that works great. Any other companies making one? Oh boy. Uh, yeah, there a number a number of them out there. And, and um, I started that yeah, yeah. because it's all around Endurocross, and it was a question I wanted to ask you, but you had enough yeah. tire questions, so yeah, here's yeah. a no, question no, no. coming. So yeah. No, but actually the very first one that I came to here, yeah. we were working with Factory KTM, and those guys are racing, and I went, funny story, went to see the Enduro course, the course. I looked at the course and said, we don't need a knobby tire. We need a trials tire. Yeah. So I went to a cycle gear. 
and bought some Michelin trials tires and put on the bikes. And those guys, I think they finished first and third or whatever, but they did well. And then later, the trials tires, you know, were the the hot ticket. Yeah. In, in, and I banned in, them. Yeah, yes, you banned them. Banned them. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, banned them. I think it may have been because the 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 tire sponsor didn't make a trials tire. No, maybe? No, 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 it wasn't political. Not. It wasn't political. No, it, it was slightly political, but yeah. not what yeah. you think. Okay. It yeah. was just the manufacturers mm-hmm. were not selling bikes with trial tires. Correct. Yeah. And, and they didn't like mm-hmm. the idea of having mm-hmm. you know David Knight with yeah. the, uh, with trial tires. Yeah. So it was more like uh, to keep to keep, so the, keep bikes. the bike when you sell. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I and I I definitely respect that. It's it's something that I suggested to our counterparts in Europe probably 12 15 years ago. We need to make a hybrid tire and yeah. uh you know the 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 concept I thought made sense. There are other manufacturers do have them now, but again it's a very niche market um niche. but something we're still still looking at. But yeah. All right. Uh last one from Ryan Randy. His 110 tires are ripping apart. He wants to run them, but it seems they only last a few rides. Depend. There's so many variables. Uh, if he's on uh, 250 or 450, if he's at a 450 cc, I'd, I would recommend a 120, 80, 19. I don't know if he's got an 18 inch or 19 inch. You don't know what kind yeah. of terrain he's riding. You know? Yeah. yeah there's there's a lot to it. A lot of variables, but but if you if you have some contact info on him, I'll definitely follow up with him. Could be that he needs to use a Starcross 5 medium rather than a soft. There's just too many variables to give a definitive answer on that question, but definitely follow up with him later. Ryan, use the contact form on pulpamex.com. Email Steve, and he'll put you in touch with Randy. You guys can sort this out. Be glad to help you, Ryan. Thanks for the thanks for the question, man. Yeah, I'll forward it on to Randy Richardson. Uh, I've been sending him people. The uh, we had a couple people that want, had some advice or wanted some advice about their Michelins. A few mm-hmm. people that love their Michelin Starcross fives, mm-hmm. and I just sent them all to you. And, yep. and hopefully, you, you you answer them. Yes. Or do you just tell them to beat it? No, I don't tell them to beat it. That's okay. our customer. Okay. That's that's. I'm that's just checking. In result, I never it. follow up. So. The end, well, well, I don't follow I up. And be like, hey, did you ask this guy? Or, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, you can trust me that I yeah. will do that. Yeah. Um, more tire questions. We got one more tire question okay, cool. for you. Uh, it's a voicemail that a guy called in, and uh, he left a voicemail. And uh, one more tire question for Randy Richardson. It's Travis Marks over there. Mm-mm. It says it's playing, but it's not actually playing. Calling for Mr. Richardson. Um, oh, just I happened had a to play now. About tires, and they're not motocross tires. Sorry, Steve. Um, I'm an old motocrosser. That's rides on the street only anymore still love the sport that's why i listen every every show you put out but my question is i was on a trip i got an 03 electric line but and i was on a trip with my wife and hit something in the road it was a semi mud flap and a bracket for it and damaged my front michelin commander 2 tire and then put a gouge in the rear also and the shop we were away from home a ways, and the shop I nursed it into only had a brand that rhymes with Schlumla. And uh, that's what I ended up putting on there. And I've always been under the belief that you should match the front and the rear tires. So I went ahead, even though the rear just had a gouge, I replaced it also. And I've always been happy. I've been through three Michelin t- rears and was on my second front tire. I normally get two rears for every front, but I changed both to the slum lops, and I'm really not happy with 
with the, the tires, especially if the roads are damp. That's why I went away from them originally. But this is their newer series that I was told by the dealer was made to compete with the Commander 2s. Well, so my question to Randy is, is the rear is – I'm so disappointed with it that, especially the rear, what is his thoughts on if I just went to – changed over to a Michelin on the rear for now? Because it is expensive to buy a, another set of tires. And, unfortunately, I mean, I am on a budget. What's his thoughts on if I were to change over to the rear and then eventually my next set replace both? Um, I just kind of can't afford to buy buy a whole set right now. And in the wintertime, I can only imagine how crappy the traction is going to be on these things. But the front isn't near as bad as the rear. I, I don't mean to harp on it, but these tires, I think, especially the rear, is junk. And you might as well be riding on ice if the roads are damp. So any any thoughts in your opinion, your professional opinion, would be appreciated. Uh, professional uh, and Randy. Thanks a lot, and have a good evening. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So Okay, so quickly, uh, so caller, we Michelin most definitely recommend matching uh, the tires. and, and so Like Cole Trickle in, in Days of Thunder. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. No, uh, a match set's very important on a motorcycle tire. Um, so we would want to have, in your case, a Michelin Commander 2 front and Commander 2 rear. Um, each each front and rear tread design is is designed to work together in water evacuation. So you think about when you mix-match brands or mix-match tread designs, if the front tire isn't as efficient of evacuating water, then that rear tire that's following directly behind it can be, its uh, performance can be impaired because the front tire is not evacuating enough water. The the profile of the tire, the shape of the tires can be mix-matched uh, if you or can be you significantly different by different brands so I, I know that's a tough situation to have you know a road hazard like that uh shorten the life of the front tire and impact and then impact like he the said he's well. like just short on budget to buy a match yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's a difficult situation but i i would not recommend and and do not recommend you mix matching uh the michelins with another brand with another, with any other brand. Yeah, never sure. heard of that brand before. <laughs> any other brand. I love when people are using Pulpamex, like, tur- you know, like we do that all the time on our show. <laughs> it's so shmoney. Yeah. Um, okay, so so save up. Yeah, yeah, save I up. mean, it's, 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 it's save up, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's, I feel for the situation because, one, I, I greatly appreciate his, uh, his feelings about our Commander 2. It's been an incredibly successful uh, cruiser motorcycle tire for, for us, um, and, and and it is a great match set of tires for sure. But, uh, but yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't want to mix-match them for sure. So maybe when the rear wears out on the current tires he has, if the front's partially worn, it'll be easier to make yeah. that switch to both at the time. There but. we go. There's the, there's the answer. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Honda World, uh, Honda World Downey with a 5 freeway and 605 meet. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars, 30 minutes from anywhere in L.A. Uh, we thank those guys for coming on board. If you mentioned Pulp MX uh, and you drive a Honda, you get a free first-time oil change from the folks at Honda World Downey. Go see Steve down there. The he'll meet or beat any price for you on, uh, on a beautiful Honda, uh, whether it's a Ridgeline or whether it's a Ridgeline, <laughs> or do they have uh, do they have those? Uh, I'm just throwing the Ridgelines. I'm throwing the ball up, and I'm waiting I for Randy love to, to just you know. 
to say what? To knock it out of the park here. Oh, it's nice. I noticed you yours like you put a uh, like a 12-inch lift kit on it and then lowered it a foot. It looks really nice <laughs> sitting out there the way it sits in the driveway. Beautiful. Oh, uh, here we go. Beautiful. Uh, so. Eric, uh, how's Alec doing? Your son. Uh, he's... Um, He's the reason why you get on Pulp MX so much because uh, he listens to it, and you're like, "Oh, wait, I got to call Mathis." Exactly. Right? You know, he's, he, he gives me the recap of the yeah. show because yeah. you know, with everything I do, I don't have as many hours of uh, of uh, you right. know R and R time as I wish. And uh, no, he's he's doing good. He, he's done very good. He, he got inches away from the podium. Oh the yeah, okay. Class, awesome. You yeah. know, in the amateur B class, so he's getting there. You know, he's uh, he's been training hard, and uh, you know, just like any kid. He has a dream, yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, fortunately he, he can work. He's got on an it. in. He's got an in in enduro cross. <laughs> he's, he's running the only Kawasaki left in enduro cross in a, in a sea of orange and white yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know he likes his PC, and that's just he's doing good. Oh, good, good he's to hear. Good. Yeah, I, I need to I need to thank Alec for for getting you onto the show. Like you know what I mean? Like like you're always like, hey, because he listens to the show so much. He listens. He's now, does he it, so. get a little bit of a price break on uh, registration on entry? Yes, he yes, does. He okay, does. I was wondering. I just wondered. I just wondered. <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right, thank you guys. It was awesome to be with you two, yeah. with you three. Thanks, Travis. Travis. It's been yeah. fun. Thanks to uh, Jake Weimer and Adam Cincerillo and Kenny Watson and David Pingree and Alex Ray for all coming on. Um, it's been fun. Thanks to uh, Swisscore and Marks, uh, Swisscore and uh, Moser for their help. Thanks to Pookie, uh, Marks. Yes. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, help Nona get to the ranch. Raffle.pulpamex.com. Yep. Okay. Do it. Uh, help that. Uh, Randy, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hope you have fun. You're always good, great in the studio. It's, it's fun. fun. It's yeah. fun. I, it's, it's uh, like I said many times, it's uh, an honor to be a part of the show as a sponsor mm-hmm. and to be able to come in and help co-hosts have some fun, just, talk some racing. I'm it's just really glad really we good. managed to sell some tires for you. That's good. I know. That's really good. I know. I'm pumped. Keep well, it going. it's not all because you, you have to have a good product before you put good promotion behind That's it. That's a good point. You're absolutely have right. To have good product. And, and so the newest thing for Marks is a front flip at Pastronas? Well, you know, he might could. He <laughs> might could uh, win our contest to go there. So, yeah, we, we launched today, right? Quick. Oh, yeah. We, we launched today a yep. uh, social media contest there. So uh, to taking three individuals plus a friend to, to go to Travis Pastrano's house and uh, have some fun, have some Nitro Circus-style shenanigans there. Uh, it'll be September 27th. So follow us at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and uh, post your photo or video uh, using uh, tagging at Michelin Motorcycle using hashtag MyInsaneTerrain. And uh, you've got until August 31st, so a couple of weeks to get some posts up there and uh as travis marks will tell you it's 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 a fun experience there once in a lifetime cool thing and i appreciate travis working with us the relationship he has with us is incredible that travis uh, or pastrana both. Okay, thanks. Okay, <laughs> but both of them. Notice that he wore his Michelin socks today. Yeah. Oh, I know. I yeah. love it. I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. And and both of those Travises and and myself have landed backflips, and you haven't. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I appreciate Travis Pastrana yes. opening his home up to us again, and and let us bring some consumers to Pastrana Land. So, and uh, and yes, and well said. And thank you for your time, Eric. Um, thank you as always for coming in. Thank the, you. Uh, with the retirement of. Um, Who's the guy in the commercials, the most inter- inter- interesting man? Um, the beer commercials? Uh, yeah. Dos Equis? Dos Equis, yeah. Dos Equis, man. That's all yeah, his name yeah. was. 
I think you are the most interesting man in moto in motocross. I think you're taking that title <laughs> I would home. Say so, yeah. Because there's yeah. always something going on with you, something cool. Uh, I've told you your next idea. I want in. I don't know what it is. I don't. It know was Junior money. Moto X, and he's doing pretty good. Yeah, we haven't. Even, we didn't even talk about yeah, that yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah Junior it's, Moto X. Yeah, it's, it's two getting, years now running. Yeah, two and, years running. It's getting better every day. Yep. You know? And uh, doing again, same same kind of dates. Yes, in Oklahoma. Uh, just yeah, most likely the week after Supercross yep. in 2018. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, great yeah, place. That's something else for people to check out. Endurocross.com as well. Uh, great great guy to have in studio. And always, so next time you're in Vegas, you're always welcome to come on by. I will see you at uh, Des Nations. That's, yes. That's, we will yes. see you next. And then, uh, and then Monster Cup. And then Straight Rhythm. And then Straight Rhythm. <laughs> yes. And then Bercy. It's not Bercy anymore. It's just Paris Supercross. Are we just calling it Paris now? No, because yeah. Bercy is the name of the stadium, yeah, so yeah, you no, can't call it anymore the name of the stadium. Yeah, so. I guess you're right. And uh, and Geneva? Am yes. I in for Geneva yeah, or out for Geneva? You're in for Geneva. Okay, well, Anderson will be there. He exactly. hates my guts. <laughs> so maybe in Geneva we can sit down and iron this out. It's Switzerland. There so. we go. I like it. I like that. Everybody's and, friends in and, uh, Switzerland. And you people that listen, thank you very much. Yes. Next week, Denny Stevenson and Chicken. Oh, in God. studio. That's going to be good. Over under. What's? I mean, I'm picking. First of all, Denny said I want to come in Sunday. Okay. Which scares me. Because it's one extra night that, you know, things could go astray. What could what could go wrong with Denny Stevenson gigging in Vegas a day early? What could, what could go wrong? <laughs> and then Chicken said I want to come in when Denny comes in. So what could go wrong with Chicken and Denny? That is going to be a good one in Vegas. Oh, yeah, God. I would. I would just in case. I would plan. Uh, just plan a Tuesday night show, maybe. Just in case. <laughs> just, just in case. So next week, people, if Danny Stevenson and Chicken are right there, I will be as shocked as anybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors, and uh, we will see you guys next week. I was in a gangbang. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
Crushing your creed.